This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi. I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like Working Class Bow Hunter. It's really, really not that good. Welcome to episode 532 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We know why you're here. You saw that cover art. You're wondering what could this podcast actually be about? They're here to listen. What, you know, if you're a, a regular supporter of ours, shout out to you. We praise you. Thank you. Shout out to all our Patreon members even more. You're the best. Um, you're the reason why we're able to do what we do and uh, have the fun that we have and also get to go on these experiences that we get to go on. And uh, in the future here, this this episode is kind of a kickoff to many more adventures, and our goal is to bring the Billy Joe lunch bucket like you and us on more adventures in life and experiences. Mm -hmm. If you're the people that are here to judge and talk shit and want to criticize and all that, I'll tell you right now, get the fuck out of here. This isn't for you. You don't understand already, but if you're coming in with an open mind, we welcome you into this podcast and our culture and we're here to have a good time. 
Yes, we're serious when we come to hunting. We love the animals that we pursue. We care about the animals we pursue. But it's also a really good time to experience these um, adventures and ex- just experiences in general. And if you're not a part of that process and you're not willing to be open-minded to it, you'll never understand it. So, well, and that too, saying like, if you don't agree with us with, you know, this podcast, you know, give us a chance to explain it. And, uh, if you still don't agree with us, then it is what it is. Suck our dicks. So that, that also <laughs> being said, this is 100% completely legal. The story, and we're just talking about Eric's story as we're getting on. We know why you clicked here if you're not yeah. part of our family. And if you're a part of our family, you're just kind of laughing right now. Right. Um, you know the whole backstory, but. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's reasons why we do these things, and it all goes to a good place, and it all goes for a good uh, cause, for the greater good of animals and conservation and feeding the hungry and supporting economies. And, uh, and above all else, it's a damn good time. Right? Yeah. You know, and it's adventure. So let's get into it a little bit. You're here. We just got back from our trip in South Africa. If you listen last week, we did a, that was a purely bow hunting camp podcast. Like, yep. um, just in having a good time, cutting up, having some drinks, having Great a time. good time. And this is kind of the, uh, post trip follow up, follow up conference. Um, we're going to talk about, uh, the giraffe, right? That's why you guys are here for the main part. That's what the majority of people are here event. for. Eric's the man for that, the main event. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about other animals that we got to kill, harvest, whatever your term is for for that. And then we're going to talk about the fun we had in camp. And then at the end of this podcast, we're going to put on the camp podcast we did the night of uh, the giraffe. Yep. So um, that's going to be more just in the moment, us having drinks, celebrating, um, showing respect, pouring out like in camp emotions, all that. It was a very emotional day, highs and lows, and having a good time and showing respect. And a lot of highs uh, and lows coming from my perspective. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's what's beautiful about this. We care. There wouldn't be highs and lows if we didn't care. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, there's your disclaimer. Like it or not, we're who we are. And if you have a problem with it, what do we always say, Eric? Fuck it. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Eric, we went to South Africa and you we we had this kind of like light joke, right? Like before going to South Africa, we talked on the podcast like you're like I want to shoot a giraffe. What's it what's it cost to shoot a giraffe? Right. And at the at that point like I I mean, I want to shoot a giraffe, but I thought it was way out of the realm like on that high end $20,000. Right. $20,000 list, you know, something that was way out of the way out of my price point, I guess we could say. Yeah. You know, but then, all of our price points, yeah. Right. And, you know, I didn't think it, no one else really, I mean, they thought it'd be cool, but at the same time, they're like, that's not really in my wheelhouse to shoot a giraffe. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you're, it might be the first and last time we go over there. Like, why not take something that's, it's just a big once deal. in a lifetime, it's yeah. Once in a lifetime deal, you know. We don't know when we're going to go back if we ever do go back. Well, and it showcases Africa, like exactly. It's, yeah, it's Africa, right? Right. Yeah. And you know, at the same time, you know, when by we, the by the way, Eric, we should probably do a roundtable. Who's in the studio right now? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Kurt Geyer here. Eric Common. Doug Schmidt. Austin Chandler. Jacob Johnson. All right, that, I do that quick. That way, we're, everybody knows we're all here. Should we do the vet shout out or should we wait? 
Let's do the veteran shout out right now. Okay, I got a vet shout out this week, Doug. I'm not going to make him go through this. Taking over. I'm taking over. This is a a good friend of mine, Josh Engel. Um, he he was married to my one of my wife's best friends, so I got to know him, you know, through her over the last ten years. And he was in a very bad motorcycle accident about a month ago, and kind of hit home when when she when his wife called my wife you know they, they still talk but not very often you know when she calls it's something it's something serious you know and then we found out about josh and a little bit about him josh enlisted in the u.s army in 2006 he served as an infantryman in combat iraq 2009 josh was highly decorated and was awarded the bronze star medal army commendation medal army good conduct medal National Defense Service Medal, Global War on Terrorism Service Medal, Iraq Campaign Medal, Army Service Ribbon, Overseas Service Ribbon, and the Combat Infantry Badge. Um, you know, it's just one of those deals that, you know, Josh had a hard time with, you know, coming home from, I knew him after he came home and he had a hard time with it with obvious reasons and everything you know and they had a rough time but you know he's a good dude and like just to see him in a motorcycle accident and go through all that shit was it was tough on all of us and i mean shout out to him his greatest accomplishment was they had a daughter caroline mm-hmm. he loved her to death you know and you know that's the worst thing leaving he passed away yep he ended up passing oh. away from wow. the motorcycle accident you know they they called us and said you know it's 50 50 and then a couple hours later you know we got the second call and just one of those things that really hits home you know when you're mm-hmm. you know you see a guy that's battling with stuff and yeah be in the military and you want to help him out as much as possible and that's a bummer man yeah it's well terrible. shout out to josh man thank yeah. you for your service thank I wanna, you sir. I cheers, to cheers to josh thanks josh Guy was living it up at least, man. Yeah, I'm sure the dude lived lived motorcycles at that point. You hear about them guys come home, and it's like uh, that's all the Hell's Angels started oh, yeah. chasing them thrills, man. They get on the get on Harleys and motorcycles, and well, lot, you're a war yeah. veteran. A lot, of, up and, a lot of them miss the camaraderie, you know. And in, it's with motorcycles and cars and all that shit too. There's a, there's a certain type of camaraderie that comes along with all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. So. You know, a lot of guys, when they get out, that's the one thing they miss is, like, the camaraderie. Thrill-seeking camaraderie. Yeah, and obviously, like, going to war and stuff, it's like, I ain't going to lie to you. It's like, talk about adrenaline. Like, that shit's fucking goes way high, you know? Right. So it's like, yeah, when you get out, it's like, you know, you're some guys never, I always try to chase that thrill, and it's it's very hard to find, you know, back in the civilian world. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, like, a lot of guys ride motorcycles and stuff, and. Yeah, it's it fun. Makes sense. It's fun, but wear your fucking helmet. You know, yeah. Like it's still just it's just as much fun with the helmet on. It's like right. you don't have to be a fucking Billy badass back at home, especially if you have kids and stuff. It's like, yeah, I get it's fun and it's cool, but it's like, man, fuck. I don't know if he's wearing a helmet or not, but I don't know either, to be honest with you. But whether he was or not, wear your helmet because there's a guy in my town that just he's not dead, but he's fucking having a hard he's time. He's never he's not gonna be normal ever again. Right. Half his head's fucking caved in because he doesn't oh, wear a helmet. Fuck. He's doing yeah. everything. He's doing everything right. Yeah, you know, so yeah, it's tough. Well, shout out to Josh. Yeah. Thanks, Josh, for your service. And uh, man, that's a bummer. But yeah, uh, easy, brother. But you know, he's going to remember it as a warrior. What decorated is an understatement, man. He yeah. got a resume. Yeah. yeah, and it's really cool. I've never been to a, a funeral on on the Arsenal Island too. You know, to see the the twenty one gun salute and you know the 
the bagpipes and the taps. I mean, it's just yeah. I see both my grandparents, both my grandpas were in the military. You know, that just it hits different when you're at you know when you see the you hear the taps play and mm-hmm. all that stuff. You know, so it was it was heavy. It was heavy. Well, thanks for that veteran shout out, Eric. It's not yep. the ideal veteran shout we want to do, but the bottom line is um, we're doing our little part to give him a shout out. Absolutely. Um, so the first part of this podcast might be a roller coaster of emotions, and then we're going to basically wide it open to having some fun here. So, just so you guys know, we're not we're not here to ruin your days, but um, you'll, you'll you'll see this this will blossom here as we get going. So, all right, we're going back into this giraffe story because we talked about it uh, in the past about it, we're kind of kidding around because it seems ridiculous, but right. didn't realize it'd be a realistic opportunity for sure. You know, we got there, and you know, you know, driving. From the airport to camp, I guess we would say, you know, we're asking them all kinds of bizarre questions because we're not from that country. We're we're another con- yeah, we yeah. know nothing. We know nothing about it. So we're asking them, you know, about the continent, about the country, about, you know, animals we can harvest, you know, like the price point, all that stuff. And then, you know, it obviously came up kind of joking around at the time, you know, can, you know can we shoot giraffes yeah well, yeah how much was it he told us price but i'm like we kind of all said like oh that's that's doable you know yeah and over there like yes everything's a price point but at the same time like with giraffes they're they are a specific animal and like you you just can't go out willy-nilly shooting any giraffe like yeah it's yeah. got to be an old bull it's got to be you know the time for that animal like we don't with any any animal like we'd rather harvest that animal and donate the meat or do something good with it than to die from you gotta get them at peak maturity yeah just like the landowners back here in the midwest i mean you're looking at animals that are mature you know you're not just gonna go out and shoot the young animals in the herd Mm. it's it's a management aspect the same in south africa as it is here in the midwest right they're still running a management program over there i mean it's the same thing i'd I'd say even more so over there honestly it's like way more because over here we have DNR and all you know and everything else. Over there yep. they don't have DNR. Sewers explained to us like landowners, each, each landowner, each farm owner is the DNR. Yep. Like yeah. they have those animals there, and, and yes, yeah, so don't see animals on government ground. Right, They're very yeah, conscious there, of management like, practices over there. Yeah. Landowners, I would say, more so over there mm-hmm. than here well, in the state. Yeah, because like over here, you know, you, you get a tag, you get your any sex tag or any deer tag, whatever, whatever you get, and there's never an age limit on that tag. Right. It just says, you know, any sex deer yep. tag. You can shoot whatever the fuck you want, whatever shoot makes you happy. And, you want. and that's a yeah. huge thing going around on social media right now. It's like, shoot what makes you happy and absolutely do you. But at the same time, it's like over there, they are very specific. They only want to take the mature ones out of the herds. And that's another thing, too. They're they're all like herd animals. Right. Yeah. So like you can go into that a little bit more. But it's like, I just want to make clear, like, there is no DNR. The farm owner is the DNR. And they are very, very specific on yeah. that. The maturity and which ones you're. I mean, absolutely. They, they they know they're mature enough where they had their seed out there where there's going to be more mature animals. But at the same time, it's like this bull was so mature that he was getting to the end of his life. Mm-hmm. Like he was on on his way out. He was scarred up. I mean, beat up. He was by himself, and you can tell when you see the video, which oh, we are yeah. going to have some video out. He's deteriorated. Yep, yep. And at the same time, you know when. Every time we've seen this bull, because the first set, you know, I shot an Impala, and on our way back to camp, we've seen this bull by himself, 
he got kicked out of the herd because he was so old and just like beyond breeding mm-hmm. point and everything is what we were told. And, you know, I didn't – if I was going to shoot a giraffe, you don't want to go in there and shoot a young one or one that's in the herd that's doing good for the giraffe herd. Yeah. You're not right. going to shoot one to shoot one. Exactly. that You know, and that was my perspective on it. Like, I want to shoot one that's an old bull, and he's he's done his purpose in life. Yeah, yeah. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when we were talking about giraffes and everything else, they pointed out, I think there was like two or three giraffes that were getting to their end of their, you know, maturity or whatever else. But that mm-hmm. one specifically was, you know, the, was very, very old. But I don't know if I'm remembering right, but I... Didn't they say, like, you know, you'd be doing everyone a favor if you shot that one? You'd be doing him well, a that, favor Well, that's how it kind of got brought kinda. up, I think, Eric, because we mentioned it. We were at dinner, like, the first night, and Stuart's like, well, we do really actually have an old bull, and he's considered mm-hmm. what they call a – it's not a black giraffe, but it is black. It's it's, it's, a, dark, it's a darker color yeah, giraffe. But they, they call it a black giraffe. Yeah. Right, correct. And Stuart's like – there. he basically was like, you know, Eric, if you do want to shoot one, there is one that we do need to take out – He's old, and then and then it was kind of went from like kind of us just like Eric, you should, you know, you should, and then it was like, well, this actually makes a ton of sense, yeah, yeah. exactly, and that and that's the thing when we first seen him that first that you know after we hunted the first night driving back we seen him by himself every time we, I've we seen him three times and he was by himself every time so and then if we seen any other giraffes they were in a herd mm-hmm. so they, obviously he was I don't know if they kick him out of the herd or what the terminology is yeah. on that but like they do you can tell he was. You know, they they said the age of this this bull that I harvested was you know eighteen to twenty, and they lived twenty two to twenty five. That's crazy. Yeah. Eight, twenty two to twenty five in the wild. And, you know, at the same time, it's like I would rather me harvest this animal and like just with this giraffe donate over twenty two hundred pounds of. What did we huge. calculate? How many how many giraffe burgers could you make? I don't know what oh, it was. We, we did. We did do that. We did the math. It was like <laughs> nine thousand giraffe burgers yeah. or well, something what, like that. It wasn't that hard. It was just you know divide it. We're bad right. at math, but, but I think math. I think Austin did in like two seconds or something. Yeah. Well, well I, what he got twenty two hundred pounds. Yeah. Dude. I think what was but um, twenty two hundred. Stewart had the meat breakdown. Four. That's eighty eight hundred burgers if they're quarter pounders. And just that alone, <laughs> I mean, is. <laughs> You know, I'd rather see that happen than this giraffe die in the wild and then get its spoil. guts ripped out by a leopard. Right. And yeah. then, you know, because with cat, I mean, going that's a whole other topic. You know, cats chew on them for a day yeah, or predators. two, leave them alone, and then they just sit there and rot. You know, so it's like, can I say I was doing this giraffe a favor? Yeah. Maybe that's wrong to say, but no, at, the same I, time, I say. at the same time, it's like, I'm so happy that these, and to come to that point too, like, the poverty over there and everything. If I wish everyone could experience that one time in their life. Mm-hmm. You'd have to see it to believe it. Just go over there and mm-hmm. see it one time. Like everyone yeah. thinks they have it so bad here and like just over there is it's mind blowing. Yeah, everyone and wants to bitch saw, about a bad country here, go to go there. Right. It's and great. we saw a, just a glimmer in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Like we took one road in, one road yeah. out, and the amount of poverty that we saw in that small portion is mind blowing. It, it blows your mind. I mean, really makes you grateful for what you have. Oh, right. it does for sure. Yeah. You know, so like Twenty two hundred pounds of pure protein that goes to an orphanage of kids that actually need it that might go hungry if we if we didn't have hunters if we didn't have you know the stuff that we're doing is all worth it that's, in my end that's the yeah. biggest thing it's not necessarily that you personally are saving the world but it's 
you know, it's hunters in general in South Africa that are doing these things because we do, you know, there are laws that we can't bring the meat back to America. Yeah. Exactly. And it has to go somewhere. We play a and they, crucial part and we, of this. In, in hunters, not, when we say we, we don't mean we as in us at this table. We mean we as in the hunting community that well, goes absolutely. over there yeah. and yes. contributes and gives back to the community. Yep. Well, think about like just very true, 100%, Jacob. But it's like, all right, go down even further because Eric killed the right giraffe think about the meals you just provided for months for lots a, a of year kids, lots. lots of adults it could be a year of, it could yeah. be, it could, oh, it could be a, that easily. one animal over yeah. a year could yeah. be for sure yeah. depending on the size of the orphanage but it's like schools even like you know they the, and the cool thing about where we're at they don't just like hack this thing up and hand a quarter off to an they don't drop a leg school. off at the front yeah, door yeah. like They're, they actually yeah. have a processing facility here they process they grind they it's do all incredible. that stuff and then they drop it off they have uh i think every wednesday they do a drop off and they do the donations every yeah wednesday. we didn't we didn't actually get to go to the orphanage but there was a point where i was at the uh the skinning shed is what they call it where they skin everything and process everything where they were pulling and i what i got out of it they make a lot of it into like broths yeah, um, sausages. And they grind yep. a lot too, don't they? Yep, they grind it up Bill and then put. Yep. So they had a huge freezer there of boxes of brats and sausages and everything, and they were actually loading it into a trailer to take the orphanage, which was, I mean, stars didn't line where we could go to the orphanage. You're telling me they'd rather eat giraffe brats than canned corn? Hundred percent. Okay, just checking. Can, can I interject real quick? On so I went uh, to uh, a little feeding thing that we did here in america with my church like it was, it was great it was a cool thing like we went there and we're is a big deal like we all spent like an hour like packaging up these meals and stuff and they played this super sad video of all these kids in africa fucking starving and eating like mud patties to just have something in their stomach so like oh we fed like you know a fa- uh, like five families for like three months with all the food that we packed up in just this one hour that you donated through your time, you know, and then we all tried some of the food and stuff. And I'm telling you right now, like, yes, it's nutritious. And then we send it over there. That's great. And it felt good to do that, but it tastes like garbage. Yeah. Like that giraffe way better. Way better. Oh, and we was, ate I, the giraffe. Yeah, so we, we know did. it's way we better. Know it it was good. We know how it tastes and it was really good. So it's like, I would rather hunters go over there and point. shoot good quality, high quality protein for me if I was, you know, starving in Africa. Before we go oh, any further, fucking... we, have, we have a great story to even get into now. I think we've covered kind of like the basis of what we need to cover with this. But I'll tell you this right now. For people who, who don't know, you need to go. If you're a bow hunter, if you're listening, of course you're a bow hunter if you're listening. you got to go to Africa one time and experience Absolutely. it. It's unlike anything you deserve. You deserve it as your bow hunting culture. you got to fucking go. To. I'm telling you, go. But I'll tell you, if you're not a hunter and you're listening to this podcast to hate, if hunting leaves Africa tomorrow, you will smell the fire burning on that fucking country mm-hmm. the next day. And I'm talking to the whole continent. I'm Tenfold. talking South Africa. If Without hunters in South Africa, there is no more wild animals on that whole, in that whole fucking country. I mean, it's you, you got to think. It's a goodbye. Gone. It's gone. And everyone doesn't see this. How many people were employed just at that one safari we were Dude, at? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Insane. Well, how much has our opinion changed? I mean, bef- two months ago, three months ago, before we really thought about going to South Africa, like, h- how big was this on our radar and how much did it really mean to it us? It was there, but it wasn't a priority. We, yeah. we knew we knew about it. We knew some of the animals. But, like, how big is it for us now that we've actually been there and experienced it's, it's it? Huge. I mean, if you're a bow hunter, I almost look at it as a responsibility. Like, if Agreed. you want to look at yourself as a well-rounded bow hunter, 
I think everybody should make the trip there at least one time. 100% agree. I would say I see Africa now after going and having the experience and having the culture experience. Africa is in my head just as much almost now as killing a 200-inch white It's not the culture experience. It's a culture shock over there. It's a culture shock, but it will never leave my brain how important bow hunters are for that country. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, with this trip, like... And just hunters. Hunters in general. Yeah, I mean, we're bow hunters, right? I've been able to travel to Mexico and Jamaica and everything, and they are poverty countries and everything. But, like, this trip will never leave. Like, it's... it's burned in my brain just seeing the poverty and like the people over there, like, and how much we actually impact the community over there is unbelievable. Yeah. Are, sure. Did you guys ask any of them like about like how they feel about? Obviously, they they're all employed, so they're going to say good things. But it's like, you know, I don't know. I was talking to um, Charlie Charles mm-hmm. about about a little bit. Yeah, our chef. A little bit about, you know, like what he thinks about hunting and all that stuff. And he's just like, oh, yeah, that's great. And, like, you know, I asked him, like, what do you think is if it was not here? He's like, oh, yeah, well, for for one, he would be out of a job. And for two, it's like the whole country would just, it'd be, it'd be a hurt. problem. It would hurt real bad. Yeah. Yeah. I real guess bad. burning overnight is a strong fucking statement, yeah. but I don't hey, feel like it's too far off. When's, la- when's the last time you went hungry for an extended period of time? <laughs> Never. When's the last time, you know, just think, put it, put, put it in perspective, like think about when you're listening to this, like when's the last time you went fucking like hungry? Like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking find anything to eat. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not talking like skipped a meal on accidents. You're too busy at work and you come home like, fuck, I'm hungry. I need some supper. Now, you know, it's like people get hangry when they skip a meal. Imagine skipping days, right. you know, and week. weeks yeah. of without food, eating, eating mud sometimes yeah. because you just need something in there. Substance, you know? It's like, yeah. fuck man. Imagine how much shit you'd burn yeah i mean it's shocking it is but shocking. it's important man as a bow hunter i it's just the it's, perspective it's like eye-opening dude i I've, i'm everyone i run into that i respect as a hunter i mean isaac from grizzly was here in the studio i'm like dude you're going next time we're going i called yeah i called jeremy you guys are fucking going next time we're going you're going you know what i mean I, everybody that hunts I'm like you're going mm-hmm. next time we're going you're going ross we get home Ross, you missed out. You're fucking going next yeah. time we go. Yeah. Oh yeah! Everybody that I know that loves you, bow hunting, you're you truly going. have to experience it yourself. To, we can't explain how poverty it is. We can talk about a lot of it, yeah. but a lot of it you have Won't to really see it? see it in person yeah. to really get the full. You gotta experience it. We have some things coming with Stuart and Pringle Safaris where we're going to put together a working class bow hunter package, and uh, we'll we'll get more into detail a little bit later in this podcast. Imagine with that, but there's only so much detail we know right now. Yeah. When Stuart gets back, we're going to hash through. We're going to make a plan. We're going to do. We're going to do some clinics. Um, with old, teaming up with Old Barn Taxidermy, so you guys can come to the clinic. You can learn about shipping your bow, what it's going to cost, tipping, what you can expect, booking your flight, um, all that stuff. So any questions you guys have, and we're not talking twenty thousand dollar trips. We're not talking that. We're talking mm-hmm. we're talking five thousand dollar trips plus your flight plus a tip. Like we're talking experience of a lifetime, lifetime culture and bow hunting experience. Like if you spend ten grand, you killed everything you could see. Yeah. Like and you you went over the top, you spent yep. ten thousand right. dollars. We're talking we're talking forty five hundred dollar, five thousand dollar packages to kill five animals. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Go book a hunt in the States in seven, to kill day, five, in seven days. In seven days. Book a, a hunt in the States for under ten grand where you can kill five animals. Can't you can't it ain't gonna happen. No. You can't do it. You can't do it unless no, you can't. Do no, that. if you if you enjoy seeing animals and you enjoy shooting, you can't, you're not going to find a better bang for your yeah. buck than this trip. I mean, hands no, down. No way. The and only it, the it, only way you could do that in the states is if you're killing birds. Birds, yeah, that's it. Yeah, 
But we're talking big game bow. Big hunting. game. And, and I think, Eric, what we should talk about, hunting. I mean, uh, the price of a giraffe hunt's going to differ anywhere else. You know, we, yep. were, we were told yep. this giraffe and most places could be 10 grand, could be 15 grand right. to do this, which is great. It's money to that economy. But where we were at, um, we were sub, we were $3,000. Yep. Because. The density of the giraffes and the age class of this giraffe. This mm-hmm. giraffe, it was basically like, hey, if you want to shoot that giraffe, he needs to go. It's $3,000. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. And yeah. I feel like we should just be open about that. And, and yeah, shout, out, shout out to the PHs, the professional hunters that we had setting in the blinds with us, because if a, a herd of giraffe walk in, they're not just going to let you pick on a yes. giraffe and shoot it. Yeah. I mean, they are all conservation-minded. They're, they're going for the oldest age structure animal that comes in so and that's not it, only it, giraffes either we it, can't it's just for everything everything there. yeah and that's why they're sitting with us right i mean they don't want us out there shooting these mediocre animals they want the best of the best the oldest animals to come out of the herd so the whole time you're sitting over there in africa you've got a professional hunter right there by your side absolutely well, yeah. it's it's good for everybody too you know it's a good for it's good for the hunter because they're happy they're like oh yeah i shot a big animal like it's great it's good for the farm manager because they you shot a big old yep. animal mm-hmm. and that animal has done spread seed throughout the throughout the land and made plenty of others so yeah. it's good it's really a win-win-win for everybody you know and, the animal. and like this trophy the trophy hunting thing gets a bad connotation because because of that like oh you're only out there for the horns and everything else but it's like well it's not just the horns but it's like the mature maturity. animals grow big horns it, yeah. immature animals spread their seed and they make more it's like don't yep. it's not they fucking, got that genetic in there to yeah. make more animals with big horns it's not yep. fucking rocket surgery it's like you know right big it's old pretty animals. basic shit it's when pretty you break basic, it down yeah. you know it's like if you, if you kill them when they're old ignorance then they have creates of time. arrogance man yeah. and people just think that they know but yeah. it's like we're not out here willy-nilly it's not right. this is not a willy-nilly situation and that's why we're giving this big preface here of like it's very serious right and before we get into meat and taters too like i want to get a shout out to Stuart too because like at you know this podcast we're adding we're adding on the end you know at around fire he he made a comment saying like I could tell with this group, you guys are so passionate about hunting. Like, I've seen so many emotions this week where, like, you watch me cry. I'm I'm not gonna lie, I bawled my eyes out when I walked up on this draft. Like, dude, that was emotional forever. We cried with. I mean, we had the whole crew there when you walked up. And and Mm -hmm. and like, that's the most most weird, eerie. It was it was the most special moment because like everyone was like before I walked up, I could tell everyone was walking uh, or talking, you know, cutting up, having a good time. And when I walked up, everyone was silent, standing around, and like. What's You'll see, I, I mean, if do? we post or not, like, in the video, like, I didn't know what to say. I was you crying. Yeah. Like, there were so yeah. many emotions running through me that I I just couldn't, I couldn't literally talk. We yeah. were all emotional. Yeah. Oh, we were all very emotional. It's not anything to take lightly. Right. No. Exactly. And then I just, I just want to give a shout out to Stuart that he realized, like, that we're so passionate about this whole experience and, oh, yeah. and all the animals and everything, whether yeah. it's a giraffe or an impala, like yeah. we had emotions with every animal. And, and we'll get into these stories here after we tell the giraffe story. Absolutely. So let's talk about the giraffe story, Eric. I think this is your time. We've, we've done our job. If you're going to judge us from here on yeah. out on that, I mean, fuck it's on you. you. It's on you now. Yeah. Right. And so let's tell this story, brother, because it's a good de- goddamn story. Yep. So kind of like I already kind of said already, like, you know, the giraffe, it came in realistic i guess and you know driving out that first night we seen that loner draft by himself and stewart told us about this draft we just haven't seen him yet so driving out he was alone at the pond so we're like okay we'll we'll go there tomorrow he might be back and we go there the next day and uh the morning hunt we didn't see any draft we seen i mean a shit ton of animals but just not 
the one we wanted. And um, so we went to lunch. We came back. And that night, the herd came in. So there was five, five or six separate giraffes there at one time. And this loner bull was not there. So it just it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. So um, Also goes to reiterate, he wasn't in the fucking yeah. group. No, he, wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't in the group. You know, the, the whole group showed up and he didn't. So This is about the time that you're getting serious about it. You're like, shit, like, I'm, I'm going to try to shoot this giraffe if he comes in. Yeah. And I remember that evening when we came back to camp, you were talking about shot placement on a mature giraffe like this with archery equipment. Yeah. And what and, did Stuart have to say about that? So he said, heavy arrow. And a fixed broadhead. And a frontal. You, you guys were talking about frontal versus a broadside yep. shot. And, which and was, my arrows were this not. This is very interesting, the shot placement mm-hmm. talk. Yeah, yeah. And, and my arrows were not heavy enough. And he, you know, we went down the first day we were there, and I kind of joked around about shooting a draft. And he, he's like, well, let me see your arrows. He's like, these are not heavy enough. Like, I'm going to be straight up with you. I will not let you. I will not let you shoot a giraffe with these arrows. This is a lot about them too. Yeah, yeah it's very. I mean, well, he's been there and done that. He's had oh, that yeah. experience, so he Stuart, knows. Stuart's what it takes. an OG. Yeah. The last thing we mm-hmm. want to do is wound a, wound any oh, animal and let it run sure. around. So, luckily, Austin had his moose arrows there, and he's like, "Hey, I got plenty extras. I'll give you three if you want them." So, they're they're almost a full length VAP SS, so it's a heavy victory arrow. Uh, 60 grain insert, and then you were running 125 grain. 75 grain insert. 75. What did I say? 60. 60 yeah. 75 grain insert, and then you were running a 125. So there, you're talking six. Yeah, you're talking 600 to six and a quarter total weight, per, a, a decent weight arrow. Right, and and you know this whole time I was shooting my arrows that I brought, so I had to go down reside in for Austin arrows, which was fine. I mean, it's not ideal what you want to do in this. You know, when you first get there, is recite mm-hmm. your bow and you're like, "Hey, I'm comfortable with my setup." But he's like, "If you want to shoot a draft, we got to so change got, something." It's yeah. Gotta happen. yeah, and you knew that the shot was going to be within 25 yards when right. you took it. So. Yeah, you're not taking a 40 yard shot no. on a draft. Yeah. Like, this and is to very... be honest with you, I t- I told my PH like, if this draft's not within 20, I'm not going to take the shot. I don't feel comfortable because it's got to be perfect. It's got to the stars got aligned yeah. for me to mm-hmm. to shoot this draft. So I got everything sighted in, shooting great, you know, and in the next couple of nights it doesn't happen. Um, I think I think it was the third night or fourth afternoon. I can't remember to be exact, but he ended up we ended up seeing him and he came in to our right, but he was still in the tree line. He came in and he would not come to water, so we're like, Okay, it's not gonna happen, like that's hunting. It happens. Yeah. So he ended up going behind the blind, and we're like, okay, let's just wait here. I know this was still morning because we texted, you know, because every, every afternoon around 2, they'd come pick us up for lunch. Yep. So we texted the guy, like, don't – when he came okay. in. So my part of the story, I was at lunch. I was the only one at lunch. I had killed this morning. Yep. So we told the guy that was going to pick us up, like, don't pick us up. The draft's here. And then – he went behind us, and we thought he went away. So, like, okay, come pick us up. And while we're waiting there for him to come pick us up, we just happened to look. Uh, my PH happened to look at the blind, and he's standing forty yards to our left. He so he swooped around us. He was going to come right in front of us to drink. So we had to text him again. Don't pick us up. And he these animals are dinosaurs. I mean, <laughs> yeah. when you when you get within thirty yards of them. 
it's they, the you blind, feel they're walking. Doof, you can dude, you can feel it. I mean, incredible. you're you're sitting in a blind. All right, it's a dug in pit in the ground that's got concrete blocks or poured you're concrete three feet around. Yeah, ground. you're you're three or four feet in the ground with the with the elevated blind over you with some some narrow shooting windows to look <laughs> out. Crazy, like, when you, you, can't, you can't see much. So you're in this, a bunker. This yeah. thing steps yeah, out at twenty or thirty yards. I mean, you're looking straight up at a freaking tyrannosaurus. Well, and that's the thing too. Like like you're. <laughs> Is, man. It's fucking huge. When, when you're looking at these blinds, you're looking straight forward. Like, there's a point of your view to left and right that you cannot yes. see unless you're peeking your head out the window. Yeah. You know, and we told him, hey, the giraffe is gone. So my pH kind of went up to the window, looked around, nothing. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh shit, he's right there. Like, he's 40 yards. He quickly got on his phone, texted him, don't pick us up. And the giraffe ended up walking right in front of us at like ten yards, you know, and good douche, just good douche, just massive, good and douche. they're a huge animal. We yeah. had a watering hole to our left, and the way this blind was set up is it wasn't set up correctly for a bow shot. The way I would like to have it on a giraffe, um, the windows were narrow. Tall. The, the Eric w- normally likes to kill his giraffes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it, I mean, it, no, it was a tough blind to shoot on. Of same blind that that Kurt and I hunted on of that last thing. But yeah. it's it very narrow windows. Narrow. I mean, you have a limited. Uh, it's got to be perfect. limited space. Yeah, it has to and, be absolutely. And the, perfect. Like I said, the stars had a line. Like it had to be within twenty yards, straight on shot, and pretty much straight in front of the blind. Well, the water was off to the right. There was water in front of us and a water pit off the right. He went to the one to the right. So when you're you're thinking about it, you have a. I don't know how wide is that window? Five inches? Yeah, yeah six, fucking, seven inches. Eight would be giving it credit, but yeah, if it was yeah. me, I'd call. I it couldn't 10. fit my head through the through the window <laughs> if that puts in perspective. So, like to the right, you had to be off in the corner of the blind, shooting through the window at an angle. Just saying, guys. Yep. Which which shortens that eight inches? Yeah, down to two. There's no there's no play. Right. Yep. So he went and got a drink, and he, you know, there's plenty of times where I wanted to pull back. I'm just like. I can't take this. How long did you have to watch him at 20 to 25 yards before you drew back on him? Probably 15 minutes. <laughs> Damn. So how was that? Time. How was the old thumper going? Thumping the whole, like. Chris, I, I could hear your fucking heart beating. <laughs> Ethan. <laughs> Ethan. Oh, Ethan, my bad, my bad. Ethan, yeah. Well, that's Sorry, the thing. Cause, like, cause we've, we've been joking around the whole time because I wear a Garmin watch and it'll tell you your, your heart rate. And that was a running joke. You know, every time an animal would come in, he'd be looking at my watch as I have it in my bow. He's like, yeah, you're getting excited. You're excited. Like, it went off the charge when this L, when this draft. Of course, came in. it did. Yeah, it was off the fucking charge. And, and I think Leela was the same way. Like her heart was probably beating pretty. Oh hard yeah. Too. It, when Ethan said when he was taking the video, he's like, I could hear everyone's heart rate. Just like, <laughs> you know, when you get that rush and you can feel your heartbeat oh, yeah. in your head oh, and yeah. your neck and your whole body. That's what was going on. But so he went and took a drink, and he was on the opposite side of the watering hole. Which is like probably 25, 30 yards. I'm like, I'm not taking the shot unless he comes on the opposite side. And he did, he, he came around and I mean, it couldn't be any more picture perfect. He stood directly looking at us. It, the angle out the window was a little more than I wanted just because it, it closed that gap up yeah. so much. But, at that time, like I can squeeze it through there. It's I feel comfortable. Fully frontal shot. Fully front and that like talk about shot placement again. So like in a giraffe, like if you if you went to the bottom of your neck and you have that soft spot, 
So giraffes have that also. Everyone's touching it right now. Yeah, but you got to feel that. Everyone listen. Those reach down. Those, you feel yeah. your Adam's apple? Go to the bottom. Yeah, giraffes are Run weird. Down. So it goes way all the way down, almost where their shoulder muscles are kind of like muscled same up way. in the front, right up above yeah. that. It's that the same soft. as it's us, like, really. It's like where your collarbones meet. Yeah. That little yeah. soft little right pocket. there. He that actually pocket. he told you there's like a print. There's like a four-way, yeah. almost an mm-hmm. X right there that you can aim at. Well, there is, there was on this one. Every giraffe's different with their prints, but this one had the perfect four spots with the circle in the middle so it was how weird that it's just like there's my heart here it is buddy <laughs> but if you if you here. reach down and feel that soft spot right above your uh, top of your sternum right where you don't want to get hit in the throat imagine taking an arrow right there that's what and, you shoot and i'm not gonna lie shout out the phs because i as he was on the other side of the watering hole i was taking pictures of him like right here like right he's like take a picture i will show you exactly where to hit that's cool like i yeah. took a picture because i do not want to have any chance of fucking this up. Yeah. No. It's a big, big, big deal. It's a big commitment. Big commitment. It is. Slinging an arrow at a giraffe, huge commitment if you didn't and know. It's a giraffe. Yeah. It, I'm not familiar with the arrows. I know I'm dialed in, but at the same time, it's a giraffe. It's a giraffe. Yeah, it's a big, big deal. You don't want to wound a giant fucking dinosaur. No, no. absolutely not. And, and then you go walk up on it when it's wounded, it swings its big ass fucking neck and just kills you yeah and dead. it very well could oh yeah yeah you know and then he started walking around the water i'm like okay this is gonna happen and we're just hoping that everyone got the text everyone didn't show up because it's like you never know crunch time it's right here in my lap yeah and he just happened to walk around the water and look straight at the blind and i drew like i had my i had my bow in my hand since he walked right in front of us and I drew back, and that's the most focus I've ever been on any fucking archery shot in my life. Yeah, and she very well should have been. Right, and, you know, at the same time, like, I'm drawn back. I'm making sure everything's perfect, level's perfect. I love how you're, like, pulled up. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's the thing. <laughs> that's I never so thought huge. I'd be drawn up on an animal, oh. but I was. Uh, just to give people, a, like, a little bit of a, of a perspective on how tall these things were, I mean, from the ground to where your shot was at, what, 12 to 14 foot, probably? Somewhere in there, yeah. Mm-hmm. You take a tree stand on them? Yeah. Yeah, right yeah. on the base of the old net. There it's it a is. little dinosaur. Put a, put a Novix right there. You know, and I, I'm just thinking, yeah, you know, Kurt said the day before when he, sh- I think it was your save or something, you were thinking, don't fuck this up. I'm thinking the same that thing. That morning. That morning, yeah. So I'm like... Okay, I made sure everything was pinpoint fucking perfect. And I let that arrow go, and I launched it, and I just watched that arrow hit right where I was aiming. And you can just see, I mean, blood immediately come out. Mm-hmm. You know, my PH is filming it in, in the video. Like, he just throws the phone, and he's running out out of the blind to see where this giraffe is heading. I mean, they don't run that fast, but they can disappear real fast. And yeah, yeah, rain out there. Yeah. yeah, these things are huge, but that the bush is fucking thick. Uh, yeah. I think, they can hide a giraffe uh, pretty I easy. Giraffe can run pretty fucking fast. Yeah, they they can, can run, run fast. fast. <laughs> for the, for their size, long, they can run fast. They got long yeah. strides. Yeah. yeah, so like... You think you'd be able to see a giraffe for 500 yards wrong? Wrong. 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 You can't. About, right. They disappear. 50, 60. If spot. you're lucky. If you're lucky. Yeah. They're fast, and it is thick. And they're made of camouflage, if you didn't know. Yeah. Right. So... I put the arrow in him. We jump out of the blind to see where he's going, and we immediately walk over. We got blood. We're like, okay, let's go look at the video because, like, everything happens. Like, when you launch that arrow and he mm-hmm. takes off, you're like, oh, fuck. I think I smoked him. I think it was a perfect shot. But 
in the back of your head, you're like, oh yeah, you're always playing against yourself. Oh, yeah. Like, did I miss two inches to the left or two inches to the right? Like, you're you're mm-hmm. pl- you're replaying that in your head. Like, what exactly happened? And you could see blood right out the shot, and that's saying something in South Africa because this dirt that's out there is this red sand, and when blood hits it, it just seems to like soak up into the soil. I yeah, mean, it's, it's magic. It's like when you pour water sand, yeah. on like dirt here. It's very, just, like, very difficult yeah, to blood trail in. A lot of these animals that we're shooting are great hits on animals, but they're tracking them by the track. They're not actually not blood, blood trailing yeah. them. But with this giraffe shot. Right at the shot, you could see blood at the shot. Yep, good blood. So, and we seen like that's a good sign. So we watched the video back. We paused Look at the it. video. You see blood immediately, yep. and it happened so fast. You can't. You, we screenshot it. You can see blood and everything. And we're like, okay, great shot. Like picture perfect. Yeah, for this old of a bull and everything. And so like, Eric, here's what I want because this is what I do. Shot breaks off. Initial reaction. Initial reaction was, I just shot a draft. But were you like good hit, bad hit right away? I thought before like, you even had a consultant from the PAH or anybody else. No, I thought like I was. I'd never been more confident in a shot on okay. any animal in my life. Like I thought it was right where he told me to shoot, mm-hmm. right where I put it, and that's where the arrow landed. Yeah, so good, wait, good oh. penetration, good penetration, and the in, the arrow ended up staying in him. Which wasn't ideal at the time, but you know, looking back, you know, I mean, it is what it, it had great penetration, yeah. which is what we yeah, wanted. There's out. no way you're going to pass through on that shot. I mean, on a front no, shot no. on a giraffe, yeah. like there's, if you see a berry up to the fletches, that's about all you can ask. Yeah, right? there, I was going to say oh, that's the only thing better that could have happened is yeah, the fletching. Yeah. And what, what Stuart told me, it's a fucking inch thick. Yeah, yeah, to come to find and out, and we'll get that too. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's like inch, inch and a quarter thick. So you know, you got to get through all that. Plus everything else to get to the heart. He said you need about 10, 12 inches of penetration. And after watching the video, you know, we had about half a full-length arrow Mm -hmm. inside of this giraffe. So I'm like, awesome. Like, it's a good shot. We're going to find this giraffe. So we get out and, you know, Ethan's calling everyone he needs to. And, you know, they said, you know, if you do decide to shoot a giraffe, we're going to go get everyone from the blinds and everyone's going to like, like this is a kind a of a big of deal. Yeah. Everyone, yeah, everybody needs, wants oh, to yeah. be a Huge part of deal. that. Everyone needs to be part of it. So we, we all want to be part of everyone. Every, everyone's, you know, kills, but that's just not feasible. Yeah, it's not but realistic. When it, when it came to the giraffe, it's like, we all need to be there for that. That's going to be, that's fucking wild. Right. Once in a lifetime experience miss, for everybody. We're not going to miss that. It's something yeah. worth getting out of your blind about. You and know? It, which, sure. was, which was really cool because, after I shot the giraffe, we jumped out. I had the rifle in my hand just in case there was a follow-up shot or, you know, if he went down right there, we had to do something. And Jacob and Ashley actually pulled up. It had to have been three minutes after I shot Well, it. long story short, we didn't get the text. No, they did, did not, not get the text. They were coming to pick us up for lunch. <laughs> Holy <laughs> we, shit. We didn't, we didn't get that text. We were, we had no idea that you killed, and we were, on our, we were just like, oh, we got to go pick up Eric and Leela for lunch. So when they got there, I'm sitting outside the blind with a rifle, and Jacob goes up and he's like, "What's going on? What the what's fuck? Going, what's going on here?" You know, he's like, "Did you shoot your rifle?" I'm like, "I did." Well, so, I, and like we didn't know how they didn't see it because the path that the giraffe ran, I shot it. We jumped out. It ran. And I it was maybe a minute later they came pulling up and crossed paths with it. It's crazy. Yeah, no, none of us saw them. That's that's you never how, saw the giraffe at no, all. No, no, not at all. We had no idea. Like. We thought for sure they had almost ran it over, like it was the, that close. The bush hides those animals so well; it's oh, insane. Yeah, yeah. So when we drove up and I saw 
Eric outside with his fucking hat off and a gun in his hand. I was like, sweating. There's only one reason why he's going to have a gun in his yeah. hand. To, his watch is know. on fire. Yeah. yeah. He's just, oh, he's just looking at me with his, fuck, with his eyes, like all buggy eyed. I'm like, what the fuck just happened here? Something happened here. And I'm not going to lie. After I shot and we got out of the blind and like everything settled in, like my hands went numb. Like I've never had this feeling ever with any animal. Yeah. Like it was ups and downs and lows and highs. I'm like, what do we do now? You know, yeah. so and you know the pH is there. He's like, calm down. Like you made a, the best shot you could ever make in your life. Like we will find this animal. You know, and prior to this, I shot a kudu, which we'll go into detail too, which we did not find. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want another episode like that. Right. Like it'll just, I'd probably not hunt the rest of the trip after that. Oh, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think any, yeah. That would suck. But anyways, we wait for everyone to get there and. I think you guys showed up. Yep, we pulled up, got the news. I was drinking a celebratory beer before we even pulled up, I think. Yep. And then <laughs> celebrating lunch. <laughs> like I, did, I didn't get to eat lunch. Eric's, Eric robbed me of my lunch, yeah. so I had beer in the cooler, so I drank yep. beer instead, which I was fine <laughs> which with. Which is not bad. Not bad. Hey, it's no, a good I was fine with it. Drink you know, your calories. Then, You're a farmer. And then Kurt and Stewart showed up, and then you did you show up? Or? I was very far away when I showed up. It took me a while to get there. You were kudu yeah. hunting. I was kudu hunting somewhere who knows where which shout out to my boy because he, he was far away about ready to get in the blind yeah, was, and he's like yeah. i got i gotta be there i was probably 45 minutes away Stewart and i said were. poor doug's not gonna make it yeah i yep the, well i was sitting we were about to literally get in the hut and um over the intercom i just hear arrow in the giraffe arrow in the <laughs> giraffe and i was like like ah. well it's up to you like get a good chance at a kudu but if you got if you want to go you got to go i'm like dude he would be there for me. He's like, I got to be. There's, gotta there's go. no way you can miss that. Got to right. go. And I'm glad everyone else showed up, too. We had the whole crew yeah. there. Yeah. It <laughs> couldn't have been, <laughs> been better. better. Like, <laughs> couldn't have been better. How Ma- perfect was it? Imagine it if you were so the perfect. only person that didn't show up. Like, <laughs> oh, Doug. dude, that would yeah, hurt me. Doug, I thought you were my boy. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, like, everyone's there, and we give this draft some time, and we got good blood right away. You know, and he, you know, my wife's there. I mean, everyone's there. And Stuart's like, we can't send 20 people out to look for this thing. So the two trackers went, myself, my PH, and then Doug's PH came with us to handle the camera. He's like, you guys just go. We don't want to send 20 people out there. Yeah. In case we bump this thing. It makes sense. You can't be reckless about it. You can't have like 30 30 people. Which makes total sense. So like we take off walking and you know, we're following this thing and we got really good blood and then it kind of trickles down to no blood and I'm just like from highs to lows, I can't even explain how it goes because I was so high and then down to a low when that that blood quit because you know, we still had blood but it wasn't Giraffe good, blood. It wasn't good blood. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like it was, it was petering out. And at the same, the whole time I'm thinking of just this kudu. We're going to be tracking it forever. Like we, we're not going to find it. It's going to be another, another deal. And you know, finally, uh, Stuart caught up to us. Kurt and Stuart did. Mm-hmm. And we, I jumped in the truck with you guys. I, I can't believe that we. Well, Stuart and I were like, we're going to be the first people there because. So I had killed that morning. Stuart and I were already having beers, and we're chilling at camp. Right. And Stuart's got his radio on him, and I'm sitting there. I mean, Stuart just kind of have you know, just having dude talk, having a Relaxing. beer, having a cold beer, and um, just ate some lunch, a light lunch, and arrow and a giraffe. And I, I'm like, I perk up. I'm like, for real? He's like, yep, let's go. 
So uh, we, we're like, we're going to be the first people there. And we show up. And there's already fucking a party just waiting <laughs> at the blind. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, dude, you know, I'm Stuart and I are t- like, we're kind of like kind of going back and forth. Right? Like, oh, dude, this could be bad. Okay, cool. All right. So what's the game plan? You know, we show up and it's like, all right, this is cool. And that's when we were like, man, poor Doug's not going to make it. And then Doug shows up. You yeah. know, we're like, holy fuck, Doug's here. You know, <laughs> well, I was worried because um, I did I know where I was. I was so far away. But um. And then we hear the Arizona draft, but it was such a far drive. We're waiting for, you know, they found him. And then uh, Ruhan, my pH, is like, dude, you hit a giraffe and they run. Like, yeah. they don't stop running. So the whole time we're there and like you don't hear over the intercom, they found him. Yet. I'm like, fuck, like, shit. Not good news not in good, your yeah, eyes. Not yeah. good news. That's and that's the thing that scared me because yeah. Stuart, you know, pre all this, you know, with the heavy arrows and everything, he's like, if you wound one, we got to bring a helicopter in. Like, and there are... For being the biggest animal out there and the tallest, they are the hardest to find with a helicopter. So, I'm, like, that's all run through my head when this, when the blood starts it's running out. Ordeal. And I'm like, I'm about to fall on my knees and just give up. Like, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what to do. Well, can't, nothing you can do. Like, I made, I made the best shot of my life. Like, what do I do at this point? You know. And then we were tracking. We came up to a road, and that's when Stuart and Kurt pulled up. He's like, "Jump in." The trackers will keep going. So it's Stuart driving, I'm in shotgun, Eric's in the back with his bow and everything yep. else. Yep. And we're driving, we're trying to we're driving looking left, right, in front of us, behind so us. So Stuart's looking for tracks to see if he crosses cuz there's roads throughout this area. When I say road, it's basically two track. Yep. But it's like sandy dirt. It's basically sand, red it's sand. A dirt road pretty it's much. A dirt road. He dirt he's road. looking for giraffe tracks in front of us in front of us and you I'm, and sitting I are, be, I'm sitting behind Stuart on the right hand side because they drive on the wrong side of the road <laughs> or right side of the truck so i'm looking right kurt's looking left he's like look for anything giraffe related giraffe related like even if it's a tree or something pointed out to it might tree. be a giraffe. the tree got you is pretty yeah. funny but but it was but you gave me credit like, all right that did look like a giraffe it did look like a giraffe neck so <laughs> like we're just driving along like and at this point when they tell you to get in the truck because we're going to drive around you're like Fuck. It feels like lasted effort, doesn't it? It, it does. You're just like, fuck, we're really swinging for the fences here, aren't we? Covering ground fast is yes. what you're doing. Yep. 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 You're grid searching in trucks. Yeah. That's what you're trying to do. And, it's like, and, and that's the worst feeling in the fucking world. If you're doing that whitetail hunting, it's over. Yeah. 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 We, we start grid searching, it's like, fuck. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, and then we probably drive, I don't know, a mile down the road or whatever. And then, yeah. Zigzagging. So not really a straight mile, but. Yep. Something comes over the radio. They're tech, they're talking Afrikaans, so we don't know what they're saying. So there, there goes my emotions again, up and down. Like, did they find him? Do they have anything? Like, what are you saying? What are you yeah. saying? Like, give me some, give me something. Speak here. English, yeah. motherfucker. Do you speak it? <laughs> yeah, you do. You're just talking it. You know. And then Stewart's going back and forth on the radio, and they like, he said they found him, and all of a sudden my high went right back up there. It was like I just shot again. My my hand went numb. I started shaking. I'm like, That's what, this is when I just started videoing you. Here, yeah, hold on. Hold and on. I'm like, let, let me find it. Let me find it. Um, hold here. Hold on. Give me, give me a sec. Okay, I'm Bluetooth. One sec. I'll I'll play it. If that's cool with you, Eric. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm. One momento. Keep going, talking, Eric. Though. I'll get this going. So, so, what were you feeling, dude? I went right back up high. They said they found it, and because at this point, 
So when we jumped in the truck, you know, it was around lunchtime. They're like, okay, we're going to send everyone back to eat lunch. And we're going to keep looking for this thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not giving up if I got to walk four days. I'm going to I'm gonna find this thing. Yeah. And, you know, we're driving around. And they're sending everyone back. And finally, it comes over the radio that they found him. Um, <laughs> somehow, it just worked out that this animal perished right in the middle of the road. Yeah. Which is insane which everyone found him driving back which I was, yeah, yeah we're going we, back to the lodge yeah, to be all, honest with you the way we were driving we were heading in the opposite direction you know and the trackers were going in a different direction and it was just like oh here i got this you want me to play this right here yeah go ahead I, hopefully it uh my shit's being weird here hold on hold on oh that's not playing through the bluetooth give me one second why the fuck is it gonna fuck me like this? <laughs> what I'm trying to do. Oh, it might work now. You didn't hear it trying to connect. Yeah. There we go. I think it's on. There we go. When you hear that come over the radio and see say he's dead. Hold on. Um, we'll go straight there. What's going on, Eric? I'm shaking. I mean, when you hear that come over the radio and see say he's dead, I'm right back in the moment after I just shot him. Tell, tell us what, what, what's been going on the last. 20 minutes. So, I mean, we tra- we were tracking him, and we only had one good spot where he stopped and had a big pool, and then, I mean, we had really good blood up to up to one of the roads. That's where you guys met up with us. And so we jumped in this truck, and we kind of drove around to see if he crossed the roads anywhere else. And then, you know, we're just sitting here searching, and all of a sudden it came over the radio that he's dead. Cool. We're going to get him. <laughs> so that's the initial that's right when we found out i just started videoing you yep and that's when i started shaking and hands went numb again and like just so many emotions going through me and then you know we had a little bit of a drive yet to, to catch mm-hmm. up with you guys where you guys were at and it was a while yeah it was and it felt like a while at least you know we, we did, we'd actually came on the giraffe yeah. and we were going back for lunch so when you showed up like the whole crew was pretty much already there by the time you guys yeah. kind of standing around it. Yeah. We we pulled up, yeah. you know, front and center, and I jumped out. And my wife's videotaping. I gave her a giant hug. And this was probably twenty yards from the giraffe yet. And I walked up to it, and it was. This is when it gets like dead quiet. Like it was like your mouse fart. I don't know. It, it, you could hear a mouse fart. Like <laughs> I'm so glad everyone. <laughs> Because everyone was like talking, so I could deep. hear everything. There was like I had the door open before the, the truck even stopped. And I jumped out, didn't even grab my bow, didn't grab anything. Like I'd seen it laying there, wa- or driving up. And as soon as I got up to it, like everyone became dead silent. And like I had to have that moment with me and the animal. Mm-hmm. I started crying, bawling almost. And I don't like say bawling, you weren't like bawling like a bitch, but you're. No, Shit but respect, dude, I mean, his, his sunglasses you know? well. You were yeah. being a yeah. pussy about it. A, yeah. <laughs> it was heavy for everybody there. It was heavy. There. It was. I mean, but normally you have that moment alone. You don't have yeah. fucking yeah. 20 people around yeah. you when oh, you're fuck. Gonna, right. The, it's almost weird dancing. watching like yeah. one of your best friends have that moment. It's just like, it's like, and like random people came out that we'd never met. We're like, who the fuck are these guys? But when a draft gets shot, it's like, it's a big deal. People hear about it. It's a big deal. It was, it was a heavy moment for everybody. Yeah. And that's like the awesome crew we have. Cause they were like, we're going to step back. We're going to be quiet. We're going to give myself and this animal, our moment together. 
you know, and at you know, I just couldn't spit out any words. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> what could you say? You know, and we had, I had a moment there mm-hmm. where I just couldn't say anything. I was crying, you know, and then after that, all the emotions hit you at once where you're crying, you're happy, you're yeah. sad, you're happy. I don't know. It was just, I can't <laughs> even explain it, dude. It was, it was yeah. unreal, you know, and then. Your sixty I minutes cried. moment, I just like just do it. me sitting there looking at, it and then I turn around and everyone's just looking at me, and then that kind of brought more emotions on, and then we start, <laughs> everyone started hugging, and like it was just probably the most special moment I've ever had with Harvesting and Animals. It was, wild. It was, it was incredible. It was memorable, man. It was one of those things we're all looking at each other like, "Wow, it's a dinosaur, man!" Fuck, yeah, dude. And you 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 see them, you see like pictures and shit and everything else, but it's like then you see Nothing, them, you're, yeah, you you get to touch it and try to pick up its head and it's like holy fuck you can't They're huge can't even pick yeah, it. Dude, I'm, not, I'm not a small person i could barely pick that head up off the ground yeah it's just barely it's heavy yeah it's it the perfect if you're gonna shoot a giraffe it was the perfect giraffe it, it fit yep. the conservation model it, it fit the ethics model to a t mm-hmm. to a t I mean, um anybody that wants to hate on you for that eric does not understand anything about anything well, well, and, at the end of the day you put the perfect shot on a huge animal, you know, it's like, it is an old animal. Like we've old reiterated bull. a million times, but it's like, if you had, if you had to pick the way to die, it's like, that's it's the way you want to die. Especially if you're a wild it, animal, it, it's like, I, I wouldn't want to get clawed Here's the thing death. in Africa, you don't die because you're old and lay down and peacefully yeah. go on your deathbed. That's not no. realistic. Yeah. It's like the whole herd's and they're like licking them until he passes away yeah. peacefully in his sleep. Like, right. so we're going to pull him. the plug and watch you fall asleep and then you're dead. And yeah, then the herd's going to push you out while yeah, you know what happens? everything else takes care you of you. You get tortured for yeah. a week by yeah. lions or leopards or yeah. whatever. Or starvation. You eat out your fucking asshole while you walk around for three days and then a leopard rip your rips your guts out. Then yeah. finally you fall down and then everything starts to eat you while you're still kind of alive. And then it, it's, it's not pretty. It's not it's ideal. Not. Yeah, like Nature is metal, man. Yeah, I was just going to say, nature is metal really opens a lot of people's eyes where it's like, <laughs> nature is fucking brutal, and it doesn't care about feelings, doesn't yeah, care about no. how you feel, doesn't care how many times you watch The Lion King. That's not what it it's about. Care. No. Nature don't give a fuck. No. And that's the thing. It's like, no matter what happens, um, it was right. So yeah, it was. I mean... So congratulations like, to you, Eric. It's pretty fucking incredible, <laughs> man. Thank you. What an emotional experience. We're one, gonna, of them, one of them hunts you'll never forget in your life. Cheers, I can buddy. tell you that. Dude. I'm glad I got to experience it with you, and I know Thanks, everybody dude. here is. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna do a giraffe video probably showing that off. Um, I'm glad yeah. all these guys sitting in this room and the wives and everything could experience that with me. You're going to have your that. your national news moment, headline moment probably. I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But, but uh, we'll see. I want to say if you guys want to give me shit, just – Take a chance and listen to this podcast. Cause. Buy stock and working class boner right now. See on CNN. We're used to taking shit. We we'll can take. We'll it. make a yeah. shirt. Eric the draft. Piers Mormon's gonna be like, "Why'd you shoot this giraffe?" Oi! What are you doing? Hey, hey Piers has really changed his ways. He's on Fox News now. Really? Yeah. Piers is. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's changed his tune ever since he got canceled. Uh, what so he's, he's not, canceled he's not for like child rape or something uh, stupid. Yeah, probably. And Fox is like, "Fuck it, mm, let's go." <laughs> I don't even know who you're talking about. Piers he's Morgan? a stupid British fuck that was like super anti-gun. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He's always debating Ted Nugent. It doesn't matter. He ma- he made a big old flip flop. Now 
Who's He's nice. ours now, huh? Yeah. Oh, welcome, welcome to the <laughs> dark side, of Pierce. Yeah. Side Pierce. One of us. Shout hey. out to our buddy Pierce. All that I want to say is I Jeez. still don't care about his opinion because he's British. Like, yeah, we why do you even fuck about American politics? No shit. <laughs> yeah, let's not fucking go into losers. Fuck your tea and cry. Yeah, yeah, what go, are you doing? Go let's back and complain that. about the queen, you fucking loser. Yeah. You have a queen? <laughs> and yeah. We got Joe Biden's trumpet. I bet you their queen could beat the fuck out of Joe Biden, though. Oh, yeah. Anyway. For sure. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Where'd this go? What, what, the the rail? what happened? The giraffe story was over and we just got yeah, loose. Yeah, now we're getting, yeah. we're getting fucking loosey goosey. Oh, Oops. Yeah. Oil, oil the hinges. In all seriousness, Dude, fucking accomplishment. Um, Thank you. Management on point. Uh, bravo on a perfect shot. Yep. Very happy for you. I will never personally shoot a giraffe because I got to experience it through you. I'm but good. I'm going to be very proud to have one of them leg bones. Yep, the, we're gonna. Well, you are shoulder mounting the giraffe. Yep, so it'll be here in studio for everyone that gets to visit the studio Dude, and come we'll by be, and see it. We'll be like ninety year. What if we live that long? Eighty year old dudes at a bar telling I'm yeah. forty eight back bro. in twenty twenty two when forty eight when I'm forty eight. Eric killed the giraffe. Dude. When I'm forty eight on my deathbed. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Well, it was special for all of us. I mean, I, I've got to do some cool shit in the last five or six years with the podcast and all the boys. I mean, but this I, was... I was with Ross on his 200-inch whitetail. I got to walk up on some moose when we were in Alaska. Um, I don't think I've ever been as emotional as when Eric walked up on that giraffe. I mean, that was... I think we all pretty knew heavy. that was a pretty heavy moment for all of when us. When you guys see Very the video... Cool. You'll realize it's pretty heavy. It was heavy. It's crazy. I hope the video does it justice. You know, we, oh don't, boy. we don't know what it's going to be like. We're not video producers. So <laughs> when we put them out, it's going to, it's pretty much as raw as possible. So, yeah. um, yeah, a lot of these videos we're going to crank out. We're going to have to buy some fucking royalty music <laughs> to get to go on. <laughs> because there's going to be a lot of like weirdness. Yeah. A lot of dead but, silence, but we'll make it work. Um, but yeah, you'll see that. Um, so where where do we start with the rest of our Africa journey? Because this was about the midway point and the journey. And I feel like um, you know the camp podcast last week we kind of got we cut it off a little bit because I feel like a lot of stories were underplayed. I know I think what we're going to do is tell each person is going to tell their journey. Um, I, I wonder, Eric, if we just should I just finish mine quick? We, we might as well just tell your journey because it would be weird to skip you and then come yeah. back. To yep, you, you know? mm-hmm. yep. Hey guys, I'm going to interrupt quick before the end of this really long podcast. Uh, again, of course, we say it a lot in this episode. Thank you for the support. Um, huge shout out to you if you came out and supported Illinois Deer and Beer Fest and came out and supported Dustin Huff playing and Cody Christian playing. Um, great singer songwriters. Those guys are the shit. So thank you if you came out and saw us and supported that. Uh, this past weekend, uh, but you know, I'm not going to be real long winded here. I just wanted to give a big shout out to all our partners, um, elite archery, big time, Huntworth, scent crusher, old barn taxidermy, loopold optics, trophy line, camo fire, Novix, thermoseat, victory arrows, grizzly, slick trick, broadheads, pull back and let go combination, creative spy point trail cams. Um, just they're great, great supporter of supporters of ours and uh, dear friends of ours. So huge shout to them. Big shout out to you guys for the support. Uh, the next show we have before deer season with Bonanza up in uh, near Dubuque, Iowa. We'll be out there shooting our bows and hanging out. So come see us out there. Um, that's really all I wanted to do is just get on here and shout out to the partnerships and shout out to you guys um, just over an hour in. Um, <clears throat> we got some hunts coming up and all that stuff. Um, other updates, the second, the first video of our African 
hunt experience is already out. I'm hoping to have the second video, which will be mostly the giraffe hunt and some of the details there um, here in the next few weeks. We're not big on video. We're not the best at video. We're not the fastest at video, but we try to just put it out right. So that'll be the next episode, I'm hoping, if everything lays out how I think it's going to lay out. So keep an eye out for that and uh, get on our YouTube, throw a comment, support us on there. And uh, I'm just going to get back in the episode and uh, hope you guys keep enjoying this one. Thanks for being here. So the first day I shot uh, my Impala real early in the morning. You the first. Very first one, yep. And got that, uh, you know, shot that one first. And we ended up finding it, got right back in the blind. Didn't see much that afternoon, but... um, Day after the draft, I actually took my second Impala, um, which, I mean, he came in and my PH was like, do you want to shoot another Impala? And I'm like, yeah, I would shoot another one. He's like, good, because you're shooting this one. It was a, it was a big Impala. <laughs> He's a big boy. One, yeah. How they say it over there? It's a proper. A yeah, proper Impala. Proper Impala. He's a proper, he's a proper ram. So I ended up, I ended up. <laughs> after the draft, I ended up shooting my second Impala. I'm saying that a lot, by the way. Yeah. That's my new favorite word. You have to go into that story on your story time. Oh, yeah. I will. Yeah, so shut up. That's what he said. Ruhan. I ended up shooting that Impala. He ran about 50 yards, you know, found him right away. Got back in the blind. Didn't see much that night. And then second to last night, uh, I had a wildebeest on my list, and there was a one loner wildebeest coming in. And um, he was coming in straight at the water. Um, over there, when the buffalo come in, it kind of runs everything off, so we are kind of like, Chalked this up uh, <laughs> as a loss, but this wildebeest ended up running wild, around, wild running around the buffalo and coming wildebeest. in the other side of the water, and it took him forever to come in. But um, he ended up coming in twenty yards, and during this whole process, my wife was taking pictures of everything beforehand and forgot to put it back on video. Whoops! So she's on her hands and knees, you know, taking video, looking at the screen you know, six inches above her and just flipping the dial. I think I'm on video. I'm just, I was like, just hit record, you know, but it ended up recording it in 4k <laughs> in slow motion. Slow-mo. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's legitimately the, just the clip of you shooting this wild beast is, uh, that's what I call wildebeest. Wild, wild beast. I call, I call him, him, No, he beast. calls him wildebeest. I like wild beast. Wild beast. A wild beast. But it's maybe in real time, 35 seconds. Yeah. But it's like, Seven minutes long. It's a twelve Dude. gigabyte clip. Listen, it's, it's like it's like a it's like Stairway to Heaven. You know that song could have been cut way shorter. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But they played in slow mo. Right. Yeah. Twelve gigabyte clip. Yeah. Of him shooting a wild beast. So, anyways, he comes in. He comes back in twenty yards. He's gonna come into water, and he's being real skittish because the the buffalo are there, you know. And he finally turns broadside, and I draw back. And I mean, I perfect shot him in the heart. And this was, I mean, uh, sunset was five forty-five, and this was about close to six when I shot him. And I mean, I perfect heart shot him, but it it wasn't a pass through. It it hit the leg on the other side, and, and when he ran, the arrow fell out. And when it fell out, I thought the whole arrow fell. I thought I just hit him in the leg, and it tapped off, and mm. it fell out. You know. So you're pissed. I was pissed. I was. Again, highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Again, and they're one of the toughest animals there. Oh, they yeah. are too. So everyone said, "Don't fuck up on a wild." Yeah, beast. they're right. called a poor a man's cape buffalo, right? Yep. Yeah, poor yeah. man's cape buffalo. So like, they're very similar. 
They're very strong. They're very, very yes. large. So we get out of the blind. I shoot it. I'm like, shit, I was too low because we've seen the arrow come out. You know, I'm like, I'm too low. Fuck, here I am again. We're going to track this thing for 12 miles, whatever. And we don't, like, with the trackers coming in, you don't want to disturb where they ran because they, yeah. again, they don't track much blood. They track the track, hook track. print. Yeah. So we go and look at the arrow and we find out that it was actually, well, we watched the video. It was a good shot. But he broke half the air off inside of him. So we're like, okay, awesome. So there again, I'm high again. And at this time, the Cape, we had to scare the Cape Buffalo off when we got out of the blind. And I told my it's getting dark. The trackers aren't there yet. And I told my wife, I'm like, hey, if the trackers get here and we go tracking, like, with a herd of Cape Buffalo around, you're not going out there. There's no, there's no ifs, yeah. ands, or but, buts about it. Like, you're staying with the truck. And then I was thinking, like, I'm not leaving her by the cell, by herself at the truck. So I stay at the truck, and the two trackers and my PH went. And they're out there for half an hour or so, and it gets dark. And they come back, and my PH is like, you want the good news or the bad news? I'm like, fuck. Like, well, give me the bad news. Bad news is we didn't find it. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> We gotta go track in the morning. He's like, good news is, perfect shot. We got good blood. It just got too dark. Like, yeah. it got too dark. And yeah. he was kind of fucking with us before. We're like, hey, do you, like, we didn't know. Like, do you guys use flashlights or anything? He's like, no, the trackers are just that good. Like, they can just see shit in the dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's fucking with us. But yeah. So they came back. actually. They, they smell it. Yeah. They came back yeah. and I asked Ben, the main tracker, I'm like, so how do you feel about this? Because after going through the kudu, I'm like, He's like, good shot. We'll find him in the morning. Just got too dark. I'm like, okay, good. Mm-hmm. I feel way better about this situation than me hitting a leg and the arrow just bouncing out. Because mm-hmm. we and like we can we'll track whitetails in the dark here, but we don't have like leopards and shit. Exactly. You don't have everything else. Seen, uh, faces tails, off, so uh, they seem to bleed way more. Oh yeah, agreed. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So, anyways, we go. We get up bright and early the next morning. Like we're going hunting, but we're going tracking this wildebeest. And we get halfway to the blind where I shot him, and the trackers are coming at us down the road. And they pull up, and they they went out super early that morning. And where they quit looking was at a road, and we stuck my light and knock in the road so they could find him the next morning. He's like, yeah, he was another 100 yards past that, past that arrow, which, mm-hmm. I mean, when they pulled up, he was in the back of the truck already, so we... You know, there goes emotions getting high yeah. again, and we're <laughs> hugging and high-fiving, and, and, and it was just... It was a great, it was a great way to end the hunt. That's for sure. Yeah, and I didn't tell the kudu either. Like real quick, um, kudu came in thirty yards, real sketchy. I, I decided to take the shot at thirty, and he ended up jumping my arrow or jumping my bow, and I shot him real high in no man's land. Typical shoulder, high shoulder hit. Yeah. High shoulder hit, and you know we had some blood, not very much. Ended up tracking him like six miles that day, and just. It was all like, like you could tell his muscle blood. Yep, right? it was or muscle just, blood. It, you could tell it was just coming out of the wound and dripping down him, and it was just every once in a while dripping yeah. on the ground. And you guys we, tracked him forever. We tracked him forever. We did our part. We tried, and well, if he maybe maybe he bedded down, and he could have gotten a follow up shot. You know, you never know. Right, you got, and, you that, got, and that's you, why we kept tracking him because we get we got to do our due diligence exactly. and, and actually hit, try and find this animal. Like you hit him, so it's not like we him. looked for ten minutes. We looked all that day. And half the next day. You just put in, exactly. put in the long haul. Should you, uh, you really, 
Do you want to mention the leopard print? For sure. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you. So halfway, you know, we walked like six miles, and then the tracker sent us back to the blind to get all of our gear and grab the truck and everything. So when I shot him, we took off into the into the timber, and then walking back to the blind, we took the road. Well, we were the only ones on that road that morning. We'd see our tire tracks, but on top of our tire tracks were leopard prints. Oof. And we're like, we gave – your PH has a rifle with you at all times just for safety purposes and everything yeah. else. You know, Well, we gave the rifle to the trackers just in case they came up on this kudu. So, and he does have a pistol with him, but he's like – we look down, and he points. I go, that's a cat. He goes, that's a leopard. I go, leopard. And then he goes, we're the only ones that came in here this morning. And the tracks are on top of our tire marks. Like, mm. he's close. And we're like, fuck. Oh, no. What, so, oh, what, no. Were, were the leopard prints, were they crossing the track or following the track? They were right on top of the tire track walking down the road. Beep. Like, we could see probably for 200 feet of leopard tracks, and then he cut off into the timber. So, we're like, curious cat. We're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, we're like, we don't know if we're going to walk over in this blind. There could be a leopard there. We don't know. Right. Because out during the day, you just, gotta, yeah, you just gotta wonder who's the fastest. That's right, and that's what the PH <laughs> she totally joking. He's like, I'm gonna shoot one of you in the legs because I'm because then I'll know I'm faster. <laughs> he was joking, obviously. Yeah. But anyways, uh, well, you don't know that, right? You didn't find the guy. But fast forward to that night, we put uh, t-shirts on that watering hole because that deters animals from coming in all night. So hopefully that kudu would have came back to that watering hole the next day, so he'd come back during the daylight. Well, we put a t-shirt on. We went back to camp the next morning. While tracking the kudu, we checked trail cameras on that hole, and we put the T-shirt on. Ten minutes later, the trail camera went off with the leopard walking by us. So, you know, he was sitting there watching us oh, put yeah. that T-shirt on the whole time. He's like, motherfuckers. Yeah, he's just sitting there waiting for us to leave. Dude, how cool would that be to be a leopard, though? Out there and just watch you guys. Like, who the fuck? The I guarantee you was just laying there in a tree or laying in the dirt just watching us put that T-shirt up. Wild. It's bizarre. It's pretty cool. Crazy experience, man. That's your African journey. That's my African journey. Doug, Everyone go do it once. You got to. You got to. Doug, I think you're next for your African journey. I got that's what the, my uh, my list actually says. Oh, Doug's, I'm journey next. Next. Oh, Doug's journey next. Doug's journey next. I watched you write that like five minutes ago. No, you didn't. Okay. The list writes itself, Jacob. <laughs> I don't make the list. <laughs> His mechanical pencil just picks itself up. And it's writes Who else writes with the mechanical pencil? You got a point. I don't know anyone. I love mechanical pencils, but no, I yeah. prefer a pen. It's all I had. So <laughs> this is from like ninth grade. I hate mechanical pencils. I hate too. No. <laughs> Anyways, Doug. Hey, yeah. let's tell us about your trip. You really don't do much erasing. Uh, no, or writing in general. Perfect penmanship. How much do you write, really? How much do I write? Mm -hmm. A lot. I do too. Well, you're very confident then. Me? No. Yeah. I have very sloppy handwriting, actually. Okay. So. I just refuse to erase. Anyways. <laughs> Back to Any my move. adventure. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, okay, now on to Jacob. How was your trip? Yeah, it was good. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeesh. Tough crowd. Um, so mine started uh, first morning. Uh, we're sitting there and, um, you know, guineas come in. Because that's Pretty all usual. you. You always see guineas. Per usual. Eric knows about that. I forgot to say I hate turkeys and I hate birds, but I did shoot a guinea. <laughs> yeah, you <Yeah>. did. <laughs> Shot him out of spite. <laughs> yep. So spite. mine starts. Um, it was actually really cold that first morning. I'm sure y'all remember. But uh, we're sitting there and uh, we we see guineas. And about eight thirty, uh, Ruhan 
my PH. He's probably going to give me shit for saying his name wrong, but uh, uh, he's like, Impala. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm like, all right. He's like, it's a good Impala. And I'm like, really? He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, we're going to shoot it. I'm like, oh, we're, like, now? we're doing this? Like, we're doing this so early? Like, we're, it's happening? He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, it's an old ram. And it comes in by himself. There's literally no other animals <laughs> anywhere. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, all right. He comes and drinks water. And then <laughs> I don't know if he's just like had experience from other hunters. He's like, all he's saying is tell me to keep calm down. I'm like, it's like, I'm, I'm good. He's like, no, no, you got to calm down. I'm like, Ruhan, I'm fine. <laughs> I want to shoot it. Hey, hey, bro, like, I'm, like, bro, I'm good. I was like, I want to shoot it right now. It's like, no, no, we'll wait. So like 20 minutes go by. We're just watching him drink the water. And he comes to the salt lick about 15 yards. And he's like, all right, pull back. So I pull back and, um, he was pretty strict. Like, uh, you know, like the windows, most people had them all open. We only had two windows. So I had my main window I'm shooting out of and his. So like on video, you see me like pull over and I have to go over his shoulder and step out. And he's telling me like, it's quartering away a little bit, like put it right behind the shoulder. And man, I just, I let it go. Like there's like the, um, dark brown and light brown, like that line you yeah, put it right there. A corner right Dude, there. I put it right where I wanted to. It felt beautiful. But it didn't get a pass through like we all learned. But uh, I hit him. It felt fantastic. And then, like, on video, I just keep asking. Like, he's all excited. I'm like, it's a good shot. I just keep asking him. He's like, finally, he's like, yeah, it's a good shot. I was like, all right, perfect. <laughs> but, like, he <laughs> you're, just, second, you're second you guessing bitch. yourself every time you Dude, take a shot you at the animal. It's, you just don't know over there, man. Yeah. It's yeah. different. It's your first African animal. So it's like, yeah. fuck, man. I want to make sure. And, like, when you're whitetail hunting, you're by yourself. So it's just you. In your head, thinking if it's a good shot or not. There You're you asking got, yourself there those you questions. Have someone like a professional hunter, a professional hunter, yeah. And then, yeah. Um, so it goes, it runs, it jumps over uh, this big dead tree, and you kind of lose it. So I'm like, well, he didn't go down, like, because I thought I smoked him. But uh, so then we're sitting there and get away from the tracker, so we have no signal. So like an hour goes by, I'm just like, God damn. Like, Let's go look for let's this. Let's go. Let's go look for this fucking thing. <laughs> like I don't even know tracker, but uh, I, I am the blood. I am the tracker. Yeah, I am the tracker here. Yeah, and then you get out and start looking at the well, you blood. Look You're blood like, oh shit, maybe I like, do need there's a tracker. No blood yeah. at all. I'm like, what the damn fuck? it? They don't bleed. They just they don't. don't. The whole, I think the whole they bleed trip. more than what you can see. It's just that 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 yeah. soil soaks the blood up. Like yeah. it's like what, it's what like oil dry. Gone. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like oil dry. That's the fucking best explanation for Africa. The whole continent is made of oil dry. Yeah, you're yeah. hunting on oil dry pretty much. Kitty litter. Blood dry. You could, just, you could just store that in a bucket and use it. You could. It's oil dry. Yeah, it's oil, oil dry. dry. The whole so anyways, continent's the, oil dry. Mm-hmm. The tracker shows up and uh, the owner, um, I, don't, I hate to pronounce his name wrong, Johan. The owner? Yeah. Young. He, he came. Young. 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 He, he Young. showed up every time for me because he loved me. Yeah. I'm his best. But... um. <laughs> So he shows up and he's like, the first thing he says before we even look for, it, he's like, there's a leopard kill like 200 yards from you. I'm like, oh, like, oh. Like, should we be prepared? But, um, <laughs> I'm nervous. So we start tracking and um, I'm assuming for a tracker, it's hard to track Impala because there's fucking Impala everywhere. Oh, yeah, there's oh. And there's everywhere. no blood to go off of. So we're like, we kind of point him in the right direction. We're going and uh, I'm filming it because I don't have a wife. So it's just me. <laughs> burning myself but uh <laughs> so we're filming it and like i'm just filming while watching him track and I, I look up and i see a white belly and i'm like oh, he's right there so he only went like 
less than a hundred yards. But uh, apparently it was a really old ram. Like he's just by himself, kicked out of the herd. Just needed a drink, and um, he was just thirsty. Yeah, not anymore. But uh, we go up. Uh, it's it awesome. I don't know. Yeah. They're for an Impala, like because you see them so many times after that. But for my first one, like they're beautiful. Like just old yeah. ram. The character on the horns. He had the good bend. He won. I'm not gonna say this enough either. Like they're them really... trackers are unbelievable. Yeah, they're incredible. It's just, mm-hmm. Like they don't stop. No, like, just pointing. You, they you and say, they walk with their hands behind their back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So and you say so, yeah. say where'd you kill him at? They see one set of tracks. They're like, okay, he went. Yep. You want to see the arrow? They're like, no, no, no. no. Well, it's weird because I've been on a hundred blood trails. Yeah. I've killed a lot of whitetails. I've been on a lot of blood trails. And you follow these guys and there's no blood. You're like, these guys are full of shit. Like, they're they're following the wrong track. And then you walk up on the animal like, okay, maybe they know what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) These guys are dumb. That's the thing. Like, you're like, okay, here's where I shot him at. And he goes, okay, he ran this way. I'm like, how'd you know that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You didn't see Wait, any they, of this they happen. Look, they look at the way the hoof digs into the ground and the way they drag. If you shoot it on the right or the left side, like they can tell the way they're dragging their legs. That's I mean, how what happened with the, my kudu because I shot him in the right side and he was dragging that right front foot. Yeah. So they're like, okay, we're on his track. He's dragging the right front foot. We're on the right one. And I'm like, crazy, I would never crazy. see that. So um, they show up. And like you guys said, like, you know, like. If, like, uh, one of us shoots a deer, we go up and, like, you start asking questions, right? They don't ask. They just don't ask any questions. They don't like, give a fuck. No, no. dude. They say African words, and they, then they start walking. They say the, tra- the trackers don't really speak very good English. Yeah. They're speaking Zulu. Yeah. yeah. The only blood I found Shocker. was on that dead tree he jumped over. But uh, we find him. Get all the pictures. It's awesome. We uh, And then, for me, it was weird because, like, you get back in the blind, right? Like, for me, I'm like, oh, we're going to go celebrate. Like, my day's over almost. But uh, no, you get back in the blind, and um, uh, Kate Buffalo show up, which I thought was really cool. But you find out real fast that uh, it's not cool. Yeah, like Kate Buffalo, <laughs> they're, they're assholes. They're they're dicks. Not that cool after <laughs> they're, all. Yeah, they're unless, cool unless for, you want to shoot one. Yeah, they're awesome. They're but. cool for about a minute, but we had a herd. Like, there's a videos. Like, I thought there was only probably 12, 12 at the wiring hole, but when we left, there was probably thirty. And just around, I will say this with Buffalo, like they're kind of like if anyone's been around cows around here, you know how you kind of spook them. They yeah. run about 20 yards and they just stand there and look at you. And they come right back. That's exactly what exactly. they do. And they like just that. come right back. But so. they'll also kill you if you walk through them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll that's trample big, over a big you one too, yeah. and not yeah. give a shit. Yeah. So cows here are just kind of like, all right, yeah, you're doing this. Kate Buffalo are like, yeah, you want some of this bitch? Yeah. You know, it's not a great time. So we yeah. decided, uh, I think we stayed there the first night. So I just watched Kate Buffalo the whole time. Had some zebra come in. Which apparently I thought everyone, everybody who wanted zebra, was like, oh, easy, like they came right in. But apparently, no one else had that chance. So <laughs> they came right in. <laughs> I didn't see one zebra from the blind. I only saw the five. I didn't see a single zebra. Period. Dot com. They we saw four, but we got winded. Yeah, yep, they came skittish. in for about a split second, and the Cape Buffalo chased them off. So, and the only thing that we saw was a draft come in. Everything else wouldn't come in because the Cape Buffalo was like, "This is our now." So we go back in the morning. Kurt was with us actually. Yeah, the next day. And the cable authority there. So it's like, yeah, but that that big wild beast came in and I was trying to get you to shoot. Yeah, yeah. So that one came in and uh, we didn't have the broadhead at the time. We were were waiting on fixed blades. Because I did want to shoot that one. It was like weird. Like his horns were not dark. They're brown almost. Mm -hmm. Like light brown. Damn it. He's old by himself, just hanging out. And uh, so I passed him 
I kind of maybe I should have shot him, maybe I shouldn't have, but you probably made the right decision. Yeah. Then the Cape Buffalo came in, so that kind of ruined our day. So then we switched blinds, and uh, we drive to this one blind, and that's when I saw the wildebeest. Wow, There's wildebeest. Like, yeah, wildebeest. I call him wildebeest. That's what I call him. So they're mine. I call him that. It's his story. Yeah, it's my right. story. It's your section. Until yeah. So we saw twenty of them. And I'm like, damn, like, those are badass. Like, I was like, Ruhan, if we see a big one, like, I'll shoot it. He's like, my man. You know, you tell your PH if you want to shoot something, like they get all excited. <laughs> they, they start make, making play. Yeah, they're trying to talk into everything. Yeah. They want to see arrows. So like my guy, Stewart is more stone cold. Really? Yeah, he didn't, get, he didn't get giddy. Mm-mm, no, Dude. not really. Yeah, Chris didn't really either. But yeah, it's, so we go to this. Story, uh, it's our story to tell. It's our story yeah. to tell. So we go to this one <laughs> spot, and we pull up, and there's like the wildebeest, giraffes, there's freaking impala everywhere. I'm like, that's gonna be badass. We sit there, nothing. It's gonna be badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's gonna be the greatest night of my life. You're at the Tip- honey hole. Yeah. Typical Doug fashion. A. So we're sitting yeah. there and like it gets a little like about dark and then all of a sudden I hear And I was like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, I don't know. He, he looks around the blind. Three Elon come in. Elon. And this mm-hmm. thing, the one coming is like it's a monster. He's like, You should shoot it. I'm like, and he comes in and look at it and like the first little bull came in and he comes over. He's probably like five feet taller than the son of a bitch. Like he's huge. Five feet taller. I was like, Whoa. He's like, he's like, yeah, it's a big one. And I was like, oh, I don't know. He's like, it's up to you, man. I was like, oh. I was like, nah, we won't do it. The good thing about you is yeah. like when a, a different animal came in, I had the list right there in front of us. Oh, like, How much is that? I had the list, but you don't have a wife sitting behind you being like, no. It's okay. Yeah, I'm no. sitting there like, oh, I, just got, <laughs> I just got my pH like, it's a good one. Dude, it's my, a really nice one. He's yeah. he's leaving. <laughs> he's leaving. <laughs> he's leaving. He's, he's coming back. He's so coming describe, back. Describe the Elon real quick. Let people know what an Elon looks so like. So an Elon is... Google it, bitch. A massive... It's a Brahma bull. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. But mm-hmm. bigger. It's a Brahma bull with about a Huge. foot and a half long horns coming out of his head what well, they weigh like 2500 oh, 3000 yeah. they're fucking big they're, they're big as huge fuck. gnarly he gnarly had, um, cool you can tell he's old one he had like the rough face the dark he's dark colored big old saggy neck dude just dangling balls big old balls. yeah it looks like a ball sack yep but big uh old big, old, sack. So big watched, old nut brisket i watched him for probably half hour <laughs> <And I, laughs> sorry i actually do I regret not shooting him now? Maybe a little bit. No, because uh, he is one of the part of the spiral slam. I heard. Yeah, didn't know at the time. Should have done it. So that uh, that day ended, and then the next morning we go out, and um, I really wanted a kudu. So basically, for four days we're going for a kudu and a Gensbuck, but Gensbuck are hard in this area. Yeah, I was told if you, I was like, he's like, so what do you want? I said kudu and Gensbuck. He's like, fuck. I'm like, why? He's like. Like the two most skittish animals you could want in Africa. And I was like, oh, that's great. That's great. But uh, so we went to uh, the pond where Eric actually shot his giraffe. And um, a kudu did come out, a really nice one. But it was, uh, the blind was not set up for bow. Like it, so it was about it 50 yards. And I was given the chance for the rifle, but I it was the third day. So I turned it down. Maybe I should have, maybe I shouldn't have. It worked out, but... Uh, then um, some more wildebeest came in, and a good one came in, but God, that freaking pond, man, just drove me nuts. It's too far. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, I watched him do his thing. He gets all muddy. Like uh, I guess they get muddy to like look bigger and more bronze. And then um, was he the, ro- was he like rolling in it? Like oh a yeah, dog? I got great video of him just getting. Nice. And then the second another one came and he ran away. So he did all that work for nothing. I was like, "Get you pussy." <laughs> what a bitch another another one came in the one rolling in the dirt oh, ran away <laughs> you dumbass yeah. so i think for four days i really didn't kill anything where everyone else was knocking shit over so i'm like man they like we're due so uh then kurt shot a sable and i was like man, it's my story to tell the things <laughs> like it was just like badass though like he was showing the footage and stuff I'm like fuck i need to kill something yeah i need to kill something like so it goes one spot and god damn, the freaking wind like it's fine, and then it just starts. Like the wind there just swirls, and it really screws you. So we we're sitting there, and I'm like, nothing's really moving. And I I see like I see something moving through, and I'm like, oh, it's a kudu. And then of course your picture's like, no, nah, it's not. Like you're fucking with me. I'm like, dude, it's a kudu. And these two kudu come in, and there's a third one in the back, and he's he's the one you want, like because he stands in the back and lets them come in and see what's going on, and they kind of just mess around and. Kind of like a big bug. The wind's yep. swirling, so Ooh. they don't really come in. And then uh, we're sitting there, and like, God damn, like, this wind, like, there's zebra. Like, everything, like, wants to come in, but won't. And then Gimsbug came in, this big female, like, mo- he said it was a monster or something. Gimsbug? Yeah, it's a monster. He said female came in, but got to 40 yards, and the wind swirled. This, they're all out. So we're sitting there, and it's, like, noon. I'm like, God, I got to stretch. Like, I'm sitting there stretching against the wall. And then he didn't say, Ruhan didn't say any words. He just points at me and tells me to sit. And he's just like, tell me to get down. I'm like, oh, fuck, what's going on? He's like, it's a sable. I'm like, oh, shit. It's like, he's like, it's a really good sable. I'm like, let's kill it. He's, like, kill he's it. like, really? He's like, really? <laughs> like a little kid of cancer. I was like, really? I'm like, Ruhan says like, that? Yeah. All right. I was like, yeah. He does the Austin. What? So I didn't even see the what? sable this whole time. <laughs> I didn't even see him. So he's drinking water. And then he stands up and he's like, get ready. So like I pull back. And it's just perfect. He's looking the other way when I came in the window, twenty yards. I put it right where you want it. Let it go, and right when the arrow hit, I'm like, "You're fucked." Like the Ross bigger, like you're done. You fucked. So I, I hit him, and we watch him as his uh, opposite shoulder, his legs dragging. So you know he's really he's hurt. Football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is when um, they're looking for um, Eric's kudu. So then they. Uh, they show up probably two hours later, like forever. I'm just like, let's go get them. I was like, Ruhan, we can do it. <laughs> Ruhan, we, we got this. <laughs> we're R and D. We're Team R and D. We can do it. We can do anything. But uh, so Ruhan and Doug, yeah. <laughs> team R and D. Team R and D. I was like, we can do it. I was like, we can find them. Research and development. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, more professionally known yeah, yeah, as yeah. research and development. So finally, they show up, and I mean, luckily we waited because. They did not. There's no blood. It's a hard shot, but there's no blood at all. That's what's so fucked about it. It's so weird. Like you're just waiting for to start pouring any second. Like here we go. They have hearts with no blood in them. Then uh, Eric showed up and um, yep. didn't record it well. <laughs> I fucked Jeez. up. I done fucked up on that one. <laughs> Gonna have to have some talks about <laughs> camera equipment. Yeah, we're learning. Well, in my defense, I was used to running. The four thousand dollar piece, right? Okay. Instead of the other one, so I'm like, you I gotta forgot put the cover up. I forgot to put the cover up. I'm yeah. like, I'm like it's showing, it's showing recording, 
and like the volume and everything is there, but I'm like, there's no picture. I'm like, what's wrong with this thing? And it's bright out. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's my sunglasses. I still can't see shit. And then um, finally, we walked up on it. He's doing a celebrated thing. I'm like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> and I finally open it. I think on video you can hear it. Like, yeah. is it recording? <laughs> I'm a yeah. dumbass. To, to make it fair, I didn't get as any video or anything that I wanted with mine either. Yeah. It's, in the moment, it's, you just forget. In the moment yeah. and then long days and stuff at it's we're hard. not used to video. It's hard. So, yeah. Don't even think about it. Yeah, we're it, podcasters. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're all hunters first. So we walk 100%. up on it. It went probably a little over 100 yards, but uh, smoked him. It was amazing. Like, sable are just... Uh, never seen anything like it. They're Incredible. different. Well, they call him Prince of Africa. Yep. The Prince of Africa, yeah. Purple walk around. rain. Yeah. Purple, purple rain. Prince of Africa got taken down by Purple Rain. Shout out to Prince. Shout out to him. R.I.P. Great guy. Just like From Minnesota. Princes? Yeah. Oh. Pass away in the yep. Quad Cities. M- yep. He's yeah, a we killed him. He's a Midwestern man. <laughs> we the cancer, we killed him and uh, the killed Prince. Him. Just how we killed the Prince of Africa. Yep. yep. Jesus. So we all celebrate, <laughs> celebrate all that. And, um, <laughs> Cold as ice. Fuck, man. <laughs> made us pancakes. So now we're on to... Uh, <laughs> so now we're on to like, the QD. Like, I just... I was not going home without a kudu. That's, that's when I decided to. If a if rifle needed to happen, it needed to happen. In my defense, I kind of effed up your awesome kudu plan. You did. You we, know, were on a bow, we were on a bow hunt, but. Doesn't matter to me. I have a kudu. Stick with it, buddy. Hey, so Don't break. <laughs> own it. Don't break. So the three kudu we've seen before at a different watering hole, we go back to uh, where Shaw's draft. And um, they brushed it off to where they tried getting them to come closer. But uh, apparently, Kudu don't care. A lot of animals actually didn't care. But <laughs> they give no fucks. Yeah. They go right through it. The great Besides ghost. Impala, who took three days to figure out how to drink water. <laughs> 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 so I've seen about 300 Impala that day. And um, I saw another sable that was very nice. It's a big sable. So uh, it comes around 2 o'clock. No kudu, or like shit. Like here comes the truck's gonna come any minute. And the next thing I see, some Impala coming in. I look behind them and I see that they call it the Chevron, the white line across their face. I call mm. it the Chevrolet. It's like a emblem. Chevrolet. On the truck. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, there's a kudu. He's like, no fucking way. I'm like, yeah. I was like, there's two of them. He's like, well, where's the third one? I was like, I saw him. He's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, I did. He's there somewhere. I was like, don't tell me what to do. I, I saw him. So uh, <laughs> shut up. And usually they take their time, but apparently they were very thirsty. So uh, they didn't waste really that much time coming in. And I get the rifle situated, and uh, <laughs> I was shaking very bad right away because it's finally gonna, like in my head it's finally happening. And he's like trying to tell me to calm down, and I was like, <laughs> I told him him to calm down. Because he was like, you feeding, Doug, Doug, he was calm down. Off. You fucking yeah. calm down. Ruha uh, was like feeding off of me. Like I could hear him start breathing. I'm like, fuck. It's like, so everyone calm down. <laughs> so time out. They, they come walking in, and he's such an old bull that he actually looks like, like body wise, he's the smaller one. But you can tell by his horns, he's the bigger one. So the younger one gets there, and the he's the third one coming in. And I have to put the rifle, and this blind's old, so it's like, I don't know what, like, was it brick? It's like cement, yeah. brick, and so the rifle paper there, mache and everything else. <laughs> they come around, so I have to Spit. move it. So when I move it, it scrapes 
the loudest scrape I've ever heard in my life. Just, <laughs> and the younger one just looks right at me. I'm like, fuck. And then the older one, like, he slowly pushes off another bowl. And then that's where, like, when my shot was right there. So then I pull the trigger and I hammered him. Like, you can see in the video, he just, like, almost falls down. He didn't drop, so I'm like, fuck. And I chambered that thing so fast, I was about to put another one in him. But they took off. And then, like, we're watching the video. Like, we're all, like, so pumped. We're having a moment. He watched the video. He goes, oh, fuck. I'm like, what? He's like, you might hit it too low. I'm like, no. Don't tell me that. Yeah, you fucking kidding me? He's like, he's like, just calm down. It's like, we'll figure it out. After you had a moment made out for a Calm second. down. I am calm. <laughs> you calm, you calm down. down. <laughs> so then um, the tracker shows up. It takes like 30 minutes and we find him. But even when they're laying there dead, like, it's hard to see. Like, they are called the gray ghosts for a reason because they just blend in, disappear. Like a fart in the wind. Dude, it's nuts. But uh, we walk up on it and, oh, man, the curls. I just love it so much. The cooter is amazing. They're really neat creatures. Well, funny story about this, because we didn't know you shot a cooter yet, and we're driving, we went and ate lunch, and we're driving back to the blind, and we just see you guys, we see you guys. We're with you. Yeah, we're We're all together. We just see you guys out in the middle of the field, like, oh, Doug Moose shot something, our driver's like, (laughs) (laughs) and just pulls up to you, you know, and we're like, oh, shit, Doug shot a cooter, and then he's holding a rifle, and we're like, pussy. Nice. (laughs) Pussy. Pussy. It was worth it. It was worth it. Hell yeah, it's worth it. Sorry. Delay on that button is still really it's fine. Humbling. When I when I'm looking at him <laughs> Turns out it hasn't changed. When he's on the wall, I won't even think about what I shot him with, so Yeah, you That's will. True. People don't understand how skittish they are, so yeah. So, I would say that that's the toughest animal to kill in Africa with a bow. I mean, they are sketchy, they are on high alert all the time and you don't see them at least where we were at we didn't see a bunch of them those and zebra turns out rifle hunting way easier yes who would have known yeah what an (laughs) argument (laughs) so i'm i'm not going to steal your thunder but the day before i was sitting in the same blind and this same group of kudu came in it was the first kudu that i had got to see young two bulls came by and then the old one was in the back and he got within 40 and they sketched out and he blew out but it's like you almost feel like you win when you get that close to a kudu out there yeah like it's tough to get close to them yeah they were they were skittish what sucks is um like eight in the morning that day and that blind you can see out that right window it's tiny like you can't shoot out you just see out of it the the first young bull came in and off as the wind or what but he backed out right away so out. and they would have been like 12 yards which sucks but mm. what can you do <sighs> and that ends my trip congrats doug congrats, congrats doug. Doug. Good that's job, awesome cheers buddy thanks boys that's shit oh my god dude sorry I didn't, get, I didn't give you the same round of applause eric i forgot okay. about the button just but, hold it for an extra minute and then okay for my applause. Okay. This is Eric's applause. Here's Eric. Good job, Eric. All right. All right. There we go. Okay. All right. Oh, good job. Buddy. That That is a quick stop and applaud an audience right there. Yeah. They listen. But truly, almost like a sitcom. Triple Ellen. lifetime. It was yes. <laughs> trained audience. It was amazing. All the animals you see, it's crazy. Yeah. Pretty incredible. I will say sitting all day in Africa is way easier than sitting all day at home. 
That's a fact. No. <laughs> see a lot of critters. You see a lot of critters. I'm not going to lie. I love playing solitaire. I've never played more games of solitaire with an actual deck of cards in my whole life. I, I, didn't, didn't. I didn't get yeah, to play well, I didn't know how to play solitaire. We didn't play shit. We were hunting. Uh, so. I didn't forget to tell the story of the diker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what? We're sitting there. Uh, I think it was like a kudu and Gensbuck spot. So we're sitting there waiting and nothing came in. I think some Elon came in and I scared him away trying to take a picture. Ruan loved that, but um, we're sitting there and it's getting dark, and the, this little diker comes in. I'm like, oh my god! Diker is a small deer that's like thirty so, to forty pounds, yeah, like two foot off the ground. Dude. AKA tiny. little donkey, dude. Little, I, I, wanted call, one I call him so little bad. donkey. So uh, this little donkeys. little donkey come in. And, uh, <laughs> I wanted to shoot one so bad. I, I wanted like, one in the worst. And way. I asked him, "Is a good one?" He's like, "He's like, ah, oh, no, I think we can do better." He's like, and he's actually he's like, "Now we should shoot it." I'm like, I was like. Really? He's like, yeah. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I think it was like third night. I was like, I was like, I'll wait. And this thing kept came back like five times. Like one point, I'm at five yards. You bitch. So we get back. You and I'm telling the story and like we're drinking beer and Austin like said something about a a diker. I'm like, oh yeah, a little donkey at five yards. He's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'll pay for the fucking thing. He's like, you shoot. (laughs) Next year's passing the pinnacle of the trip. Yeah. Bird watching ass, <laughs> motherfucker, like usual, huh? Hey, a lot of birds. There's a lot of birds out there. A lot of birds out there. A lot of birds. How many birds did you see? How many different species? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of birds. A lot of birds. A lot of birds in Africa, it turns out. Yeah, the birds. There's, there's a book about too, them, actually, yeah. the birds of Africa. <laughs> so, Ruha, my PH, I don't know if, like, just the way he grew up or something, but he was a lot of, like, when you see something, he's, like, excited. He's, like, yeah. It's a big one. He did a it's lot. It's kind of like his, so I, his like, oh, yeah, shit. His, yeah. Yeah. So I tried copying it. I think I insulted him a little bit, but <laughs> at the what? end of the, he They came, deserve it. He came around yeah. at the end of the trip, though. Oh, yeah. After the kudu, I got a free pass. Say it as much as I want. Good dude. Well, for sure. Yeah. Real good dude. Real good dude. Great dude. Great PH. All great. Yeah. Sorry. Taking notes. Ooh. Guess I'm going to tell my journey now. You're going to start? Is that what the pad says? I don't write That's the pad. That's what the mechanical pencil says. <laughs> the pad writes itself. And then we got Jacob's next. Then oh. Austin, you're closing her down. Oh. Casey, you out? Oh. Bye, Casey. Bye, I love you. Thanks for the beer delivery and the electrical fixes in the studio. Thanks, Casey. We'll see you this weekend for the rodeo. Later, boys. Goodbye. Uh, my African journey starts with that Impala. Uh, of course, first day in Paula. Um, I made the quick, of course, we all kind of made, a, we all made quick mistakes, right? Like different continent, different animals. Um, first kid in Paula, you see, you're like, okay, I'm shooting it. Speak for yourself. Well, some Impala <laughs> came in. the word, it's like. Well, I'll tell the Impala story quick. You know, there, it's, I don't want to say it's vanilla, like that it wasn't special. It was special. It's special. It was your first one. Yeah. It's all of our first ones, so it's. So when Paul came in, I'm like, oh, shit, Impala. He's like, no, nope, we can do better than all these. I'm like, okay, cool. Which is kind of nice to hear, though. I mean, yeah, knowing, yeah. knowing now that we've seen all the Impala. Yeah. <laughs> then some other Impala came in. He's like, all right, yeah, shoot this one over here. And then it gets in. I'm like, I draw back, and it's like quarter and two. I'm waiting for it to turn. Didn't turn. started walking. I'm like, shit, it's moving. I need to stop it. And then, <laughs> and then I just, you know, I don't know. I'm thinking white tail shit. Yeah, the white tail came on. Yeah. And Stuart's like, all right, man. And stops it, and then I'm like, bad thing to do on an Impala because they're jump, they're made of lightning. 
Yeah, right? they are. And now <laughs> knowing what I know, like if I would have just been like, dude, chill out. You're going to see a ton of Impala let down. You're going to get another shot. Mm-hmm. It's an African antelope. It's an Af- but but you don't know that. Right. You exactly. know, and at this point, you don't know. Until they take off and, and you're like, it's, okay. Yeah. It's and funny so, when you watch them, you can see their skin. Jump, jump, like, jump. They're made of lightning. Yeah, yeah they're dude. made of electricity. So uh, when we do a WCB package for this reason, that's why we're going to do a mature um, Impala and then a trophy Impala. So you're going to get two Impala in this package. We're, we're working on it right now. I'm going to name them so, right now. Ready? The Flash of Africa. They are. Ooh, the Flash yeah. of Africa. That's correct. So I let loose. Uh, I high shoulder it, but my arrow penetrated both shoulders. <clears throat> we wait an hour, get the trackers on. I'm kind of like speeding through the story because it doesn't need to be this big elongated thing. Trackers come in, we find it, get another another shot in it, recover. The, uh, um, I always call it, just anal- gen- generically, I want to call them analog. I do too. Uh, Impala. <laughs> Feels right. Um, good Impala, you know, like uh, f- from the scale that we shot, um, higher, higher, mid, mid to higher range Impala. Um, very stoked, right? First African animal, first day, um, badass. So that that was cool. Um, kind of like a warm, fuzzy feeling. Get that going. Uh, I'm trying to think. What did I? What did I do next? I gotta look at my uh, my photos. So, on yours, you got. Did you wait for the trackers and stuff, then go track them? And yeah, Stuart yeah. didn't even want to like walk on them. Without. Okay. Yeah, he's smart. He's been around for a while. Um. So that afternoon, I really liked that blind. It was a big pond. Type mm-hmm. setup too. So uh, that afternoon we went back. Um, Waterbuck was one of those animals that was like kind of. Um, I I watched a lot of African hunting videos before we went, and Waterbuck was one of those things that was kind of on my list. It's like, man, that's a cool animal. It was um, on your radar. It was on my radar. Like I'm interested. That's neat. It's different. It's like something I didn't really know about before until I started researching it. And then we went in. And we saw this big water buck, and, and, and Stewart's not the type of pH where he's like, dude, that's a big one. You should shoot that. He will kind of be like, that's a big water buck. Look at this thing. Look at this thing. It's big. It's, that's, mm-hmm. that's a big right. one. But he won't be like, you should shoot this. Like He's not pressure pressuring me into shooting this. That's how he, my pH Ethan was, too. Yeah, which so- is nice, too. So I'm looking, I'm like, man, that is cool. That's really cool. And, and so we watched this thing um, water, and then it walked off, and I, I was kind of like, ah, oh, man. Maybe I should have took advantage of that opportunity, you know? That's like, how every animal was like, that's a, that's a good one if you want to shoot it. If not, yeah. no big deal. Yeah, but he didn't even throw that option. He's like, yeah, that's a big one right there. Like, that water buck is a big one. Like, he wasn't like, you should shoot it. It's a big one. It yeah. was, that's a big water buck. Come look at this water buck. That's a big water buck. Like, oh, that's real big. So I, I went back to camp, and I was telling Stuart and everybody in camp, like, Stuart, I, I can't stop thinking about that water buck. Like something about the water buck just really intrigued me. They have the white markings on their face. Their hair's different. The horns are cool. I'm like, man, I, man, if we see a water, if we can get on that water buck tomorrow, I think I'd like to shoot that, you know? So I go to bed thinking about that water buck. I wake <laughs> up thinking about that water buck. Dreaming. And I tell Stuart, I'm like, man, I, let's, I want to hunt that water buck today. If we, if, if another good water buck comes in, I think I'd like to take a shot. So we go back to the same blind. Uh, that afternoon, we're sitting there, and, and we're hunting. And, you know, we're hunting kudu, we're hunting gimsbuck. You know, we're hunting really a lot of things are on the table at this point, but water buck is like the main dish if if it can happen. You know, and we're sitting there, and we got great footage of it. Um, some some uh, kudu cows were in, yep, getting water and all that, and eating leaves and stuff around the pond, and. Uh, 
I see this big figure like in the bush, like looking straight out from the blind of the bush. And I, and first thing I said was like kudu bull. Cause they're, you know, I saw a big figure, tall horns, all this gray, gray. And I'm looking, I'm like, Oh wait, no, it's a water buck. And Stuart's like, that's a good water buck. And it's coming in. And he's like, I'm like, Oh, there's something behind it. And I look, I'm like, Oh, it's another water buck. And Stuart and Stuart kind of got excited. You know, mm-hmm. he's pretty calm. He's yeah. experienced. He's like, Oh, that's a big water buck. We're going to shoot that one behind. It. If you want a water buck, that's when you shoot. That's a big one. And he got excited, you know? Yep. And I'm like, fuck, if he's getting excited, I'm fucking, I'm excited, you know? <laughs> Here we go. So the first water buck comes in, and I think both were shooters. Right. He's like, dude, they're both good. The one in the back is taller and wider. Like, shoot that one. So the first one comes in, he's getting the water, and I'm watching the second one the whole time. I'm like, all right. And, and I'm just like reiterating with him, like, the second one. The second one with the back one's the bigger one. Cause to me, um, I don't know really like, yeah, they both look massive to me. Correct. But I'm like, okay, the back one does look bigger to me. That's the bigger one. Right. And he's like, yep, the back one, the back one. So they get to water there. I'm ranging, click, 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 you know, hitting the loop hold on them. And then it's just like instant They're And you're shooting through that vertical window, but the more the, the water buck gets sideways, the smaller your window gets because you're shooting through that vertical window. I like guess explain with the draft. Yep. Yep. So they get out 32 yards. Further shot I'd want to take is 30 to 35 yards, you know. So Stewart's in the corner trying to film the shot tucked down, and I'm like leaned up against him. I'm like, all right, there's my shot. The water buck takes, he puts his, um, the side that I was shooting on, he puts his leg forward while he was watering, and he was kind of quartering away, which was in my benefit. I squeeze off the shot. There goes the shot. I see it zip. It zips through him. Well, right away, Stewart is watching through the viewfinder on this camera, and he goes, fuck, you're too far back. You're way far back, way too far back. Because all their vitals sit way forward on their shoulder. And the whole time I was like, God, I don't think I was that far back. But maybe. But maybe I could be. He watched it. You know, I saw it through the shot. He watched it. Right. So I'm like, fuck. So in the video, um, I don't know if I'll put that in there for people that um, aren't going to hear the real story, but in the in the you hear Stuart go way fucking far back, fuck, and then you hear me going motherfucker. You know, I'm I'm emotional about it. Yeah. So I'm kind of like balled up on the ground in the blind. I'm like fuck, I just fucked that up. Well, we look back on the video and there was a tuft of hair before the back leg. Like the sun was shining, but when I screenshotted the video, I videoed the video with my phone, and like I looked screenshot. and and I. I put a dot, and Stuart's like, oh, shit. Oh, no, I thought you were, like, before the back leg. I was looking at a tuft <laughs> of hair, like, oh, no, you're good. You're lung. You're double lung. Like, that's a good shot. <laughs> so, <laughs> you so, motherfucker. So I'm like, And oh, that's what fuck. I'm saying, like, emotions high to low, because you're, oh, yeah. you're peaking, and then you're bottoming out. Yeah, but then I'm like, oh, he goes, well, it's quartering away. And then we look at the binos. You see lighted knock, and you just see air, and you can see. I'm shooting orange fletchings on that victory right. arrow. And you can see that it's dark red colored. And then you can see blood down the shaft and blood in the sand from 32 yards. I'm like, dude, if we're seeing blood from 32 yards in the sand, like we talked about, it's oil dry. Like, that's a good shot. That thing's dying. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we're sitting there hem hawing the shot like you do until you get out there. And we look, we pick up the arrow and the sand. There was a line of blood underneath the arrow. I'm like, I feel pretty good about this shot. Did I? Real quick, did Stuart run through the computer? He he licked through it, <laughs> ran it through the computer. No, he didn't do that. <laughs> we, we literally stuck it up, waited for the trackers. Do the trackers want to look at the arrow? 
No, no, no they don't no, give a they fuck, don't give about, a fuck about Nero. <laughs> they give a shit. So they're walking, and and I went to an I went to a very emotional low. You know, I knew it was a big animal because Stuart afterwards like, dude, that was a fucking giant, right? So I'm like, I'm on my knees, on my hands, going, fuck, I just fucked this shot up on this fucking stud, you know. And uh, we get tracking, and there's blood, but it's not like whitetail blood, you know. It's like, what are you looking for? And the trackers are going, and the trackers turn around. They, one of them, he just, he didn't like, there he is. He just went like this. And Stewart's like, dude, he's right there. He went 120 yeah. to 130 yards, and just a stud, a stud water buck, like, um, when the trackers start freaking out about the size of your animal, because they don't really have emotions. They don't really no, show they emotions. Don't. They're kind of like, I don't know. You got to think, though. They, do this, they do this every day. They're kind of Terminators. They yeah. do this every day. Yeah, they don't day. really react. No. And then they started like, oh, shit. And they're pulling out their phones, taking pictures. Mm-hmm. And Stuart's like, dude, this is a giant right. water buck. Like, for an archery water buck who's 30 and a half inches, he's like, dude, it's... They've killed some, you know, mid-30s water bucks. He's like, but this thing's insane. Right. And I knew it was insane. It was huge to me. You know, I'm picking this giant fucking crazy horned 600-pound animal. It's like... It could have been what? 15 inches, and you're like, this thing's a giant. Oh, yeah. I was so pumped. I'm like, <laughs> what is this thing? It's an alien, you know? like They're a beautiful animal. Beautiful. And I'm the water buck's one of those things that just stuck with me, so... Uh, very fortunate. The photo it was sun was setting. Stewart just got killer photos. It looks so gi- gi- gigantic. You know the footage is great. Um, stud waterbuck, uh, SCI gold waterbuck. Um, the horns on them are so weird too. Like just the character of the divots. Yeah. Well, yeah. what was unique about this one is a lo- normally the characteristic of a waterbuck is he comes up and then curves forward. Well, on mine he doesn't really curve forward. He just kind of goes straight back. He right. curves forward a little bit. But he's more just boom straight up. Almost Gims Bucky. Gims Bucky ish. Yeah, esque. Gims Bucky ish. Yeah, great, great water buck. Like, probably if I go back to Africa 10 times, I bet you I never kill a bigger one with a bow. You know, he's massive. Yeah, massive water buck. Like, so that was pretty badass. Um, and then uh, we put it in white, put it in uh, white tail terms. Uh, Stuart told me it'd be like killing a 200 inch typical white tail. Yeah. And, and he does whitetail guiding too. Yeah, he knows. Like, whitetails. He knows whitetails. Yeah, he knows he's the not, scale. He's not bullshitting. Yeah, he Stewart lives in Texas. Um, he grew up and was born and raised in South Africa, but he lives in Texas yep. and does whitetail guiding access in the off season. In the off season, so he ain't, he ain't bullshit when he says like this is the rarity of a two hundred inch. Yeah, he knows he knows whitetails. Whitetail. He really knows whitetails. Yeah. He does. Um, he's not an idiot. This guy is a very experienced hunter. He's like mm-hmm. it's like killing a two hundred inch whitetail. So I'm like, holy shit. Okay, well, that says a lot. You know, it speaks volumes for me because it's like if somebody came to Illinois and killed 200 inch white tail, like, you don't know what you got. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll never kill what? Four and days. He's, think, he's thinking that <laughs> yeah. in African terms, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, like a, yeah, if a South African came over here and shot 200 inch white tail, it's like, oh, yeah. Shit. Right. So uh, that was the afternoon. The next morning, we go where Jacob, where you went the first morning, and you didn't see a ton, but you killed an Impala. You've seen two animals, and the Impala is one. No. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. And so like we we get to so this was been no cuz I sat with Doug the next morning. Yeah. So then that day went by and so this would have been the third morning. So um next solo morning me and my PH Stewart. So we're sitting in this blind. He's like, "Oh yeah, this is where Jacob and Ashley sent the first day and he didn't see anything." So I'm like, "Oh fuck, we're in the gar hole." <laughs> that's what we call yeah, it. We call the gar hole. hole. Yeah. So I'm like, "All right, well we'll see we we'll see." <laughs> we saw Impala, monkeys, 
Diker. Your Diker came in. I'm like, should I smoke this motherfucker yeah. just to rub it in his face? I was like, I won't do it. I won't do it. Um, you should have. But I wanted to. A, a giant warthog came in. And warthog, what? Uh, like, I, I would shoot one if a good one came in. And this warthog came in, and Stuart's like, there's a pretty big warthog coming in. You want to shoot it? I'm like, yeah, I better shoot it. <laughs> so this is, a, this is my big bummer of the trip. This warthog comes in, have it on video. I put it right on it, squeeze off. I smoked this fucking warthog. I know it. It's on video. I feel I smoked it. This thing, right when I hit it, just fucking let, and I'm like, oh, yeah, dead right there. Like, that thing just screamed, you know? Mm -hmm. It runs out to 60 yards, just doing that whole whitetail stumble. Wobble. Yeah, the wobble. Me and Stuart are like, shit, we kind of even quit looking. Like, we got cocky, you know? We're like, that thing's going to die right there. Walked off. Uh, went on to a different property, which, by the way, there's different properties in Africa. The whole continent's not just government land. It's not how it works, just like in the States. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, went on to another property that we couldn't go on. Um, the trackers tracked it, blood the whole way, arrow shish kebab through the thing. Um, and the track, even the trackers are like, man, we can't believe it didn't die in the range. So they're going to try and get permission to go get that skull or whatever and sent to me it's a bummer we didn't recover it but mm-hmm. um but also it's like i feel like i did my job completely it's one of those things you watch the video everyone that sees it, it's like oh, it's just yeah. one of those freak moments almost like you're like i don't did. know what happened he just got to another property and he's it dead. Was, he's, well yeah we so, know what happened there these african animals are extremely tough they're tough yep. bastards and pigs are tough yep. and an african pig is extremely extraordinarily tough and so they're faster like, than you think the biggest oh, yeah. bummer about it is like this warthog's a giant for yeah. a warthog so it's like and i've you know looking at some of the other videos from you guys i'm like god damn mine was real big but we'll see you know it's the a most bummer. bizarre about those things where their tails how they're like they're drinking they're all floppy but then when they're on on alert they're like Soup. Straight up like an antenna on your car yeah. there's a little th- little whisker biscuit on the it's end very yeah. did they tell you why that is uh-uh that's for the piglets to follow Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. It's interesting. So I feel like I made a great shot on that one. Um, it's still kind of a mystery. A little bummed about Hopefully that. Hopefully they do find it, though. Shit happens. I think they will. I feel confident they will. Um, if they can get permission, permission to go over there, you know. Um, it's just like if a whitetail jumped the fence and the neighbors are like, you can't go over there because I don't like That's hunting. what it was. Yeah, That's what it is. That's why you live in Iowa. Yeah, because you can go, because you can pursue. And they had blood the whole time, which is even bigger. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing, that's but it's a something bummer. too, because they don't bleed. Yeah, nothing bleeds there. Yeah, so that's a bummer of it. This all. is me. So about after that, uh, we wait. 15 minutes later, another great warthog. I think actually the one you killed, Austin, came in. And then a diker came in at the same time. The warthog leaves. The diker's coming in. That's when I had that debate with... Um, Stuart, I'm like, oh, that's probably uh, Jacob Steiker, huh? <laughs> I was like, I should probably shoot that thing just to uh, rub it in his face. So, and then it was coming in. I was like, I'm not going to shoot it. Like, <laughs> Jacob really wants a diker. I don't really give a shit about him. Um, but I thought about little it. Donkey. They're little donkey. cool, though, aren't they? They're beautiful. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, so awesome. they're, kind of they're like mini white tail, mini white tail spikes. So yeah. Weird. And I, I was think like, it'd be so cool to have a shoulder mount one of those things. No, I'd, yeah, I'd get a full, full body mount. Yeah. Uh, fucking sure. hanging out. What's up? Yeah. I take him. I take him to work with me every day. So I, I had, I had that Jeez. debate with Stuart. I'm like, should I just shoot this thing? Because Jacob might not come back here, and you know, he, he's on a kudu pretty. At this point, you're on a kudu pretty hard. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how much he's going to care about this. And I was just like, ah, I'm not going to shoot it. Well, he got spooky anyway. And kind of ran off. I'm like, why the fuck did he get spooked? So we're sitting there. Maybe five minutes goes by. And I look through. And one of the horizontal windows, I look up through the window. Like When we're sitting on the back of the blind, we're at the darkest spot. 
I don't look up. There's this massive kudu bowl in the window, and I'm like, right here, there's a fucking big kudu bowl. And he's like, oh, shit. You know? And I'm like, I go to get up, and he's like, just fucking slow down, slow down. I'm like, okay. So I'm still sitting down watching this thing, and this kudu is death comp five alert. Not mm-hmm. having it. I just could just tell right away, there's no way I'm going to stand up, grab my bow, and draw on this thing. Like right. He is that wired. He's getting in the wind was swirling a little bit. So he's getting weird, getting weird. I'm like, all right, I make my move. He turns. I make my move a little bit more. He turns, make my move a little bit more. And then he just eventually turned around and walked off. And Stuart gets up in the window, looks. He's like, oh, there's two kudu bowls. It's like, they're both nice. But the one that was in was the nicer one. The, the big one came in first, which is kind of bizarre. Different, different. But he's like, they're leaving. Let's wait an hour, hour and a half. They got a drink. And he said, there's no other water. If, they, if they're going to drink, they're going to come back or they might just wait. So we're sitting there, I'm like, all right, that's cool. You know, well, we saw one, right? There's hope. Yeah. And it's like day three. So we're sitting there and I'm like, all right. So I sit, I put my bow back up. I'm chilling. And all of a sudden I like in the, on the right horizontal window, I see this like big figure come through and I'm kind of just like, you know, I'm hopeful that the kudu come back. Right. And I look up, I see this big figure and I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, Stuart, there's a giant sable right here. Well, I, to me, they're all giant. Right. And he's like, Whoo. he does like this, like, fucking, he pauses up a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, shit. So, and we had the camera set up. So he gets right up on the camera. And I'm like, hey, is, that a, is that a big one? Because it looks fucking, they all look big. Yep. I'm like, that thing looks massive to me. He's like, yeah, it's a good one. And I'm like, hey, man, I, I think I'm, this is way cooler than that fucking kudu. And I don't give a shit about killing anything else. <laughs> um, it's like, I think I'm going to shoot that. He's like, yeah, it's a shooter. You can shoot it if you want to shoot it. And this thing gets up to the water, and it's, like, kind of looking our way. And I'm like, Phew. you know, that kudu was just in, so I'm, like, super nervous it's going to spook. He's, like, looking, looking at the blind, looking at the blind. He gets down on his, like, uh, forearms. Four legs, yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, forearms. His, mm-hmm. his elbows. He's, like, I on his knees. I would call it his knee. Yeah. <laughs> I, call his his knee. <laughs> I think it's his knee. scientific <laughs> term. So he gets down on his knees, and he's, like, uh. He drinks water and he kind of looks up and then he's down drinking water. I'm like, fuck, he looks calm to me. If he like got relaxed enough to get on his knees, you know? Right. So I, I, I got to wonder if that kudu didn't see that sable and the diker didn't see the kudu and that made that whole weird. Never know. It was just the timing was strange. Right. Yeah. Like the, the diker to the kudu to the sable was a very weird timing. So I got to wonder if they were all kind of like looking at each because the kudu came directly or, or, or the diker came directly in front of us. The kudu came from behind me to the left, and then the sable came behind me from the right. Well, and that's so, how a lot of it was. Like if someone was coming in the right, and then like they got sketched, like why they get sketched, and you look to the left, like oh, oh yeah, there's Impala well, there. Or those yeah. animals. I just gotta wonder if they're all in the background, analyze. like flipping each other off, <laughs> yeah. like fuck you. I dare you to go to the water. I dare you. They're just but, dancing yeah. behind behind the blind where you can't yeah. see. Just you know, that, look at me. That's what I wonder. I don't. I don't know. But anyway, this sable gets down on us like his knees. And he's drinking water, and he's calm, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to shoot him. And I talk to Stuart, I'm like, all right, right on the shoulder. Like, just kind of trying to get Run that through confidence. Run through the process. Because you get to reprogram. So I draw back, and I just felt good. You know, and I'm like, all right, here we go. Right on the shoulder. Click. click squeeze through my release. So the arrow zip through him. Um, and I'm at first, I'm like, oh, I smoked him. He runs. I see him laying it down, laying it down. He goes 70 yards, and I see him out in the trees, and then he just, like, keels over, and I just see his legs Flopping. kicking in the air, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, 
there he is. He's done. He's like, dude. And Stewart kept calm. He's like, that's a fucking giant. He, you just shot a giant sable. He didn't tell you that before. No. He said, it's a good one. Right. You know, keep me calm. Yeah. I mean, how, imagine if he was like, it's a giant. Yeah. You know, fucking oh, giant. Oh, You'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah oh, just fucking shit. <laughs> Shit poo down your knee. Shit you pooed. Know? You know? Pee pee poo poo. And uh, so he's like, dude, that's a giant. Like, you just shot a fucking giant. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. It looked, they are going to look big to me. So anyway, uh, we get out immediately, crack a beer. We saw him go down. We walk up to him, and he's like, dude, he goes, this thing is big. He goes, it's bigger than I even thought. Like, huge. And uh, I'm like, what, really? Like, it's that big? I, to me, it's massive. You know, I'm picking this thing. I'm like, holy shit, it's big. Of course, it's like a 750-pound yeah. sable, um, fully mature. It's a horse. 45-inch um, sable, long, 45 inches. Um, Stewart's like, dude, you. this is a giant, like, huge. Um, Ten and a half-inch bases. Um, we greened him at almost 110 SCI, which is pushing that like 11th all-time archery which is like Stuart told me he's like, you could be all-time like you know like number five archery sables ever be in the in the in the in the talks at least in the talks sure. and i'm like what like that put huh? so i'm like all right what? after that, I'm like you gotta put this in perspective like what does this mean in whitetail terms so it's like i don't really know what that means right mm-hmm. you know it's like you can be like oh yeah you um just because we know whitetails yeah, you can't yeah. really put it in any other scale. It's like, oh, cool. This is big, but what is it? Where's whitetail people? He said it'd be like killing a 220 inch whitetail. So, yeah. The monsters. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, holy shit. Okay. Very cool. Um, yeah. So stoked. And then. Uh, yeah, you, had a, you had a good uh, two day run right there. Yeah. It's like kill the SCI gold water buck, SCI gold sable. And then it was uh, real quick just to kind of wrap my, my adventure up. There was, uh, I had Gim's buck on my list, which is like a fascinating animal to me, like the coloring and all that. So I'd only seen them that one day, and we seen them from the truck, you know, yeah. on, on the way in and out of the blind. You see a bunch, you're like, man, they're, they're neat, you know. Um, anyway, we go in, uh, second to last day, uh, pinpointing um, a Gim's buck, and we're sitting there, and we see kudu cows, all sorts of shit. And I look through the brush. I see white and black moving. I'm like, oh, zebra. Zebra's coming in, which I would have shot a zebra probably. And I'm like, oh, wait, never mind. No, it's a gims buck. It's a, it's a single lone gims buck, which is very weird. It's like we went in to hunt the gims buck. That was our game plan. And then there's one. One shows up. Yeah. Comes through the bush, and I'm like, Stuart, please tell me that's a shooter. Because it's an old old cow and he goes it's it's a pretty good one he goes her cape is beat up bad he goes but she's big and she's old like a pro like she's in rough shape so i'm like oh well that's perfect right like this is a shooter he's like yeah definitely we're gonna shoot this one so she comes in 30 i think i shot her like 28 yards or something like that put it on her shoulder let it go she runs off. I right away and hit the arrow. I'm like, oh, I smoked her. You can hear her <laughs> laying it all down. And uh I actually had to go up and put another arrow in her when we found her. That's how tough these animals are. Really? And Stuart walked up, he's like, That's a fucking heart shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you had to put another arrow in it. Yeah, I put another arrow in it. Um, which by the way, apparently Gim's buck, if it could have got it didn't get up, it couldn't it, it wouldn't get up. But if it could have got up, like they'll run your ass down. Oh, they're Probably. very aggressive. Yeah, we had run runs with them in New Mexico. That's what you're saying. Yeah, 
Yeah, they're wild. Like we're we're out there training, and we'd see them out there fucking running around like our firing points and whatnot. And we had one in charge of our Humvee. Like they're they're fucking they're angry. Yeah. <laughs> they're so angry. Um, I didn't really know that too much to the point. It's like I I wasn't learned yards. after the fact. Well, when I I put the second arrow in it, it was twenty yards. Yeah. And Stewart looked at the the intro. He's like, dude, your heart. I don't understand. Yeah. If you didn't heart shoot it, probably could have been probably could have been a bad day. I don't know. I don't under, really understand it. We gave it an hour, and the trackers walked up, and it was better underneath the tree. But I Those don't, animals I don't, are geez. just wired a little different down there. Yeah. Oh, they're there. a lot more resilient than but a white tail. for uh, Ginsbuck, too. Like, even if they are dead, you step on their ant, uh, the horn. That's what Stuart did. Yeah. Yep. Step on the horn to make sure, because if they lift like that awesome. up, it's coming in you. That horn coming in you. is like... <laughs> Well, <laughs> pretty hard too. Yeah. Not like Doug. Woo! Yeah. That horn is it's, like it's dumping. It's dumping. It's like it's a sword. Yeah. Oh yeah! And when it's you feel it, you're like, how do they not yeah. break these off? Dude, they're so sharp. Feeling yours is like holy shit. If you took one to the neck, you're done. Run the jugular. Yeah, right. You're done. Yeah. Well, Ruhan was telling a story about his buddy. He got fucking shanked by one and oh, almost yeah. killed him. Killed? No, it did kill him. No, it didn't kill him. Oh, I thought it did kill. No, him. it almost did it. it Poked a hole in the bottom of his heart, but didn't kill him. He actually yeah, he had recovering. like um, it was like a breeder one for an auction, and they had like the steel shield, and I guess it turned on him and it went under the shield and then lifted up, so it like went from his stomach to his rib cage, like Ooh. oh, just tore him open. They're needles, yeah. man. I would never fuck yeah, fucking no, wild, I, dude. That's no, my that's my African adventure right there, man. Dude, you show. had a hell of a trip. Hell yeah, of a trip. yeah. Hey, great job. Congrats, Congrats buddy. Bro. Thanks, guys. Uh, Good time. We got Jacob up next. Well, well, real quick. Roll the claps. Real quick oh, before. Oh. Uh, okay. Before, since we all got our three stories out the last day we were there, we got to go see the tree. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we kind of got done hunting. We, we what kind of tree was that, Eric? A baobab. 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 Baobab tree. Yeah. And it was the third largest one in South Africa. I think so, yeah. Third largest one, over 3,000 years old. Over 3,000 years old. No, it is. So wise. So wise. I just want to tell a quick little story. I touched it. Because all three of us were there. I touched it, and I feel more powerful. Yeah. And we have a great picture of Doug against the tree. Got a dick built in. Well, if we're talking about About trees. actual size, too, to me. So it's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> well, we had, if we're talking about trees, we had that one <laughs> baobab tree in our camp. Yep. That was pretty right cool. That one's porch. like that one was like. Did you guys say, see like, the two thousand uh, years old? Did you guys see the photo? It wasn't as big I as like fifteen hundred or something. I don't know. No, it was old as fuck. He said because then Doug pulled the branch off and it was bad luck. No, I didn't. You did. Broke it. You broke it. That branch was there for fifteen hundred years and you broke. No, it. No, you broke it. <laughs> you broke it off. You I slapped it. And then you threw it, it you on Stewart. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm trying to find. I got to it for good luck. <laughs> I don't know how many people said they seen the picture but didn't see us standing in front of it. Oh, that's they how big they, that they didn't zoom in. It's a big tree. Idiots. Remarkably smooth, like the bark. <laughs> don't say that. Oh God. Very hard. So hard and smooth. <laughs> it's about actual size. Yeah, there it is. Why does your face look all weird? That picture's inappropriate. My elbow. Oh yeah. Oh it is. <laughs> oh that's a that's a that's a wiener. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's a wiener. Yeah, it's a big old shaft. Wow. Took some blue with the head and everything. Took some blue chew. Nice job, Doug. 
That's a that's a commercial for Blue Chew right there. It's a veiny bastard. It's a veiny bastard. <laughs> Inappropriate. Insubordinate. Oh, yeah. Insubordinate. <laughs> All right, Jacob. What tell us about your African journey? <clears throat> All right. Um. Um. So, day one. Dave the Impala for everyone. It seems like uh, so. We we got in there, got in, got in our blind, and it was we were all very jet lagged. Obviously, and we we're sitting there and we we're waiting and waiting and waiting. We didn't see shit. We didn't see shit until about noon. I think it's like actually one o'clock. It's closer to one o'clock, and we we're kind of sitting there like we're kind of starting to get ready for lunch. Like this fucking sucks. Fuck no, no, I'm just joking. It didn't suck. It's awesome being out there. Hate like, Africa. Fuck Africa. No, but we were sitting out there. It's like home. really expected to see more animals. And um, we're sitting there waiting, like, wow, man, this is actually pretty tough. And then finally, uh, yeah, a lone ram impala came in. And he was on the water hole, and I was uh, I was lightly dozing. And I felt like a tap on my leg. I'm like, get And he's like, he pointed out, out there, and he, you know, I mouthed impala. And I, look, I looked out, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, fucking. I was starting to grab for my bow. And I looked at him, like, is he a shooter? And he's like, he just nodded to me, the guy's a shooter. So I'm like, okay. So I grab my bow. I get ready and I I stand up and I'm still kind of sleepy. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like you're not bit, quite awake. I'm yet. not quite awake. Yet. I'm like sitting there. I'm like, okay, fuck. Like here we go. And I didn't have quite enough time to get nervous, so I I just pulled back. I peeked out and I saw that it was an Impala Ram sitting there drinking drinking water. So I kind of went back and because in those blinds, you know, you're talking about the small windows. So I pulled back. I got to full draw when I was behind cover. And then I just walked out and walked in, and I was settling in, settling in on him. And uh, as I was walking him up, I was, I got on where I wanted to shoot him. And I, in my head, I was like, well, I haven't even seen his horns yet. I kind of wanted to see how big he is. So I looked, I'm like, oh, God. Like, Why'd I do that? Dude, dude, Why'd like, I do that? so stupid. I should have just shot him. And like, like, <laughs> and like yep. and I squeeze it off, and I, yeah, I, I don't know, I, I, I hit him pretty good. He's perfectly broadside. I hit him. Yeah, right where I was aiming at, I was a little bit higher than heart. I I ended up double lugging him and hitting right right over the top of his heart. But um, I was uh, he, after I shot, he jumped like twenty feet in the air. In yeah, the, in, in the arrow, yeah, and the arrow shot out of him. I'm like fuck, like the whole arrow fell out of him. I'm like fuck, that sucks. And then he ran off, and I saw him run. And I, right when I saw him run, I was like, shit, I got to get on him. So I grabbed my binos, I pulled him up. I was watching him run. Then he just stopped at like uh, maybe a hundred yards away. He just stopped right before he got in the bush and he's just sitting there standing. I'm like, okay, cool. He's going to go down. And then we sat there and watched him for like five minutes. Just stand there in one spot. I'm like, fuck, man. I, I kept saying, I'm like, go down. Just go down. Just go down. We're sitting there Forward. watching him, watch him, watch him. Then he went to take a step and he stumbled. I'm like, all right, there he goes. And he still stood there. I'm like, fuck, man. He's not going down at all. <laughs> he's just going to take it. And then he ended up falling over. I'm like, oh, nice. So you got to watch him, watch him fall over and Sick. and and expire. And I was like, okay, cool. That's that's neat. Like they're very very tough animals. Mm-hmm. Like we've all said millions of times. But um, they were sitting there. And I was like, well, we don't really need to wait for the trackers. So we ended up walking out, and I grabbed my arrow, and um, I was also that first one. I I did bring a couple of mechanicals with me just to see. I wanted to tr- see what did on on a impala because it was the smaller ones and i brought fixed blades for the bigger the bigger animals 
and uh, I picked up the arrow, and he didn't get very didn't get very good penetration. But I was like, okay, well, he's dead, so it did its job. It's fine. And we walked up on him, and yeah, there there was an Impala. And it was pretty cool. It was, and I when I was sitting there thinking, I was like, oh fuck, like this is probably Jesus. But <laughs> I was thinking, I'm like, okay, I'm, this is actually pretty tough hunting. Like, I probably was the first one to kill. It turns out I was the very last one. Everyone's like, sitting back drinking beer, like laughing, like you know, like oh, you you only saw Impala? one animal, <laughs> like oh shit, like this is everyone else killed an Impala. Time. This is pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, then the trackers ended up coming to pick up the Impala, and we got in taking our pictures and stuff. And when we got to the truck, I saw there's another Impala in there. I'm like, oh yeah, we definitely weren't the first ones. It's, it ended up being Kurt's Impala, so we yeah. threw ours in with it and took it back to the skin shack and. Um, yeah, and then that was the first day, and then we went back out for the second day and uh saw a diker and I took a shot at him because I was like, second animal in Africa, I need to shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> Add to the list. That little wild, wild bastard, yeah. That little wiry bastard, he came in and he is at you know, at, at yeah. You miss. Yeah, there it is. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but I, for, he, I forgot to tell my miss, too. Oh, yeah. Mm. But this little dagger comes in. He's at 20 yards. And he's really, really wiry. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, and my PH, Chris, was like, he's like, oh, yeah, he's a he's a, he's a a proper ram diker. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to shoot him then because it's the only the second animal. And this is all I'm going to get. I want to <laughs> get something else. Than I want to go home with two. You no, know, I want to go home with something else. So I I pull back and he starts skitting around and he, he starts walking away and like doing weird shit and he starts walking away and my pH is like like making little noises trying to get him to stop and stuff and then he finally ended up he ended up stopping but he's like he's probably at like twenty five twenty six ish yards now and I my pin was set to twenty so I just aimed a little high and squeezed it off and sailed it right over his back. They're a small animal. Son you got to be pretty be, much right on there. Yeah, but, you got to be right on. Yeah. You got to be right on. So I tried Kentucky winded, tried to uh, do the old Kentucky windage, and it didn't work. But <laughs> Poor Kentucky, man. Kentucky gets all the bad raps yeah. when it comes to that. Weird story about little donkeys yeah. is, I guess, uh, if you make a bad shot, they'll, they cry like little yeah. babies. Like a like, wailing baby. Yeah, you hear a yeah. wailing baby. They say Sable the cry, too. Yeah, but they don't wail, but they cry. Yeah, if you get up, yeah, to them, they say if you get up to them quick enough, they're and I'm, they're tearing up. Yeah, I'll get to that later. How weird. Yeah, Oof. Oh, yeah but uh, but uh, yeah, that diker gave me the old what fur and ran off. Then I what fur? Yeah, yeah, he fucking flipped me off and took off. I'm like you son of a bitch. And we <laughs> we did see a warthog sow that evening as well. So day one, kill Impala, but pretty uneventful. And uh, went back. Did our thing, and then day two came. We went to a different blind, and this blind, I can't remember if anyone killed out of that blind or not. I think, I think it was, I think you might have, might have been the spot. You killed your Impala. I killed my water buck, my Impala, and my Gims buck out of that blind. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, the blind you didn't like. Okay, it wasn't that blind. That's, that's why I that's thought blind, you, were, blind, you shot him at the gar hole. First day. Huh? You shot him at the gar hole. Well, I shot my sable where you went the fur where you shot your Impala. Okay, yeah. And so I, yeah, and then I shot my. Um, I like that spot. That's why you shot your water buck. I like I shot that my spot. Water buck, my Gimbal pond, and my Impala. There. The That's where pond? the pond yeah. was. Yeah, okay. the, op, the other pond. Man, there's so many fucking blinds. I know. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. There's so many blinds. I Anyways, can't keep track the gecko. Yeah, I went to this new blind, 
day two. And then we started seeing shit. We saw a million Impala. And that's when we we realized like they're a dime a dozen in Africa. Like yeah. there's a lot of Impala out there. Yeah. It's a very target rich environment if you're Impala looking to shoot Impala, higher. you know. And uh we saw a million Impala, we saw a bunch of warthog, a bunch of other shit. We saw a bunch of kudu came in, like some kudu cows came in and then when the kudu cows were in, there's like a million Impala out there and then the cows the kudu cows came in, they're doing their thing. And then in the brush we saw a kudu, a really nice kudu bull but he just was in the brush still. And he's just kind of walking back and forth, like waiting to come in. And the wind is really swirly there. And just in the blink of an eye, it just kind of blew up and they all fucking were just got gone. Oh really? Like the wind swirled and they were all gone. The kudu took off. The Impala blew up and took off everywhere. Like, fuck that sucks. And then, um, towards the afternoon, the wind kind of started calming down and some more animals started coming back into the, into the watering hole. They're starting to trickle back in. And we're sitting there waiting, and then my PH Chris, he is looking out the the door because like in the when the door that you walk into the blinds, there's like a little crack, yeah. and he thought he heard something. He looked through the crack. He's like, he's like, oh, there's a nice Niala coming in, like right there. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, okay. And he comes in the watering hole. I I still didn't see the Niala. I was he said nice Niala, so I grabbed my bow. Because I'm like, well. Another nice, like, this is only the third right. animal I'm going to shoot, probably, like, oh. or shoot at. But I was like, I grabbed my bow and I was getting ready. And I looked at him again. I'm like, is he a shooter? And he's like, yeah. Oh, let me back up real quick. So on our way to the blind, we saw two Niala on the side of the road. And we ended up jumping out. And he's my PH is like, you want to go like put a stalk on him? I'm like, yeah, let's go. And there's two very nice Nialas sitting out there. We ended up stalking in on him a little bit and trying to get on him, but then they, took off and did their thing. Then we jumped back in the truck and went to the blind. Fast forward back to this. So then Aniala comes in to the water hole. I grab my bow and I'm getting ready. I look at him again. I'm like, is he a, is he a shooter? And he's like, yeah, he's, he's a shooter. I'm like, okay, cool. So I poke my head out and I see him. I'm like, oh yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know Aniala, but I was like, that's, he looks really cool to me. <laughs> and Niala are so really, really, really cool looking. Like they have really cool colorations and everything else. And their horns are part of the spiral family too. Which I really, really dig the spiral horns. Oh, yeah, you know, spiral they're, they're neat. Fun fact: I apparently didn't want anything to do with spiral horns while I was there. <laughs> no, they kill the exact opposite. Yeah, kill the straight ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for the long curl, in right. straight up. Yep. But yeah, so he is sitting out there drinking water, and he did the same thing. He had his elbows down and drinking water, and so I pulled back, and I when I'm when I was hunting at like these African animals, I just started low and I traced their leg up because all their vitals sat like right behind their mm-hmm. front legs. It seemed like, right? Like very, very far forward. So I just traced, traced the leg up and right when I got to the top of his leg and like the bottom of his chest, I guess I was like, okay, well if he jumps or something else, I'm going to aim a little bit lower just in case. And I squeezed it off and he didn't move and just fucking, and he actually, when it hit him, he did jump. He jolted back, and he actually broke my arrow in half as it was shooting through him. So the the back half broke off and went sailing through the air, and then the front three-quarters of the arrow shot all the way through him and mm-hmm. ended up like 10, 15 yards past him. Completely blew, blew through him. Same thing I did with the Impala. I'm like, oh, fuck. I, okay, shot him. Now I put the bow down and grab my – I went to grab my binos and watch him. And he ran off, and I didn't even really need my binos. He ran off, and he hit this little patch of cover, and he did like a 
like three circles around it and he's just like just coughing the whole time just running in circles kind of around him then he stopped then he just fell over and started kicking and done so that's awesome yeah another animal i didn't have to use a tracker for and that was pretty awesome like holy shit this is this is awesome. Like, like wrapping her up. I'm going to be fucking done in no time. This is great. <laughs> That's so, why I got a bunch of shit because every NY shot, we had to bring the tracker in and track him for eight miles. And my wife's like, God, the tracker hates yeah, us. Let me call but, that. Yeah. But also in your defense, Stuart, just be like, oh, yeah, you, like you smoked that, but let's just wait for the tracker. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like every time, well, yeah, it's a good shot. We'll just wait for the tracker. Yeah. 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 And I don't know. We watched him go down and stop moving. So I'm like, well, didn't need the tracker again. So we... We walked out and we were, I went, I wanted to go look at my arrow. I was, I like looking at it and see what it does, you know. And I grabbed it and I was like, yeah, oh, he's dead. And it's a good hit. So kept walking. There was a lot of blood. Like there's blood on the watering hole. There's blood all the way out to where he was at. And then where he was doing those circles, he was just coughing up blood the entire time and just sprayed blood everywhere. Like really? it, was, it was a mess. All that blood. It was a mess. And he, he died pretty quick. And, uh, Walked up on him. I was looking at him, and I had never like you know seen him before. Obviously, so I'm in, in awe. Like these are really, really cool. And I was like, Neolas are kind of a little bit hairier. Like they kind of have some longer hair, and their colorations are just really fucking neat. Yeah, uh, kind of like I saw one close. They're kind of kudu ish. Like they yeah. have that yeah. dark gray color, and then they got the white stripes that go down through them. Yep, yep. Kudu ish. Yeah, they're very kudu ish, and they have like little white dots in their butts, like on their hinds, their hindquarters. Which are really cool too. Like I don't know, just everything about them was really neat, and they kind of like you and your water buck. They quickly became like one of my favorite animals. Like they're really, yeah. really, really neat. Yeah. So got him taken care of. Took him back um, to the skin and shack, and I was like, okay, well, day two. That's pretty fucking badass. Yeah. And I saw more animals. That was pretty neat. And then I was like, well, and I'm on the kudu, and then. Um, the next five days of kudu hunting was <laughs> you, commit, you committed hard, dude. I committed you hard. Did. I went hard because I like that. I I wanted a kudu real bad. Kind of like Doug, like that was my my goal going to Africa. I'm like that was number one on my hit list is a kudu. So I'm gonna hunt kudu. Like we have plenty of time. Like you know, only two days in the books. We have plenty of time to hunt kudu. So we. Heard of some kudu at the at the skinning shack, actually. There's a watering hole at the skinning shack, and we heard that there was a couple nice bulls hanging around that area. So they, um, Stuart, um, I think on day one, he went out there, and he set up, they threw up a pop-up blind out there. And it wasn't like a pop-up blind, like, in America. Like, they put together a really nice, like, blind. It was a nice right? really, really nice brush-in blind. And, like, uh, no roof to it or nothing? Well, there's a roof. Like, they, they used... Now they use some like hosing shit and then they put a bunch of brush like that really like that thorny brush shit all over it. But they left a nice little shoot one, one nice vertical shooting window out of it. And we're sitting there and we had, we had these chairs and Stuart was nice enough to be like, Oh crap, here's some cushions for these plastic chairs. that are going to be sitting on like, Oh, nice. So we put them on oh, and nice. we're sitting there and waiting. And he did, he did warn us. He's like, you're not going to see shit besides the kudu. I'm like, well, if they come in, if they come in, He's like, you're not going to see anything. Like, nothing else really comes to this watering hole besides those kudu. So we knew what we were getting ourselves into. And, uh, yeah, we fucking sat there and waited. We didn't see shit. We didn't see shit all morning. Went back for lunch. Kind of thought about our, our lives for a minute. We're like, should we go back? We're like, yeah, we got to go back. So we went back for the evening. 
We didn't see shit. Didn't see a fucking thing besides guineas. Guinea fowl. And when we're talking next place. to the skinning shack building, it was probably what? 40 yards from, it's the, right from the building. Dude, we're looking at the tractors, they, the road graders they have right there, or right next to us. Like, we could hear them talking. We could hear everyone talking. We're like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> like, we're not going <laughs> to see shit. This is so dumb. Feels dumb. You know, yeah, this feels yeah. dumb. It, feel, it felt like an urban hunt. I got an urban on an urban hunt, but it's like, felt like I was just in the wrong place. And then uh, evening is starting to come, and it's like 30 minutes before dark, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the f- these kudu just materialize on the watering hole. We're like, holy shit, there they are. And uh, we're sitting there, you know, watching them, and I get my bow, and I'm getting ready to draw back, and I might get the full draw, and they're not, they're not, they're not spooking yet. I'm like, cool, but he started, the big bull started walking away off, off the watering hole, and he was nibbling out of the tree a little bit. And as he's nibbling on a tree, he's perfectly broadside. I'm like, fuck yeah. So I, I'm at full draw. He's perfectly broadside at 22 yards. And I'm like, but I just need to lean back just a little bit just to get a shot at his vitals. And I fucking go back to lean back and my chair squeaks and they just mm. bolt. They just bolt. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I let down. I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. He's like, hey, they might come back. I'm like, those motherfuckers aren't coming back. They're not coming back, dude. They're gone. The squeaky dude. chair bandit. Yeah. yeah, and I got so pissed. I'm like, okay, well, we got to come back tomorrow. Yeah, you can't not. <laughs> so we went back the next day. Um, long story short, the exact same thing happened. We sat there all fucking day. Didn't see anything besides guinea, guinea fowl. And I think we ended up seeing a warthog also. And that was it. And then... Yeah, last 30 minutes of light, they fucking came back. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, here we go. I'm getting all nervous. I'm watching these two kudu bull come in. The, the one, the big one, is he was big. He was really big. He was a really, really nice kudu. So I'm sitting there waiting. This time, the smaller one came in first, and he's drinking. The big one's in the back waiting. And I'm sitting there waiting and watching and waiting. I'm trying to calm down and get my nerves under control before the big one comes in. I get my shot, my redemption shot. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I'm going to fucking sink it, dude. This is going to be awesome. Then the small one works off and he circles around. He comes in at like five yards and he's just sitting there right in front of our fucking five yards. Yeah, probably five, maybe eight, Jeez. five to eight yards. No shit. Sitting there looking this fucking salt lick right in front of us. And I'm like, shit. I'm like, I'm going to have to shoot like through this dude's horns to shoot this bigger <laughs> one because he's right in front of our blind. And I'm sitting there and w- I'm waiting. And the big one comes in and he's has his head down drinking. And then he brings his head up and he turns to walk away. I'm like, or and he turns broadside to start walking. And I think he's going to go back to that tree. I'm like, fuck it. I got to, I got to draw and get this off. So I draw back and then the, the smaller one picks his head up. And is looking at me. I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, I don't even care. I get on that. I get on the bigger one. And I'm on him. I'm trying to get his vitals. And then he, fu- all I see is ass. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So I'm like sitting there at full draw. I see his ass and he's walking away from me. I'm like, I'm like, fuck it. The small one's going down. So I swing over and he's just staring at me at the, the littler ones just staring at me. They're both shooters. Yeah. And the littler ones staring at me. I'm like, okay. I'm like sitting there at full draw. I have it on him. He's quartering two. He's, he's quartering two really hard, so I didn't have a good shot. And uh, then he puts his head back down to lick the salt. And then for some reason, he just 
picks it back up and takes off running. And then there they go again. Out of my life. <sighs> out of my life. <laughs> out of my life. So, I, and I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I wish I could remember all the days. I think that was day four, but I don't really know. I started losing my fucking mind in there a little bit. So, <laughs> right. so, so many hours of sitting so there not hours. seeing anything. And everyone else is like, we saw a giraffe. We saw a fucking zebra. We saw this. We saw, saw that. We're shooting. Impala. Yeah, we, we're shooting this. We're shooting that. I'm like, I fucking suck. <laughs> this is terrible. I you know what myself. I've seen? Nothing. So Fuck Africa. Yeah, this place sucks. No. But like the like Stuart and the PHs, they did everything right. Like they put me on these kudu twice. I got pulled back to full draw twice on these fucking things. I'm like, this is, and they did everything you, they needed to do. You knew what you're going into. Cause I said, I knew. you ain't yeah. going to say shit yeah. unless these, these kudu come. Mm-hmm. They did everything they, they needed to do. I just, they're skittish and they're really, really hard to hunt with, a, especially with the bow. Yeah. And, uh, so then obviously day five rolls around and it's like, we gotta go back. <laughs> as much as you don't want to kill you. Ashley's like, God yeah. damn it. Ashley's Ashley like, please no. Furious. She's like, I just want to see a giraffe <laughs> <laughs> from the blind. Any animal, actually. I want to see something. <laughs> and she's 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 a trooper. She didn't bitch at all. She didn't bitch a lot. Um, <laughs> you know. So we 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 went. She didn't to, bitch a lot. Yeah. She was not happy though. She's like, "Fuck, okay, here we go." I, I know what I got myself into. We're hunting kudu now, so we sit there on day five. Didn't see shit. <laughs> yeah, that was, I remember that day when you came in. Like, what'd you yeah. like? We're all talking about you. Like, I didn't see a fucking didn't see thing. A fucking thing. We saw some getting. We did see some uh, niala um, cows come in. They were fucking around and stuff, but it's like, gosh dang. And those kudu never showed back up. You were committed, man. Committed to the craft. Yeah, yeah you were. Yep. And I and I told myself and like I me personally, it's like I'm not afraid to shoot shit with the guns. Like I, I love guns. I'm a gun guy. I've been a gun guy since I was a kid. It's like I fucking I love it, but I'm like, I came here to bow hunt, I'm gonna bow hunt. Right. And I fuck man. Like I could have shot those kudu with a gun for sure. I mean, obviously, but it's just like I, You could have cheated on the kudu for sure. Yeah. I, and I wanted to, but then I was like, yeah, like you know what? But they came in. I'm like, Doug. I can do this with a, I can do this with a bow. I can do yeah. this. Day six rolls around. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah, day five rolls around, didn't see shit. And then, um, day six rolls around and we just, I think it was day six. Fuck. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. I remember you and me, you and me had the talk. Like, yeah, we ended up going back. We sat there for, we sat there the, basically the rest of the time waiting for those kudu to come back and they never did. And, uh, then here we are last day final day day seven of the hunt and it's like Stuart has a different blind setup for set up for kudu same kind of thing he's like you're not going to see much but you'll see there are some kudu coming in there what they're doing is they're coming in early though so you should have a you should see him by like nine in the morning i'm like okay that sounds great i love that (laughs) yeah that sounds great that sounds better than five (laughs) let's go in there so we sit in another pop-up blind we're sitting there waiting and you know, nine o'clock rolls around and I'm like, okay, he's not here. It can happen any second though. They can materialize out of nowhere and any second they're going to pop up and then 10 o'clock rolls around, 11 o'clock rolls around, noon rolls around, didn't see shit. Besides we saw an, a really nice Impala that day though. And I was about to fucking wax his ass cause I was getting pissed, <laughs> but I was like, I was like, no, the kudu could be right around the corner. So I'm you not going to wax this know, yeah. monstrous Impala that's standing there in front of us. So I'm sitting there, we're waiting, and Ashley had a pee since 9.30. We're like, hold it. 
you got to hold it. <laughs> it could be right around the corner. <laughs> yeah. And they never you just never know. Yeah, you don't you never do know. They never show up. So the more the whole first day basically until because we didn't leave there until two because that's when we do lunch and we decided to leave and pack up and call for a ride. And we're like, hey, last evening of the of the entire hunt and we're it's gotten down to the wire where it's like, okay, now we're on to the last evening. I'm like, I want to shoot something nice. Like, like we're we're getting up I'm, the next morning super early to leave. Yeah, all you guys are done besides me and Austin. Me and Austin are the only ones out there hunting now. And I'm like, fuck, man. I just, and we got back and we did a real, real hard heart to heart. And Stuart Camp is like, I'm sorry. Like, you got to apologize. I'm like, dude, you did your job. Like, you guys did your job. Right. It's just that's hunting. You know, we're yeah, out yeah. here. And people have this. Some people have this misconception of Africa where these animals are just going to stand there mm. and let you shoot them. Like they're not. They're, they're not wild pets. animals. Yeah, they're not pets. They're yeah. wild animals. And they're not going to just going to stand there and let you shoot them. So that's that's part of hunting where it's like, okay. It didn't work out. So last evening, I'm like, I'll, I'm game for anything that's nice. Like, everything's on the table now. I don't care. First and, thing that comes in nice. Yeah, first thing that comes in that's nice, I'm going to fucking send it, and we're going to be good. And uh, they we're talking, and they're like, you know, where do you want to go? Do you want to go back to the kudu hole, or do you want to wait for them, or what? I'm like, I just want to see animals. I want to shoot something else. I, I don't care. Like <laughs> if the kudu comes in, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And at this time, too, I did put the exclaimer, disclaimer out there. I'm like, I'll shoot him with anything. I'll shoot him with a bow. I'll shoot him with a gun. Like, I I came here to hunt, and I want to hunt. I want to hunt something, you know? Yeah. So we decided to go to a different blind that everyone else has had really good luck at. And um, is uh, yeah, everyone else has seen a lot of animals. So we went back there as Blind eight. I can't remember which. If that's the I, one I shot my sable at, is the one you shot your sable yeah. at. Yep, that's where I shot my your wildebeest. Wildebeest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So we decided to go to that blind because everyone else has seen a lot of animals there. So we're driving on our way out there. Ben, the one of the trackers, he's driving us, and he has an eagle eye, and he looked over, and he's he's stopped the truck, and he's like kudu bull out there at the at the draft hole. And, you know, and then I didn't see him, but Chris saw him and he's like, you want to go after him? I'm like, yeah, let's go. So I grabbed the gun and we decided to put a, a little walking stock on him and we go get out there and they evaded us. The kudu bulls evaded us out there, but we saw some really nice eland out there. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'll take an eland too. I don't care. I'll shoot something. But, um, Chris is, Chris, Chris is left. Anything's on the menu. Yeah. I'm like fucking let's go, dude. <laughs> I'll shoot an eland. I don't care. But. Chris is left-handed, so he's got a left-handed action rifle, and it's a 270. He's like, a 270 is kind of small for an Eland. Eland are huge. And he's like, you're going to have to make a really good shot on this Eland. And I'm like, okay. And I pull up on him. I just didn't have a good shot. And they ended up working through the, the through the bush and didn't get a shot on him. So we back out, get back in the truck, continue on to fucking blind date. And as we're driving up there... Um, I get stung on the nipple by a wasp. <laughs> I forgot about this. I didn't, I didn't yeah. not even hear about this. Oh, really? Just oh, one didn't? final fuck you from Africa. <laughs> yeah. That's what it felt like. My my mood my mood is 
is quickly deteriorating and I'm <laughs> driving out this hole and I'm like we've got like an hour like two hours left of hunting in Africa before we have to leave and then fucking out of nowhere I'm like oh fuck I'm like oh shit fuck my <laughs> nipple <laughs> my nipple and I grab like this wasp and I throw it off my boob and the uh, nipple wasp are starting yeah, to come out I'm of the sitting, woodwork my man yeah. titty and I'm sitting there I'm like going fuck ouch he's crying <laughs> my, my pride is broken my nipple hurts <laughs> it's not fair I hey, I've seen it. He, sh- he showed me his nipple I've never seen it yeah. to Africa yeah I'm like this sucks this is terrible and I'm sitting there I'm like fucking just being pissed and uh <laughs> and we finally we get to the we get to the blind I'm sitting there I'm like rub my boob and then I I don't even really look up, but Chris is, but Chris is like, Chris is like, there's a really nice sable on the water. And I'm like, fuck, are you kidding me? I look up, I'm like, looks pretty cool, Chris. I'm like, fuck. He's like, he's like, you want to, you want to go after him? Like, I don't even have my release on my bow. I don't have anything like ready. I'm like fumbling with my release. My nipple hurts. My nipple hurts. I'm already pissed. I'm like, I don't know what to do right now. I'm fumbling around with shit. And he's like, he's like, just do you want to, do you want to go after him with cuz he's already walking off now we obviously spook him with the truck and he's starting to walk off but sables are sable and they don't give a fuck dude they, they look at you and they're like whatever dude purple not, rain I'm well, a prince yeah. they're not they're not like kudu like no. they they'll stand there and watch you yeah yeah they just look at you like you ain't going to do shit like you're not going to do anything whatever and they I'm just, the prince. They, just, they just walk around with a big middle finger at you right and I'm sitting there I'm like I'm like I don't, I don't I don't know what to do. And he's like, do you want to go after him with a gun? Because he's already walking off. Like, we need to get on him now. Or you need to make a decision. we need to either do this now or get, get in the blind. blind. And I'm like, fuck it, let's go. So I throw my release in the truck. and like, yeah, I grab his gun. And we start walking. And we start stalking in on him. And we can just we, we can just catch glimpses of him through the bush. Like, kind of walking through, walking through. And we stop. And we look. And we're glass. And we're walking, stalking on him. And it was honestly a lot of fun like is the most fun i had that entire trip was walking on him and stalking him and i'm like this is fucking awesome dude yeah. like this is gonna be this is gonna be the shit like this is gonna be great and we kept miss like missing small little windows of opportunities to shoot him and then finally we get up to the spot and he's we see him kind of walking through and then he just stops and he's perfectly broadside and his, I, I can't see his horns but all I can see is his vitals, and I know he's a shooter. So I, Chris is Chris is down. He's like he's like okay, there's your shot. I'm like all right. So I shouldered his gun, and I put it on him, and I fucking squeeze it off and just drop him right in his tracks. And it's a left handed action. So I, after I shot, I was like fuck. I'm like okay, <laughs> I'm like get back on him. And I'm like well, he's down. I'm like sick. That's that's it. We're 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 done yeah. now. And then all the emotions kind of hit at once. I'm like holy shit. Like this is crazy. Like. I shot a fucking sable. Like this is awesome. Look at Ashley. Oh, before we went, out, went after the sable too, because they're a little bit pricier, money yeah. wise. <laughs> I remember like after he was on the watering hole, and I was trying to make a decision to shoot him. I looked at Ashley. And I was like, "Huh?" Like uh-huh. I'm like, "Should yeah. I? What are you should, should, is this a thing?" And Ashley's like holding her phone up, recording. She's like, "Huh?" <laughs> and she did that. She, she didn't say no. So I'm like, "Okay, let's go." Jacob's like. <laughs> We've had we haven't seen shit the last couple of days. My nipple hurts. Yep. Like I'm shooting the sable. Yeah. Hell, Ashley's probably ready to see something die too by that point. Yeah, she was stoked. After that happened, after we shot, and she got some awesome footage of she the did shot. Really well. Yeah, she she's a uh, she's a trooper. I got the TV the show. Well. Yeah, she did a very, very, very surprisingly good job. Like she, when she puts her mind to something, she's 
she can she, she does really good at things oh yeah you know she's for sure it was awesome but she got some really good footage and she was super stoked we we're all super stoked and yeah and then i shot a really really nice and nice nice sable like he ended up if you guys care about scoring like he ended up getting silver and sci score for rifle he would have been gold if i shot him with a bow but i shot him with a gun so he's silver silver you and doug are silver buddies yeah you guys are just nubbing each other is mine silver no yours was not silver what do you mean with a bow you suck nerd <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm making that up. I don't know. I don't know the source for Kudu. Sable nerd? That's or my PH's fault. Yeah. But no, he was a very, <laughs> very nice Sable. Not Never very, your fault. Very excited <laughs> for it, oh, so. yeah. But, Badass. Well, we were all we, doing group photos, and then you roll in. Yeah. Well, real quick. <laughs> let, you let, in. Let, let me back up. We were talking about the the Prince of Africa crying. I, I did walk up on him, and he wasn't quite dead yet. He was still kicking around, and I did see him squirt a tear out. I'm like, really? Holy shit, they do cry Dude, that's like kind it? of fucking brutal <laughs> no purple rain yeah purple rain <laughs> it's kind of brutal though is one of those things i'm like, I'm like holy shit like he didn't make any noise he just you know silent sat there, he just sat there and took it and it's like silent squirt one out like then he passed away don't do that <laughs> squirted one out uh, but no, it was, it was, it was awesome. Brother, Squirted yeah. one out. Yep. <laughs> Don't say that either. <laughs> he said it on me. Yeah, I said it. I repeated it. <laughs> but yeah, then we loaded him, got some pictures and stuff, loaded him up, and we went back to, went back to Kim. We had this whole, I asked Chris, I'm like, did you tell anybody that we shot this? And he's like, no. And I'm like, all right. Like, we wanted to roll up, roll up to camp and tell you guys, like, yeah, we, we quit. Like, we're done. This sucks. But then you guys all saw it. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. We ro- rolled up the skin shed, nice. and you guys were all you guys were all there, and we're like, ah, fuck it, we're hooting hard. Well, like, we're what are you done, doing so. here? Just, yeah. You see, like, the, just a bounce in the back. Yep, it's beautiful, beautiful it awesome. afternoon. Well, and then badass. did you did you explain to yeah. you after we loaded up all the animals in the truck, go take pictures, and then we peek around the corner, and your kudu bull sitting at the oh dome. my yeah, god, to get there. one last. Yeah. So One then, last fuck you. So then after yeah. we loaded, like, got my sable hung up, and we we're gonna take pictures with all of our animals out and stuff, and they said that my kudu bowl is sitting at the water hole. <laughs> you sitting there drinking water, ready oh for the my. fly. I can't believe you did that. One <laughs> last looked, little. I looked over at Ashley. I was like, should I fucking smoke him or what? And she's like, I think you did grab the gun. Yeah, didn't you? I was going to. I was like, should I smoke him or what? I thought you were gonna. And Ashley's like, no. I'm like, are you sure? Africa like, has a way of like giving you the yards. little finger like that. Yeah, I'm like, we're 60 yards away and I can fucking dump him and just end it all. <laughs> it could be all over right here, honey. And she said, nuts. and she said no. And I was like, yeah, probably not a good idea. Yeah. Shout out to my so, wife. She never said no. There's one at the very last moment, the sable came in. He wasn't a big sable by any means, but I'm like, God, he'd be cool. And I like kind of looked at her and she goes, we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. OG. Yeah. Well, well. My wife's awesome, but we were already pretty well in the hole at that point. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're, not, we're not fucking rich, all right? Sorry, Eric. I'm not either. I'm still <laughs> a, a, a $50,000 giraffe. Yeah. yeah. Loans, are thing. Loans are a thing. Yeah. They That's my journey. money every day. They do. It's they a great journey. It every day. <laughs> great journey. 
Austin, your journey is the last journey. Man, everybody's looking pretty tired and wore down, so... I'm fucking the most tired I've ever been on a podcast right now. <laughs> you might fall asleep. Huh? You might fall asleep. I'm I'm hurting. Uh, Doug, I keep waiting. This is a long one. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> this is going to be a long podcast. What are we at? We're at 2.45 now. We'll have... Uh, we'll be deep into the fours, probably. Oh, yeah, because we're adding the other podcast on the yeah. Nice. I'm as tired of a, as I've ever been on a podcast, but I'm here. That's why I played this uh, sweet, sweet. You gotta tune. keep gotta keep yourself pumped up. Yeah, well, I'll keep mine shorter. No, 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 don't no, sacrifice. no, 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 no. I'll try to hit the main points, but um, letter, I, letter. I, I went to Africa with kind of an open book. Like I knew a couple big species I wanted to get. I wanted to shoot a kudu. I wanted to shoot a sable. And other than that, I told my guide, like, whatever is really good that comes in, like, if it's a specimen, then I'm, you know, I'm open. Mm-hmm. Um, so they said, well, if you're after Sable, nobody else in the beginning of the hunt was really targeting Sable. Fact. So fact. I'm like, okay, I want to shoot a Sable. He's like, all right, we'll put you in the Sable spot. So we went in. Uh, that morning, we had a bunch of Impala come in, just like everybody else. And I got my shot on my Impala, it's like 13 or 14 yards right in the water hole, draw back, ace this thing right in the crease, maybe an inch on the on the stomach side of the crease. So a good shot right in the 10 ring on a whitetail. And I could tell there wasn't really good penetration on the arrow. So I'm like, all right, that's kind of weird. We get out and right immediately, you know, they get on the radio, they call the tracker, they come in, we start tracking this thing. And he went probably 150 yards, and there's big piles, a couple big piles of blood after about 100 to 150 yards where he'd stood, and you could see bubbles in it. You could see that it was long. But when we found the arrow, there was only six or seven inches of penetration on this arrow. And I'm shooting a 600, probably right at 600 grain arrow, 70 pounds. This animal's 13 yards broadside. Like, what the hell? Why didn't this... It's an eight-inch wide animal. Yeah, Yeah. why didn't this thing penetrate? So we're kind of scratching our heads. Anyways, we track this thing, come up uh, empty-handed, and we're like, all right, that was weird. You know, hopefully just a fluke deal. And the guy told me, he's like, I saw a gash in that thing's side when it was running away. So we're like, all right, whatever. We'll go back. We'll set the same spot because there's a bunch of sable coming in. So that evening we had a group of three sable come in, and the last one coming in, he's like, it's Score-wise, like length-wise, it's probably around 38. It's not the biggest sable in the group, but it's the oldest. Mm-hmm. Like, And he, he said he's cool. He tips out way wide. I'm like, well, that's good enough for me. So this thing comes in, same story, right at 13, 14 yards, and I crank this thing, and we've got, we've got it on video, and you could see my shot. I mean, if I was going to put a 10 ring on this thing, I would say I'm high in the 10 ring, like right on the crease, high in the crease maybe even into the shoulder side, which is what you want on this African game. Absolutely. And same thing. Like, when I shoot this thing, my initial reaction was, that fucker's dead. And he he starts running off, and I can see all this arrow hanging out of him. I'm like, what the hell? So we get out, and same story with that. There's maybe 12 inches of arrow in this thing, which whitetail hunting, I'm like, well, fuck, he's, he's dead, you know. All that's, day. That's at least one lung, if not both. And... Same thing with this. We track it. Never found one drop of blood on that animal. And basically, we give up for the night. We come back the next morning. So I'm like, this is day number one. I've already stuck two animals and haven't found either one. We go back in the next morning, and one of the trackers saw my Impala coming back to water 
with that gash in his side and killed him standing up on his feet, killed him with a gun. And we walk up and look at this thing, and there is a four or five inch gash in this thing's side, um, right in the ten ring, and this thing's still on his feet. Like he's coming to get water. I don't know how it didn't get both lungs, but it must have just been one lung, and he's he's hobbling back to get water the next day. How weird! Super Very resilient. Bizarre. I mean, we've talked about it already, but these things are super super tough compared to whitetail. So, anyways, that's my Impala. Got him in the truck. And we went back in, tracked that sable, never did find a drop of blood, never found the sable. So I feel like I made two good shots on the first day, but the broadhead just wasn't performing the way I wanted it to. And it was a mechanical head. Um, I'm an advocate for mechanical heads. Like my trophy room was built with mechanical heads. Mm -hmm. But in Africa, the way these vitals set on these animals, they're very far forward. They're setting right behind the shoulder. I mean, you're getting into muscle and bone. So in hindsight... I will never take another expandable head to Africa, mm-hmm. and I would recommend that anybody that goes to Africa have a fixed blade head. 100%. Um, after after my fiasco on the first day, we sent uh, stewards like, "Well, I'll run back into town. We'll grab some fixed blades." So basically, the whole crew switched up their broadhead selection after yep. the first day. We all put fixed blades on and never had an issue after that. They yeah, went and grabbed a slick trick. Um... Um, standard 100 standard 100 and, yep. and, and they, magnums they performed great yep. um i wish i would have had that head on the first day because i would have aced two animals yep yeah I, I really do think that i double lung both those animals for sure but anywho that's the way my first day started so it wasn't the way you know you travel halfway around the world that's not the way you want to start the trip no but no but that's part of hunting, though. Yeah. That's, bow, yeah. that's bow hunting, we especially. Learned, we learned a lot, and that was yeah. a valuable lesson right there. So For sure. Um, and I can't, I'm like you, I can't remember the days of the hunt and how they went, but day number two, I had that, I put those fixed blades on, practiced, I knew where they were hitting. Uh, he said, uh, Stuart told me, he's like, just shoot another Impala, get your confidence up, you know, make sure this head's going to work right. Uh, had one come in that morning, aced it, blew right through it, just like it should have performed the first time. Yep. So recovered that one, threw him in the truck. We go back out, um, trying to think here how it went. The next night, we had a monster sable come in on us on that first blind. Um, my guide said probably 44, um, big, big sable. And I just, I wasn't ready on day number two. Like after my first one, I'm like, well, what if my wounded one comes back in? Yeah, know? for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at that point, when you draw blood on an animal, like that's your animal, you're, you paying, know? For you're, it. you're yep. paying for that animal. So I didn't really want to rack up two sable on the, on the second day. So I'm like, I'm just going to pass that big one. You know, we'll wait and we'll see what happens. It's early in the hunt. Um, and through the hunt, I think total, I passed up seven or eight opportunities on sable. I passed up that 44. I passed up several that would have been 41 to 42. I knew there were big sable on the farm. So we're like, you know, we're just going to wait and see what happens. And it never ended up coming together on the sable for me. Um, I think it was day number three. Uh, the Inyala that Jacob had shot had another good one with him. And after you killed yours, the one that was with yours came in on me I was able to shoot him at 15 yards, made a great shot on him. It was fun because we had a ton of animals on the water hole. We had (laughs) two big eland bulls, the only eland that I saw the whole trip. We had them come in on the right, and they're like 10 yards from us, and they're massive. I'm like, oh, 
shit, what is that? He's like, big, big eland. <laughs> what is like, What do you call that thing? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, do I shoot the eland or do I shoot the nyala? He's like, trophy-wise, the nyala is better. I'm like, all right, good enough. We'll shoot the nyala. So I blasted him. He was running away. I could see. I, Bam! So I came out blasting. So, so anyways, I started blasting. <laughs> so he's running away, and I could see blood just coming out of his nose. I'm like, well, that's a good sign. Like, he's not going anywhere. He made it 100, 150 yards and piled up. Um, you watched him go down, right? Didn't see him Didn't, didn't see him hit the dirt, but when I saw the blood coming yeah. out like 10 yards after the shot, I'm like, well, that one's that yeah. one's. Well, it's hit the brush. It's yeah. hard to see him. Yeah. yeah. So we racked that one up. So I've got two Impala and an Inyala. And then the next day we went back. I think it was where you shot your sable. Mm-hmm. Um, had a warthog come in, which warthog was high on my list. I wanted to shoot a warthog, and we hadn't seen any for four days other than uh, sows. So had a nice uh, warthog come in. I smoked him. He ran off, and he didn't make it 60 yards. Um, And right after we shot him, the trackers came in, picked him up, and brought him back. We get back in the blind because it was early in the day. And then the baboons started coming in, and I was jacked because I wanted to shoot a baboon, and there was a mondo in this group. Like, it, <laughs> I, I looked down, and I could see him sitting. He's sitting Indian-style like a person. Yep. And this so thing, fucking bizarre. This I thing, never saw a baboon. I never did either. This oh, my fucker, my, my guide had hunted quite a bit there, and he's like, that's the biggest baboon I've ever seen. And this thing was three foot, if not more, off the ground sitting Indian-style. Like, this thing's over 100 pounds. He had to have been. He looked like a human sitting there. Yeah. And a middle we, schooler. We couldn't, a lot of times we couldn't see him, but. Kill we, it. Yeah, yeah, you in middle school. <laughs> you could hear all the little ones like chattering, and then you'd hear this one in the background going, <laughs> just, just going like deep guttural. I'm like, and it just, oh, it sends shivers up your spine like, holy fuck, that thing just sounds big. So yes. I, I was jacked. I was waiting on this thing to come in. Another pair of warthogs came in, and I passed up a monster warthog just waiting on this baboon to come in and ended up never materializing i ended up passing the warthog didn't get him didn't get the baboons so how far away were the baboons well the small ones were in the water hole yeah like he sent his minions in to like check things (laughs) out and they just knew something was up so he never would come in he at the closest he got was like 60 yards isn't it crazy Uh, though you see those little ones and you you look at that big male and you're like Oh, fuck. There were that like fuckers big. there were immature males coming in. I'm like, dude, I'll mount that thing. Like, I'll shoot that thing right now. He's like, no, we're waiting on the mondo. And he kept trying to hand me the rifle. He's like, dude, just shoot him. Just like, I want to see how I, big this. I, I thing would is. have shot a baboon with a rifle. Yeah, it's and it one was of the yeah. rare animals I would. Have. It crossed my mind, but I was just at that point after having the the trials and tribulations that I did early in the hunt. Like, I'm not gonna pick up a gun. Like, yeah. I need to prove myself. I felt like I needed to prove a point that i could shoot so yeah i held yeah. out i probably should have just smoked him with the rifle but i didn't well and the thing is too they, they all look at baboons like we look at coyotes here yeah, like yeah. they're coyotes a nuisance are raccoons. and there had to have been 50 mean. of them in that group yeah Jeez. and they, they when we went in there baboon. they told us like hey, if you get a shot of baboon take the shot of the baboon they're fucking that baboon with the gun. assholes yep so anyways that one didn't come together um that was getting towards the end of the hunt and by day number six I I'd passed enough sable. I'm like, there's just you know, there I haven't seen anything that I really want to pull the trigger on. I'm like, if a big Elon bull comes in, I'd I'd be just as happy to shoot a big Elon bull. 
And he's like, all right, we'll start, we'll kind of start going to some spots where there's some Sable and some Elon. And, uh, Kurt, you were with me on day number six. Or mm-hmm. no, it was the last day. It was day last number seven. Day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We were hunting the same spot where Eric had shot the giraffe, and there were a couple good eland bulls using that and sable as well. So we're like, well, our odds are the best here. Um, we had sat quite a bit that morning and hadn't really seen a whole lot, and that was like was the hot sl- spot. Slowest morning I've had. Yeah, it was supposed to be the hot spot. Like that's, you know, we've been seeing animals there all week. Them. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Doug had killed his kudu bull there. Eric shot the giraffe. And it's probably been killing sable. shit there. It's all burnt out. I passed up three different sable there the day before. I mean, there was there was a lot of activity there, but we waited and waited, and we saw we had a big group of red hartebeest come in, and I hadn't seen a red hartebeest the whole hunt. Neither had I at this point. And they they were in and out. They're messing with some wildebeest, and finally they decided they were going to come around and drink on our side of the water. And uh, Kurt got this all on video, but you could see all these animals. It just kind of gives you an idea how many animals are actually on this water. I mean, there's a lot it of looks, animals. It looks pretty. Um, it's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I Honestly. had I had to wait for three or four animals to clear before I could shoot. But this this red hearted beast gave me a shot at 28 yards, and I smoked him. And Kurt got it all on film. And yeah. Uh, Kurt's the little devil on my shoulder saying, shoot this fucking thing. I'm like, bad. Shoot don't, this don't, fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, don't hold a shirt in Africa. <laughs> I'm like, kill shoot, yeah. shoot, 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 shoot. He was I trying to get me to shoot an ostrich in the morning. I, <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I was, the guy's I'm, like, I'll, I'll chip in 50 bucks if you do it. And Kurt's like, well, I'll throw in 100. I'm like, well, shit, I'm only going to have a couple hundred bucks. In this thing. <laughs> I would I have shot an ostrich well, for sure. I came in, I'm like. I was this close. I was all in. I'm like, dude, I'll pay for half of it. And it started coming in. I'm like, ah, never mind. Don't shoot. That thing's stupid. Don't shoot that fucking thing. I picked up my bow and I'm like, about to draw back. I'm like, what am I going to do? That's what happened though. It started to come in. I'm like, nah, don't shoot that. So this is why you don't shoot ostriches in Africa. So I shoot the red hearted beast. I'm like, fuck yeah, that was cool. So we'll just keep sitting in the blind. We sat there for an hour and it's getting warm. So we're like, well, we'll get out. We'll take our pictures. We'll get the red hearted beast out. By the time we do all that, it's lunchtime. We're like, ah, we'll just go back and get lunch. So we go back and we're eating. And uh, another group of hunters comes in. I don't remember who it was. He's like, there's two monster Elam bulls on that blind right now. It was us. It was like a half hour, an hour after we'd got out. I'm uh, like, fuck. fuck. So if we'd have sat there another hour, I'd have had my Elan, and it had been, you know, perfect trip. Doubled down. Yeah, because yeah. that morning we were we went out to check trail cameras, and we seen a monster kudu. We were like, oh, let's just sit this blind. And then on our way back, we passed the pond. There's two Elan bulls. I mean... 10 yeah. yards. 10 yards from the blind. But our vibe is like, you know, you smoke that thing, we watch it fall, go get it so it doesn't spoil. Yeah. And then it made sense like, in the moment. Yeah, then we're like, well, it's fucking lunchtime now. We didn't walked around looking for your arrow. Like, we, but the animals got a drink. So they just yeah. they come That's to the thing down there, man. Like, you, uh, you shoot something, you have your, the trackers come in and pick it up, and you get right back in the blind. Yeah, There's man. animals back on the water within a half hour sometimes. Yeah. Like, Cause you, I mean, over there, you never know when they're going to come in. They got to come drink. When it it's could hot, be, they got to drink. It yeah. could be right in the morning, midday, halfway through the day. You never know. There but, is yeah. no water there besides those watering holes. Yeah, they got to have water. They got to have water. Yep. yep. So, the red hartebeest are so weird looking. They're cool. He, they're yeah, he's feet. pretty wild. They called him, what do you call him, like the Harley, the, the Harley Harleys. of South Africa. His, yeah, his yeah. horns tip back like ape hangers. <laughs> like bars. Yeah, yep. you can grab onto him like a <laughs> That's Harley. That's a cool picture. I got that one up. Yep. He, they're wild, and he's going to make a cool mount. But that was a fun way to end the trip. Um, didn't get my big sable that I wanted. 
I uh, got my opportunity, just didn't get that penetration that I needed. Uh, got really close on a kudu, uh, the, actually the one that Doug shot the day before. I was within 40 on him. So I can't, I mean, how can you bitch about a trip like that? Like you get yeah. to check off everything on your list plus two bonus species. Like I shot six times in a seven-day hunt. I mean, pretty cool. I made I made six good shots in a seven day hunt. Like that's shooting. That's a fun. Oh hunt. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had a riot down there, and we've already talked about it. But the accommodations. I mean, where we stayed, the view that we had, the food that we that was prepared for Incredible. us. Incredible. We mm-hmm. had our wives with us. I mean, it was it was a trip of a lifetime. It yeah, was. it was amazing. One yeah. thing I I wanted to touch on real quick because we had this a very short conversation about it in Africa. Like off the record and whatever else, but we're talking about like, I think you and Austin and Kurt, you guys were talking about like, oh, you know, if if I was a if I was newer to bow hunting, that it probably it might not have had the same effect on me and this that and the other. And you guys were having a little conversation. I was just kind of listening in, and I ended up interjecting where it's like, okay, I have the I am a newer bow hunter. I have only been bow hunting this is going on my fourth year, so I'm newer to it. And it's like I as a newer bow hunter, it's like, man, fuck. Like I couldn't think of a better place to like level up your bow hunting game. And yeah, other than Africa, cause it's like you have so many opportunities, yeah. so many opportunities to pull back and learn what animals do and where timing, timing, you know. like where their head needs to be. Like what, what kind of um, posture they need to be in for you to draw back. Like if they're alert, don't draw back, you know, like yeah. all those little things yeah. that you only learn while you're hunting and it's like i learned a lot like my i feel like my bow hunting game like leveled up exponentially just being there and having those opportunities yeah. and everything yeah. else i think everyone around table here speak for everyone like we all learned something from this trip well i think oh, we've all sure. got a greater respect for african game too i oh, mean the, their resilience and just the beauty i mean just totally unexpected and yeah uh, something that's going to be very <clears throat> Very important to me for the rest of my life. I know yeah. that. Hundred percent. And Jacob too, you're also in the rare circumstance that you're a newer bow hunter that's willing to go to Africa. I imagine not a lot of fourth year bow hunters are like, I'm going to Africa. Like that's a pretty rare instance. Yeah. So yeah. your your mental mindset going into this is very unique. Yeah, you probably leveled up you gained ten years of bow hunting experience here on most guys. Mm-hmm. But a lot Seven of four, a lot of four year apprentice bow hunters, if you will aren't going to Africa. Yeah, that's true. You're going to get your 12 to 15 to 20-year guys that are like, I'd like to go to Africa now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So your situation is very unique. The the biggest thing is you have to be be very disciplined and very honest with yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, not taking bad shots like waiting for a perfect shot and yeah. being very disciplined because it's like shot placement's huge down there. shot placement's huge down there and it's like just being disciplined enough to be like okay i'm not gonna take that shot because it's not the a perfect shot because yeah you know especially with me it's like not having all the all the years of experience of bow hunting and stuff too it's like i need that perfect shot to make a good shot right? yeah and, well you killed it yeah thanks, you did man. all all in all you know, some mishaps, misfortunes. That's part of bow hunting. Very successful. Yes. Yeah, very oh, yeah. awesome. We all killed studs. Everything we killed was great. Oh, yeah. But fuck that flight, though. Am I right? Oh, <laughs> God damn it. I was counting minutes on the way there. I was getting on the way back. I brought COVID back with me. So if as I if the too. trip wasn't miserable enough, Doug, myself, my wife. Could be worse. I had the bubble guts on the way there. 
I thought I was going to shit my fucking pants. On yeah, you were not. Yeah. You were not feeling right. There was one point I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to shit my pants. Were like, <laughs> was, it, was it when you were sitting next to me? Yes. Look yeah, at I your thought neighbor. so. Sorry about you. We were, sit, we, were, we were sitting there. like yeah, the, the, shit my pants. The, I don't give a shit. The one fight that we were sitting fuck next to each other, I'm like, fucking curse, not feeling good. No. Not good at all. I was having a hard time. I, I hit a point where I'm, like, I'm just going to shit my fucking pants right here. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to own it. Shit my pants. I don't have to worry about it. I'm going to wonder if I shit my pants. And I was like, shit your pants, Kurt. Shit your fucking pants. I'm on the plane. I'm just like, trying to fart. Couldn't fart. Like, fuck <laughs> this. Poop your pants like an adult. Yeah. Own your poopy pants. Well, did you know you'd be at the airport for five more hours? Yeah. <laughs> Next thing I know, I got fucking South Africans hit me with the Calabunga. And I'm like, yeah, cool, dude. Yeah, I know I got a neck tattoo. I got a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, shit and get, I can't get the fuck out of my way, dude. I've shit my pants. I've shit my pants twice in my adult life. I've never have. It's not fun. I was trying. To I do can't it. believe I never told my my shit to pants story at the campfire. Oh yeah, that's a story for another time. That's oh, a Jesus. good. It's a good poop. We had some good around the campfire stories. <laughs> in Mostly Doug. But I'm telling you, if I was going to poop my pants for the first time, it was going to be, be thirty five thousand feet in the fucking air. Yeah, yeah. with oh, ten hours it left. Does, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't count if you're in the Dude, air. Dude, I would have just flushed my underpants down that fucking air suction toilet in the fucking plane. <laughs> You said yeah. down the would have landed on some lady's head. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bully bombs. I'm in there hitting my vape pen, setting up the smoke alarm <laughs> while I'm shitting my pants. Space I got, peanut. Yeah, flight attendants running in. They're panicking. I'm in there with my pants off. Hey, if you're gonna be a rebel, go all Fuck the way, it. bro. They're like, oh, the guy with the neck tattoo shitting his pants and smoking marijuana. <laughs> in the <laughs> Fucking guy thinks he owns the plane. This plane's going down. Everyone in first class is having a panic attack. Yeah. Or their corduroy jackets. With their wine. Fuck yeah. this dude. The new guy's on the back puking his guts out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, reckless. Yeah. That's pretty much where I was at on the way there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> way back. Way better. Way better. What yeah. shittier? The way there. My tummy was hurting. Way, way, back, was, way hurting? back was shittier for me. Yeah. Way back was way worse for me. <sighs> yeah. Way I, there, I, I felt I felt pretty fine both ways. I didn't think it was did that too. big of a deal, but every time I look, <laughs> look at Austin, I'm just like, oh, he's not having fun. No, I was the ride back was fucking miserable. Remember, the ride back for me was great. I think it's because I took a Xanax. Oh yeah, I should have done that. I didn't do it on the way there. I thought I was tough, dude. I just you I need just, drugs if you're gonna. Go. Yeah, I just have Xanax through my pumping through my veins. Yeah, Did that, that, What's Did up? that natural Xanax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Qatar Airways though they got some good food. Dude, it's actually um, not bad. That airline, that American shit. Airlines can suck my asshole, dude. dude. Yeah, I'm flying, American, I'm flying Qatar from now on. If American I can, Airlines dude. is hands down the worst uh, major airliner. I never thought I would say this, but I'll take a Middle Eastern airline over American dude, Airlines yeah. any day. First of all, it, you're not flying like fucking. Afghanistan Airways, you know, it's Qatar. Like, yeah, they're it's legit. fucking, yeah. they're they legit. Like, they have a reputation, they have a reputation up all. They're all full of fucking oil money and shit. So it's like, let's go. Yeah. Still serve for, they know how to party. So American Airlines definitely serves you prison food. Yeah. If but, you get food, but just don't eat it. But Qatar's like, listen, you're in prison, but you're in Qatar. This, yeah. It's like a TV dinner. It's, it's like, like nice yeah, yeah. TV, but a, nice a little TV. better. Yeah, it's like yeah. pinky out TV dinner. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, all right. All right. We got some things to get out of the way here before we close this out. <laughs> we could do 18 podcasts on our experiences. Doug on the way home. 
Uh oh. You know where I'm going? Oh, I know <laughs> I where you're going, going with this. I'm finally. Wait, so time out. So he, he fell asleep once on a podcast. Did we cover that? No, but it's going to come out in this podcast yeah. later. Ooh. <laughs> so after the, the, the fire camp, I'm telling my draft story around fire camp, and Doug falls asleep on my ass. I so nodded Falls asleep again. No, I nodded Snoring. Off. No, it wasn't. Nah, I know, but... 200 inch white toes on giraffes just can't capture his attention. You broke. Trip my you broke. The bigger they are, the more it puts them to sleep. The, the more, more sleep they get. <laughs> 400 inch bowl. It's probably never Fast seen forward. daddy's a little sleepy. <laughs> it's probably never seen his two inch deer on the hoof. I just sleep it. Too big. Not interesting. <laughs> that draft weighed a ton. Unattainable. No problem. <laughs> two ton. How heavy was it? <laughs> Fast forward to the flight home. Yeah. <laughs> so, first of all, South Africa has great Coca Cola. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's For like, some it's reason, like real, McDonald's Coca Cola. Real, yeah, cane, like, real yeah, cane sugar. Just tastes good. Yeah. On the way home, Doug's like, I'm going to have a Coca-Cola. I'm like, that sounds great. I'll have a Coca-Cola as well. I drink mine like an adult. Doug needs a sippy cup to, to finish his Coca-Cola. I look over, and Doug's got his little airport tray out, and he's got the Coca-Cola in his hand, and he's straight mouth breathing. He's sucking Qatar oxygen off the plane. Mouth open, throat's dry. I look at him, I'm like, Jesus Christ. I don't even think they know this story. Yeah, I never heard it. I'm looking, oh yeah, because you guys were on the plane. Yeah. I heard it. And I look down and I see Doug's got the Coca-Cola kind of in his fingers a little bit. I'm oh, like, no. That's definitely empty because I drank mine like an hour ago. <laughs> you know, like the stewardess already took my can, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, cool. Well, then I'm like, yeah, I'm a Zanny in. I'm like, all right, cool. I feel like a rapper. I'm going to take a nap. So I take a nap, which doesn't happen to me on planes because I'm attentive and, and I pay attention. I wake up and Doug's having snoozy time, has like a wet dream or something, <laughs> spills this Coca-Cola all over my fucking oh, right no. leg and thigh and ass. Like the can is in my seat, glug, 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 spilling Coca-Cola in there. Doug took two and a half sips no, of Coca-Cola. It was, it was almost empty. No, no, it was not. Yes, it, was. it covered my entire right thigh from my back pocket up to my phone, down to my rose tattoo. I'm looking like a South African house sitting in this seat. You are. It was down to here. I see everything. And I go, Doug, you just spilled Coca-Cola all over me. And they're still like... 12 hours left on this flight. <laughs> like, we weren't even close to being home. And I don't even know what's going on because it's, it's Kurt, Doug, my wife. It's the middle of the night. The aisle. Yes. And I'm on the other side of the aisle. It's the middle of the night, yeah, too. Yeah. And then, and all of a sudden, I, I like look over and they are fucking dying laughing. I'm just like, no, I wasn't laughing. I look over <laughs> and Doug, Doug, Doug are laughing their fucking later. asses off. I laughed later. I was like, Doug, you just spoke Coca Cola all fucking over me, dude. Like, give me your fucking blanket. So I grabbed Doug's blanket and I sop up all this Coca Cola. And then I folded his up and sat on it so it absorbed the Coca Cola out of my jeans. <laughs> And then off my seat, and then wiped it up and gave it back to Doug. And I get up and piss, and I'm like, God damn it, I'm fucking covered in sticky-ass shit. So my jeans are all hard once it dried, you know? And Doug's reaction, not even coherent. Like, couldn't give a fuck less. I was like, what? 
looked at me like, what happened? I'm like, dude, you spilled fucking soda all over me. And you're just like, mouth breathing on me. And then you just <laughs> go back to mouth breathing asleep. So the laughing part didn't happen until like two hours later. Oh, yeah, because no one knew you. Doug fell asleep or something. I don't know. Yeah, so I would go and tell you. you I told you when it happened. But you were kind of asleep. You were all blanketed it over like a dead body. Oh, see, I don't even remember that. Yeah. So, see, Kurt, so Kurt, you're just sitting there, only one coherent. Yeah. Trying to find some pity at least. I got a somebody. cold right leg, got and nothing. I got all that carbonation and sizzle on me. And everyone's just sleeping on you. Everybody else has got the apnea, and then I'm trying to fucking. <laughs> Dude, he's got a zany in. He's I'll, trying to go to sleep. Yeah. He just I'm, got a wet I'm leg. Zany barred out. I'm about ready to fight the stewardess on the plane and <laughs> crash this bitch <laughs> in the Atlantic. <laughs> I was a dead body. He's like trying to tell me what's going on. I just remember like staring through him like, here's my blanket. Dude, I'm like, Doug pissed me off so bad. I was like, when she offers me if I want a fucking vodka, I'm hitting her in her mouth. Just to put this bitch. Talk to me. I dare you. <laughs> Say something, bitch. I'm taking this plane down. I'm, I'm getting back at Doug. I'm taking this plane down. What ocean is that? What do we fly over? Oh. I said Atlantic. So it sounded fitting. I don't know. It's one of the big ones. It's the Atlantic. <laughs> We're going down the, the Atlantic. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that was Doug's fault. So that sure. plane would have hit the hit the fucking deep yeah, blue sea. My bad. Yeah. On yeah, the way there, I didn't funny. have as Dude. bad an experience. But like, usually I can sleep anywhere. The way there, I didn't sleep at all. And like, my wife sleeping on me. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm like, okay. I'm <laughs> just finally bitch. like, I'm gonna finally like get comfortable. I'm in the it's. My wife, me in the middle, and this Middle Eastern girl sitting next to me and, like, didn't talk to her at all, whatever. It was Mia Khalifa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the footage. I have nothing to say to you when my wife's here. Right. So my wife's My wife pops a Xanax, and she passes out on me, and I'm like, okay, I'll just get comfortable and relax. And all of a sudden, I just, she's on my right side, my wife, and I just feel a, don't. Another head hit my shoulder on the other side. I'm like, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> Dude, I would have beat her ass. So I sat there for like a half an hour until that girl, the girl to my left just woke up. She's like, oh, oh sorry, sorry. I'm like, hey, it's okay, whatever. Should have plugged her nose. <laughs> Should have <laughs> awesome. blew on her neck. Yeah. <laughs> blew in her ear. Should have spilled a Coke on her. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I fell asleep. Dude, I'm telling you, if I was a little more reckless, if I had one more tattoo, I would have sank that whole fucking plane, dude. I would have been, I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Dude, I thank dude, I God. I was wishing for a snake on that plane, I'm thank telling Thank God New York, Chicago was short because I had a Mexican lady with her baby kicking me for two hours. Dude, and Doug doesn't like Mexicans or babies. So you can imagine. <laughs> bad. My two, my two bugaboos. <laughs> he was pissed. I hate babies, and I hate Mexicans, and this one's kicking me. Her I'm about to whoop its ass. The whole time. She was breastfeeding the whole time. Dude, that's like, I, I wasn't hating on that, because my wife breastfeeds, too. You know? Yeah, but like. Well, they all do. Don't let your baby touch me. If they can. Dude, you were as close as anybody was to a titty I was gonna um, between you and I. Everyone else had their wives there, but you you technically got some tit on the way home. You should have just swapped out for that baby. You got some third-hand tit. No. Be thankful, dude. Yeah. I was going to say something yeah, very you're racist. You're should, ungrateful. You should, you, I was going to say something very racist, but I'll hold my tongue. You should have Indiana Jones, that baby. You know what I mean? They just swapped out its face for yours. 
Like on Liar Liar or no, gonna, not Liar Liar. What's I was going to put it to sleep for her. Jim Carrey. What's the movie where he's? <laughs> I think it is Liar. Mama, Mama. Is that oh, Liar yeah, Liar? Yeah. Liar Liar. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We could tell so many stories that we're forgetting about about uh, this trip. Good, it was a lot. That's just from the flight. <laughs> Dude, I was trying not to shit my pants on the way there, and I was trying to keep a dry pant from the cocaine and watch Doug suck a Mexican cocaine. titty. On the, way home. <laughs> <laughs> the cocaine. Africa. Sick. <laughs> 2022. <laughs> Dude, I got to use the Samuel Jackson on the way home. That's for sure. Oh. Yeah, we had a cold one. The flights are rough, but it's worth yeah. it. Yeah, it worth as it. if the flight wasn't bad enough, we landed in Chicago, and it took over, it was three and a half hours from the time we landed until the time we got we through you. security. Yeah, you, no. guys, you guys had time to go to New York and come down to Chicago and catch us. Isn't but Chicago the worst city on planet Earth? It's terrible, dude. I fucking hate that place. I'll never fly out of <sighs> Chicago O'Hare Oh, we didn't again. even start with Jacob's first oh. bug. Oh, yeah. First Jacob fuck up of directions. The, the first oh, fuck up of the directions. trip. <laughs> He just picked the wrong airport. You know now. So so Jacob gets to the airport first. They head out early. Hey, hey, hey. Get there first. Were you there? Great job, though. I was, well, (laughs) trying to find out we were not there. Jacob gets there. He sends pictures of, like, where he parked. I'm like, oh, sick. All right. Parking lot C. We'll find it. We find it. You can't even get into it. You can't get in there. It's closed. I'm like, okay. He beat us. Yeah, they closed it off. (laughs) He beat us. And and he sends us possibly the worst picture ever for his location. (laughs) It's a a plant in an airport. We're like, hey, we're downstairs, and here's a plant. I'm like, like, dude, it can't be that hard to find. I just walk through the doors and stop, basically. So we get there, and we get to our terminal, and there's a million fucking people there. A million. Zero plants. Zero plants. And he's like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like naming off signs. He's like, oh, I, I think we're just right below you. I'll walk upstairs. I'm like, okay. A couple of minutes go by. He's like, can I call you back? I'm like, sure. Don't hear from him. <laughs> he finally calls you back. I'm a fucking idiot. We're at the wrong airport. I'm like, I'm like, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we, Plug in the old GPS, um, Chicago O'Hare Economy Parking Lot. <laughs> it, it, it takes us where I think is to going to take us to Chicago O'Hare Economy Parking Lot, <laughs> and it has, ended up taking us like deep into Chicago to Midway and to Midway to the Midway Airport, and uh, it was Goddamn not shame. O'Hare. And I'm sitting there, really and I'm, like talking to, yeah, I'm talking to Eric and shit, and he's super confused. I'm like, what the fuck? Talking to me? I was what? the one no, that no, made no. you realize. This, no, this is before no, that. You. Oh, so oh, I'm talking oh. to Eric and Eric's like super confused. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's not that hard. Like, He's we calling walk, me an idiot. Like, you're an idiot. I didn't say that. You're thinking it. I was thinking it. But uh, <laughs> so then I uh, want to call you back. So I'm like, so then I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like, I can't find Eric. And then Kurt's calling me I'm like, okay, what's up, Kurt? And I, t- I drop him a pin, tell you, tell you where I'm at. And you're like, dude, that's 45 minutes away. I'm like, what? <laughs> So I look around, and then, and then all of a sudden I start hearing in my head, I'm like, it, it starts clicking. I'm like, oh, fuck. I look at this sign. It says Chicago Midway. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, Ashley, are we in the right airport? And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so I type, I type in Chicago O'Hare back in my GPS, 45 minutes. I'm like, fuck, we got and like, oh, like we're all so, at O'Hare uh, in line to fucking check our bags, and they find out they're at the dude, wrong airport. So pissed! I you was, showed up like 
ten minutes later. You showed up ten minutes later. It's like, how did you teleport here? <laughs> I was so pissed that we jumped on this fucking shuttle bus and this. I I'm, I have my bow in my fucking carry on in my roller duffel. I'm just throwing it into shit. I'm like, I don't even care. I fucking throw it on the shuttle and this lady's like, what's going on? Oh no! First of all, we get in the shuttle and the guy stops. It kind of tries stopping us, but I'm not listening at all. No, so I throw my shit on there. I'm like, like we gotta get to Chicago. Here, take me back to this parking lot. He's like, this is for employees only. I'm like, well, fuck I you. work here. <laughs> like, fuck, fuck you. you. I Did he give you a ride? No, I left. Oh. He, kicked, he kicked us out. <laughs> so we run. We haul ass this next one. This poor lady i throw my shit next to like buyer and everyone says what's going on I'm like we're at the wrong fucking airport she's like oh no like where are you trying to go I'm like chicago o'hare she's like oh that's terrible <laughs> she's, like, she's like i'll get you there as fast as i can I'm like okay thanks and she ends up dropping like three other people off before us. I'm like you gotta be fucking kidding me this is not <laughs> fast. fast this is not as fast as you can go i know it's not <laughs> yeah fuck these people fuck man. i with you though kurt like I, when we found out he was at the wrong airport i thought it was like five minutes it and he felt, was there. Ten, yeah, 10 minutes tops. It was like, holy shit, how the fuck did then, you get here? To and me, then it you felt had to like move an hour. Your car again. Yeah, so we get in my vehicle. We finally get to my vehicle. We fucking haul ass. I'm pretty sure I'm, I've am i got like five to 10 speeding tickets oh, in the way. Oh, fuck. I forgot. It's a toll. It was insane, dude. Shit. Yeah, like two weeks. I haven't got him. I haven't got him. It's been two weeks. Yeah, you go online and pay him. You don't wait for him. That's weak. You don't wait for him. You wait for him. <sighs> you're late. in trouble. Okay. We fucked Anyways, we started. I already tried. I couldn't do it. Oh. I, put in my, I put in my license plate number and all to, my shit. You have to put in the toll you passed. Well, on what How I was doing. How the fuck are you supposed to pay it then? Like a pass, and you put in your license plate number, and they're supposed to scan what you went through, and nothing came up. I thought, it's 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 it. Illinois. I thought this was a mail. Because of Illinois. I thought this was a mail it to you. We went through all a PA's fucking shit tolls, and we never got charged with the po- uh, the podcast trailer. But we also had like five foot of snow built up over our license. And they felt bad. <laughs> we were just driving through the shit. All right, guys. Kind of a weird, abrupt ending here to the end of the podcast. I'm losing my voice from Illinois Deer and Beer Fest. Um, but all right, right here. This is where we're going to turn into the camp part of this episode. Um, definitely not microphone audio like studio audio quality i guess um but we're having fun and uh that's as real as it gets right being in hunting camp and enjoying company with your good hunting buddies so that's where this part of the podcast goes i know it's long but we wanted to put it all in on one big uh episode there to kind of wrap up our south african hunting journey so hope you enjoy it thanks again working class boner podcast thanks for the extra clap doug (laughs) we're uh in south africa and hunting camp uh, having sitting a around a fire. We're sitting around a fire this time. You might hear some wind. You might hear the fire crackling. Um, some ice clanking. Some ice clanking. If the last episode worked for how we're doing our mobile recording, uh, you'll hear that we started last at maybe last week's episode, maybe yet, however we launch it. We started the episode off with fines. Yep. Eric, you want to just explain what the fines are? So fines are like if you fuck up during the day, <laughs> your PH or whoever's with you can be like, okay, that's a fine. When we get back to camp, you know, they hand out shots of Jägermeister. So that is what a fine is. Basically, any and all mistakes you make yeah. throughout this time yeah. here, throughout the day. Whether you knew it was a mistake or not, you could get fined you for it. You could get fined for it. Even if it's a good thing. No one's safe. Fine. No. So there's a flight of fines poured over there. Ethan should have about 15 today, but I'm going to go easy on him. 
Well, Ethan, I, you were getting ready to pour the fines, and I'm like, hey, do we have to do them? Oh, Jägermeister. And you're like, well, we have to finish this bottle, and then we'll pour the rest of this bottle. <laughs> so I don't know what the verdict was. I guess we're going to find out. Yeah, we'll see how much did that bottle fill. It's funny because the flight's the same size, but there's less people, so... <laughs> Oh, it's shit. It is not good. It was yeah. a busy day. So. Was a busy day. By the way, the ladies over there, acting like they're not a part of this, are still eligible for fines. Hey. 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 What? Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. All right. Are we handing out fines? Okay. Can I ask the ladies to start off tonight? Oh. If you guys have anything to give. Ladies first. Ladies first. Hang on. Joe's not here, so I have to think about this. Why? We don't have to do all the fines right now. They can be hours? spread out. Once we hand out the initial fines, yeah. they can all be spread out through the remainder of the fines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you have something... <laughs> if you have a random one come up, just give it out. Yeah. I have one. Oh, that's right. Doug's yeah, Doug, got one. Doug, all right, wait. so ladies first. Go ahead, Doug. Yeah, Doug, are you a lady all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> Shave the stash. Shave that stash. <laughs> all right. All right. Do you guys hard. have anything? I got one. All right. I do have one as well. Okay, Leah, the Lord's wife, is first. This one's oh, for Dougie. Oh, oh, shit. For having a diker at five yards and not shooting. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. You took my yeah. what? Yes. Little Dougie. Little Dougie. Little Dougie. Oh, hey, girl. Five. All right. Mine is to Jacob and his dad. As he is, I am as well. Because you squeaked in your seat. Yeah. I wanted to get the kudu. I wanted to hand that one out. Jacob, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Squeaky scene. Yeah. Squeaky scene. That's a squeaky scene. Just say you squeaky key. I had two for myself coming with that. Two. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Not anymore. Not anymore. Okay. Well, I think I've given one to Ethan almost every night, but Ethan, <laughs> for almost sleeping through a big kill that we would have missed. Well, we're going to emphasize on that bit later, but yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, All right. Um, Stuart, Chris, you guys have anything? I do. Here you go, sir. I do, for sure. I mean, holy smoke, guys. I think... Um, all the hard work I was putting in today to get all the blinds and that ready, I was, I was, I was ripped away because I had to fetch a filler out of a blind because he had screwed up on something, and I thought that was pretty damn rude. Mr. Curtis? Mr. Curtis? <laughs> Business first. Thank you, Stuart. you got to be on top of your game when you're a businessman. That's right. Look, okay. I wasn't. Ooh, I'll, I'll give it a ride. I got as well. So, I would give this fine to your seat cushion, Jacob, but unfortunately your seat cushion does not have a stomach, so Jacob, this fine goes to you on, lips. on behalf of your seat cushion because it decided to squeal when there was a monster <laughs> cushion in front of you. Yes, all right. Ooh. Yeah. yeah there it is. I got to wash down my fine. And we're made. And it's not doing me any favors. No. Thank you. Almost yeah. lost our recording equipment. Thanks to our home dog. Sorry. Ethan, that you, you're, you're next. That's a fine. Yeah, I, have, <laughs> I have my two partners on this hunt. Each of them is going to have a fine. First of all, false accusation on there's a giraffe. Oh, no, just joking. 
Can't wait, she didn't get one for the false accusation. Oh, no, the spider. just joking. <laughs> oh, Jump on the spider. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, the, all these are welcome to draw. Leela's and getting the second time on this hunt, that my main guy has to have a shit all the way under. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Okay. Cheers there. But then he kills. He kills every time. Poopy pants Eric. Same place, same hole. Yeah. Eric with the pee pee poo poo every day of the blind. Pee pee poo poo. Oh, terrible. There you go. Anyone else have some fun? Uh, okay, anyone else besides Doug? Uh, I'll get one to Eric. I'll get one to Eric. Oh, Jesus. I get three every night, people. I have one for uh, Kurt. Ah. For singing the blind for about 30 minutes. Listen. Before leaving. That's and fair. And my hunt. You said personally I didn't ruin your hunt, but I'll take that. I'll do your nose. All right. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, oh. that's a better one at least. <laughs> <laughs> this one should be a big guy. Give it to right. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. But you still took a hunting away from everybody. Carnival of Shit. Oh, I gotta ponder. I'm not ready. I um pass for right now. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna man I'm gonna find myself for also the final offense. Squeaking that chair again. <laughs> yes. I was gonna find Stuart for giving us this cushions in the first place. But then I realized he's just trying to be a, a very nice guy and that's not fair. So <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think I think you set on a, I think you set on a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got a fine, I think, and I hope my facts are straight, but I'm going to send the fine anyway. And it's probably, a, if it's wrong, it's probably a returnable fineable offense. But I think Chandler passed a sable. I did. And mm-hmm. I felt like you shouldn't have, so. I feel like you shouldn't have. It's a good sable. But there's a better one in there. But I'll drink it anyways. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But basically, Kurt's, Kurt's not wrong on this offense that he says. Okay, I got like, well, I didn't pass the sable. Reverse card. Yeah. That's a ginger. Yeah. yeah, it's better. Much better. There's one fine. I'm not gonna. Uh, I got fined twice for the same offense. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got fined twice for the same offense too. This ain't really a fine. This is more of a uh, celebration shot. Okay. For me, Ethan, and my wife, for Ooh. being on the one of the most incredible hunts I've ever been on today. Yeah. 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 Happy fines. Yeah, it's a happy fine. Happy fines. We're allowed to have happy fun. We're allowed? Yeah. One happy fun tonight. Hey, again, I took three tonight. Third <laughs> three tonight. It's always yeah, keep, happy. The, keep it going. Three is a happy night. ending in Mexico. Thank you. Is that it? Yeah, that is well, it. there we go. That wraps it up. Someone else has another one? You guys have fun? I think I'm good on the fines. I'm going to... I do not need another one. When did you pull me a ginger? I didn't get fined tonight. Oh. I just like one. It just wants like one. I, I, I'm feeling Stuart out. feels left out. <laughs> I'm feeling left out. Oh, you didn't get any fine. So I should have given you that fine. Stuart, yeah. it's fine for not hunting this one. I still haven't been fine, so. No, damn, Chris. Stuart's also working his ass. All right. I'm going to start looking for some shit. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, here, everyone listening, I hope the fines audio translates as well as we think it's going to. I think a lot of people are going to adapt to fines. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully it all translates. You know, we're being in this. Um, Basically, whenever someone fucks up, you're just charging them a shot. Yeah, it's a great well, reason to get wasted. Yeah, it's, yeah. For awesome. shit you couldn't help. Yes. You had to poop, fine. It's like, well, I had to poop. Well, that's a fine. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, you gotta go, you gotta go, you know? Hey. Yeah, it's fine. Um, what are we, is it day four? Four. Day four. Day four. Uh, we're having so much fun, we're not, why would you even keep track? But just so everyone at home knows, day four, great day. Um, fuck, I guess before we get into the meat and taters, does anybody have a story before we get to the man of the hour? Oh, you do. That was this morning, right? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why you got so many fines? <laughs> yeah. Easy. No, no. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. Uh, we. Uh, this is Jacob tried, talking. Yeah. We got to do yeah. our names. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Jacob Johnson here. Um, <laughs> so, I shot on Paul first day. Shot on Yaw the second day. Third day, didn't get anything. Down day four. I'm hunting kudu. We go to this blind. It's next to the, really close to the skidding shack, but Stuart had some in, some intel saying that there's some really nice kudu using the watering hole next to the skinning shack, and uh, so he threw up a, built a really nice little blind um, out there, and we sat on it for the first time, and he did warn us that you're probably not going to see much besides those kudu, and we sat out there, and we didn't, we really didn't see much until a bunch, a bunch of monkeys, <laughs> a bunch of monkeys came in, those were cool, and then, uh, and then, yeah, the two really nice kudu came in, they just appeared. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was paying attention this time. I wasn't like sleeping wow, or wow, fucking man. around, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. Know. I looked down at my release for a little bit. I was looking at it and just kind of playing around with it, like, oh yeah, it still works. Then I felt some hands on my on my head and brought it up, and there was two very big kudu on the watering hole. At How 30, far is it? at thirty yards? Thirty yards. Woo! Just sitting there drinking. I'm like, fuck, this is happening. And he tells me, he's like, shoot the one on the right. And like, I can only see one. So, like, I think, hopefully that's the, hopefully that's the big one. Hopefully that's the one on the right. Yeah. On the right. <laughs> so I went, I went down to grab my bow. And I was just grabbing now. I did see the one on the left. And I did everything right. I, was, I got the bow up. I, was, I hooked down in the D-loop. I was ready to go there. So he's still drinking water. And I drew back. And as I was tracing up his leg to find his, to get on his vitals and Squeeze went off. He started walking away. And he started walking. And he stopped. And he was nibbling on a tree. And he was behind. So in the blind, it was uh, there's one one sight window to shoot out of. One shooting window to shoot out of. Mm-hmm. And there's there's some brushes. Really, really, really nice brush in blind. But I, in order to take, get the shot, I had, to, I had to lean a little bit to the left. In order to do that, I had to reposition myself in the seat to lean back. And the chair squeaked pretty loud and right as i was doing that as that full draw it squeaked and that kudu just took off went, went back to where it came Jeez. and never saw it again that little bit of noise a little bit of noise it wasn't, even that, it wasn't that loud they call them the gray ghosts yeah well that's why yep. they just appear and then they're gone yeah ghosts. out of, out of nowhere yeah. just appeared at the watering hole drinking water like holy shit this is crazy yeah and then Getting drawn back, and I did everything right. I was drawn back. I was ready to go. I'm like, this is going to fucking happen. Then he starts walking. I'm like, okay. Then he stops perfectly broadside. I'm like, this is, this is it. Yeah. Dead kudu. And I fucking squeaked, and he just peeled out and didn't stop. Ah, never even looked at the life. blind. Never even looked at the blind to see what's going on. Well, real quick after that, why don't we do, we'll start with Stuart, and we'll work our way around so everyone kind of knows voices and stuff, since there's a lot of people on this, mm-hmm. like, open air podcast we're doing. So, just so everybody knows who's talking, we'll just start with you, Stuart. Introduce yourself quick and we go around. 
Hi, I'm Stuart. I have a drinking problem. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Stuart. As we're all drinking. Yeah. You're a bad person. Yeah. Well, we're here you. for you, Stuart. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm, 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 I'm trying real hard and trying to get over all my bad habits. But anyway, I believe it was a fantastic day. We, um, Kurt and I took a bit of a relaxing day. We just wanted to run between the guys and make sure everything was good and Try and figure out a couple of places where they could do come into the water holes. We had to cut a turn off a few water holes as well because there's just so much going on. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, grab a couple of trail cameras, look at footage and see what where everything is and what, what's going on. Put up a pop-up blind. Put up a pop-up blind. Um, we don't want to mess Jacob too much because we, we kind of had to go and close off one water hole with, with a lot of brush. So, um, yeah, it, 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 it was a busy morning, but, you know, we, we landed up not having much hunting done. Um, and we wanted to do it this afternoon, but some fella shot a bloody giraffe, and then that, 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 that ruined the afternoon for everybody. But um, just, It did ruin it. I'm just kidding. It, 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 it's Eric's story, and, and I don't want to ruin it, but I'd just like to say... It's a once-in-a-lifetime giraffe, and and um, in the in the 30-odd years I've been guiding professionally, I've only killed a handful of them like that. So yeah. it was it was really really just the coolest thing to see how beautiful that was, and, and and obviously behind it all, you know, we all talk about a giraffe, the sacred animal. Everyone loves it, and you know, and. And it's endangered and all that sort of stuff, which is a crock of crap, to, to be absolutely honest with mm-hmm. you. But, um, you know, they get to a certain age. I believe they, in the wild, they live up to about 25 years old. And I think he's right up there. He's pretty close to 20. And um, solitary bull all on his own. And, um, yeah, just great amount of protein for the local people around here. Just a beautiful animal to be able to let people have, you know, um, mm-hmm. and find a home in the U.S., you know, and most yeah. importantly, you know, not just the trophy, not just the memories, um, not, not just the camaraderie behind it all, but just the, the sheer excitement everyone had to share it all, you know. And, yeah. And to me, that's, that beats anything. It's, 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 it's obviously, you know, Eric's going to take a lot of flack and, and the boys are going to take a lot of flack after that because... Apparently, this beautiful animal was harvested unnecessarily, but it it was certainly taken um, with a purpose. There's a lot of use behind it all, and um, when they're not breeding and they're on their own, it um, it certainly makes it um, you know an opportunity for somebody to come and hunt and and, and take him, you know, mm-hmm. um, and give the sheer joy, you know, for people to see it. When he's mounted in Eric's home, it's going to be a, just, you know, an icon for everybody to for come sure. and see. So, well done. I'll let you embellish a little more on the story. Well, Eric, Eric you're, you're going to get deep into the story here quick. But I, before we get that far, before we all shut up and let you tell your detailed story, um, which we're going to get into. So, there's a lot of people probably clicking on this episode probably because of the cover art. Probably either they're supporters of ours already. Shout out to you. We love you. Thank you. You're here to hate because you saw a clickable thing that you are ignorant on. Yeah. What's up? We're catching you before you even get too deep. You won't even listen this far because fuck you. Um, but we know what you're doing if you're here to hate. We know you're here for bad intentions. But 
So I appreciate you going into that, Stuart. And I think Thank you. people think like, why are this giraffe and all this? But like you kind of hit the nail on, on the head, like solitary, over the hill, mature bull. Um, yes, the meat is being used by locals here. It's not going to waste the animal. They're not endangered. No, not at all. So, and I feel like those are just big misconceptions of ignorance that people like just say. They just spout it out and say it in the States, and no one actually knows to correct them. Mm -hmm. And they just are like, well, I'm right, because I've never been corrected. And giraffes are endangered, and lions are endangered, and all this shit. We quickly learn lions aren't endangered. And uh, we've learned a lot about these animals. So I just want to say that quick before we go into the story, and people are like, why the fuck did he do this? Because there's going to be people saying that, you know? Oh, for sure. I mean, that's one thing, Black, I knew I was going to get. Going into this hunt, you know, wanting to shoot a giraffe, but I mean, it was on the top of my priority list. And you know, I mean, Ethan was there, and he's like, he's a nice old bull. I mean, singled out by himself, and you know, he's one of them bulls that just—you know—he's on his own. So it's it's time, you know, that he went to please other people. You know, well, for a bull like that, is because we've all. Maybe we haven't. I guess one time at a trade show, we got really deep into watching giraffes fight on YouTube. And oh, yeah. It, it's brutal. It, that sounds crazy when you say that, but we were watching, we were at the Iowa Classic, we were sitting there watching them at the booth. We had like a lull during lunchtime, and we were watching giraffes fight each other. It was like, I think the video we watched, it was an old bull and a young bull, mm-hmm. and the old bull just gets worked, and it is hard to watch. Yeah. Is that kind of the fate for a lot of these older bulls that get their asses kicked pretty much by a younger bull, a younger, stronger bull? Well, definitely when he gets, you know, when he gets a lot older and mm. he just, he doesn't have that fight left in him. It's like, it's like in any dominant bull in any herd or, or any species, you know, when, when he loses, um, he loses to a younger warrior, you know, he's going to move on and, mm-hmm. and he becomes solitary. And, and a lot of the times... That fight can actually be detrimental to him, where he's just his condition and that just starts going down. Um, and as you guys, with the, you know, with the North American species and that, you know, when you lose a fight, you hurt. You mm-hmm. know, you could be damaged internally. Um, a giraffe, I mean, their horns are blunt, but they hit each other so hard that any any shot like that to a human being will kill him instantly. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that the, they, although they've got an inch thick skin, um, they're hurting after a fight. You know, they, yeah. they could be broken ribs with that um, fear, sheer force. So you don't know what's happening when he's walking around there on his own and that. But right, um, right. just to come back to the whole uh, giraffe scenario, you know, people don't realize, you know, the whole icon to a giraffe. You know, everyone sees it as this big. Uh, long-lashed animal out there and just beautiful and that but they're um you know they're like any 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 species out there you know they they live for so long um they feed you know our our starving masses apparently africa's got massive starving masses and i agree with certain areas you know the poverty when we've got an unemployment of almost 50 percent in this country you know we've got to we as, as as professional hunters, we've got to, you know, try and help and see where, what we can do. So, yeah. donating a whole lot of meat to these little villages and these orphanages and that mm-hmm. certainly does help. And Eric's contribution on.
on this giraffe is going to be massive. So, yeah. yeah. And we're so pleased about that. Yeah. Well, the, cool. Now that you're going into that, like, how, how much do you think the giraffe weighs? Yeah, I was going to talk, let's talk at the stats of the giraffe. You know, it's all estimated, right? Because we don't yeah. have a tape measure out there when we're doing no, it. Um, or a scale. Right? Yeah, right. We'll probably, out of that, once he's skinned and everything out, like, we'll probably get about 700 kilos of meat, you know, um, which is, you know, 1,500 mm-hmm. pounds of meat that will probably Jeez. go to the local people. And it's really not bad eating. It's, it's, it's an incredible good source of protein. So, you know, the bones will be utilized, you know, all the meat. And obviously most, you know, that we're most thrilled about, he's going to go and find a home in the U.S. So mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty cool to us as well. So. And, and just mm-hmm. before we get uh, closer to Eric sharing his story, I think a lot of people, like, there's a lot of giraffes. Like, people are going to be like, well, the numbers are low. I know everything, and you don't know shit. No. Because we've seen a lot of giraffes. I mean, the one night we sat there, we've seen eight, eight different giraffes. Yeah, but I think people just don't think about that. They don't think right. about numbers of giraffes, you know? like. But at home, no one's ever seen a wild giraffe, so they assume that yeah. there's not that many. Right. Yeah, exactly. And the biggest issue we have, you know, Every game ranch or, or privately owned ranch in Africa, or south, especially southern Africa, has giraffe on them. Mm-hmm. And giraffe are browsers. So when, when you have dry times and the trees are dying and everything like that, they suffer. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they only eat on the tops of the trees. You know, they can't bend down and eat grass. They're a browser. So yeah. when you have real bad times, and certain areas can only sustain certain amount of giraffe. So... No one wants giraffe because everyone has them on their ranches. So the only way to control their numbers is actually by hunting because no one wants them. It's, they're, they're too difficult to catch. Um, that It costs a hell of a lot of money to move them. Because they're so huge. Because you have to have specific vehicles to move them in. You mean guys don't just have giraffe trailers like horse trailers here? Like <laughs> well, we, well, we wish. Then we'd move them all over. And, 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 yeah. and to all those beggars that think they can just... Uh, you know, save giraffe from that. Well, you're welcome to buy some land. Yeah. And all those giraffe that you do not want shot, why don't you buy them all and put them on your land? Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's all as a Buy fight. them, transport them, and get them there. And exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, come and save the giraffe if you think they're, they're, you know, endangered. Come and put them onto your piece of land in Africa. Get a manager. Let him look after the giraffe. And, um, you know, thereafter you go... Well, shit, this is a lot of work, you know. Yeah. They eat a lot. They, you know, you've got, you've got to manage them like every single other animal in Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They've got to be managed and protected. So, yeah, great points. I think mm-hmm. probably pretty eye-opening for most people. I feel like that was very important to cover. Well, I think, too, like just coming in this trip, I think it was a big thing for all of us that all the animals we shot are being donated and being used, not just yeah, not yeah. just this giraffe that it, I it, shot. And even that there's a, a lot of them. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And even that there's a large quantity of animals we've shot so far already on day four, whatever it is, we don't take any of this lightly. We're very no. passionate. Absolutely. Uh, we are very respectful. I think the guys have seen how much we care um, and care about bow hunting and care about animals that we don't take it lightly. Right. We're not here no. to, we're not here fucking off trying to shoot shit without remorse. Like, that's right. not what's yeah. happening. Um, we're all very passionate. I mean, I think all the guys have seen us cry at least once this trip in yep. one way Well, that's or exactly what I was going to just ponder, well, not ponder on, but bring up is, 
just seeing the emotion. I mean, when you guys, well, most of you guys, when you've shot an animal, it's just, just that, you know, you, I've never seen emotion, you know, in guys like what you guys have displayed after taking an animal. It wasn't like, oh, fuck, yeah, I've just killed something. Yeah. It is just looking at this animal and, and actually tearful, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw it in a couple of you guys on this trip. And that, to me, is the most heartening thing I've ever seen because mm-hmm. it just shows you how much respect you guys have for the animals you guys have harvested. And it's for me, it's just been absolutely fantastic. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's just worth covering because yeah. it's, uh, you know, from a social media standpoint, it just looks like, here's an Impala, here's this, here's this. But the people that are seeing that surface-level stuff aren't seeing the emotion and the time. And the, oh, absolutely. Like, so I guess this is where we start getting into your story, Eric, and I feel like this is the first thing we need to cover, and I'll just let you take the wheel from here, is the importance of shot placement and a, and a heavy arrow and a fixed blade and all this stuff and talking to the guys here of, like, shot placement stuff, and this is where I shut up and you take yeah, the Yeah, so, I stuff. mean, when we got here, you know, I told I told Stuart that I'd like to shoot a giraffe, and he's like, well, what are you shooting for arrow weight? broadhead weight, I mean, poundage, everything came into play, and, like, I honestly didn't take any of that in effect, you know, I didn't know, I didn't think about, I need a heavy arrow to shoot a giraffe, I need all this, you know, so, well, you, I did not have a heavy enough arrow, so luckily Austin was here, and he had his, he had his moose arrows with him, so, that was, uh, what's the, VAPSS, uh, almost full length with a 70 grain insert. Uh, 75 grain. Yeah, over 60, over 600 grains. It's a heavy arrow. It's a heavy arrow. Yeah. And then Stuart went got us some slick tricks. 125. Uh, 125 grains to throw on the front of it. And, like, he's like, you're going to need a heavy hit arrow to take a draft. Which, yeah. I mean, I mean, it kind of sucked at the time because, you know, I had to go re-sight in for that heavy arrow. And I had to do the whole process over again. But at the same time, it's like... I don't want to take the chance of wounding this animal. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal, yeah. It's a big deal. You you, you took it into, into consideration, at least enough, to be like, okay, like I realized I came here with uh, ill-equipped, if you will, with the arrow set you had to, take a, to, to properly take a giraffe, but you went the extra mile, and you took the time off from hunting to go re-sight in with a new arrow set up Absolutely. in order to ethically put a great shot on a giraffe. Absolutely, yeah. So. Yeah, and the first night we sat the spot, I mean... Like I said, we've seen four, two groups of giraffes, four different giraffes. We've seen eight total that night, and I didn't have the arrow set up. I needed that at that point, and the giraffes were real close. I mean, it was a perfect spot. It's a giraffe spot. I mean, that's what I would say it is. The giraffe hole. The giraffe hole. Perfect, perfect shots numerous times, yep. but he didn't have what he needed. I didn't I didn't have what I needed, and, the, and I mean, we just had to pass on him. There was no way I was going to. You know, most people have gar holes. Eric was in the giraffe hole. I was in the right. giraffe hole. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, you know just coming back to the whole thing, how ethical that is, you knew that it, it couldn't be done and we could be yeah. you know, potentially, you know, tracking a wounded giraffe. And the fact that you had all those opportunities, but you knew, knew you weren't equipped to do it. And, I mean, you know, good for you and, and good for your, your pH and everything so, like that. So. so, hello, my name's Ethan Eagle. Nice to meet you guys. Hello, Ethan. Hi. 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 Like the Buick. Like the Buick. Uh, <laughs> so, the first day we saw a giraffe, um, we never had the right arrows and all that. 
So I did mention, listen, you know, I have the 375. Um, you can shoot it if you want to get it, but I just disagreed with it because it's not an ethical hunt. We wanted to do it because you guys are bow guys. Yeah. So the experience of shooting it out of the blind with a bow is just more breathtaking, breathtaking than shooting with the rifle. Mm-hmm. So we waited quite a while and we saw a lot of chances and then it was just... Yeah, waiting for the right time. Yeah, that first time. I mean, there were so many opportunities. I mean, they were right in front of us, and it was just like we didn't have the arrow set up. Or... And this one specific giraffe that you wanted, this big bull, with, yep. he was in front of you as well. Yeah, uh, not uh, that night. The day, first... yeah, he was the morning there. Yep, he was there the morning. Yeah. Um, cool. And you know, just we didn't have the right arrow set up. It just, I mean, even some of the shots were. Because the windows are real skinny here, so like if I had to take an, a shot of an angle out of the window, you're cutting that window down mm-hmm. in, in two thirds by shooting yeah. an angle out of it. So I, I told Ethan, I'm like, if I take a shot of draft, it's got to be the perfect scenario. Money, yeah. Twenty yards or under, and it's got to be straight on, straight out the window. Mm-hmm. Like, or else I'm not taking the shot. Because yeah, very. I don't want. I don't want to chance it. You know, it's a huge animal. I kind of break down that shot, the like the frontal shot versus the broadside shot. That was interesting to me as a yeah. bow hunter. Do you yeah. want? Do we, I, I, I would kind of cover it, and then I'll have Stuart cool, take it over. Cool. But yeah. um, the way he explained it to me, like if if you felt your neck right at the bottom, you have that soft spot. Giraffes kind of have that too, um, and that leads right to their heart. You know, and then I, the difference between that shot and a broadside shot. I mean, you can take it over from here, Stuart. So definitely, it's probably, you know, um, you're not shooting through any type of bone. You're you, you basically, it's all meat. So, and the heart sits, you know, four to six inches in from there, from the skin. So, you know, if you if, if you don't have the, the, the arrow weight and you still get a 12-inch penetration, you're going to get right into the heart and probably shoot right through the middle of the heart with that shot. Whereas a broadside is you're shooting through ribs and the ribs are really thick and close to one another. And to get through to the lungs or the heart is quite a lot harder. So that frontal shot is probably the most ethical for a bow hunter to shoot when he is, you know, right, right, they're on the edge of, of um, you know, the poundage, arrow weight, and, and, and etc. Um, but I think um, for that shot that Eric took, that you took, Eric, I believe um, it was absolutely ethical with the poundage and with the arrow weight you had. You could do that. If it was a broadside shot, it would have been a hell of a lot tougher. And I think we would have really struggled to have found your giraffe if, if I, I don't think you'd have penetrated deep enough to get to either the heart or the lungs and something i think you guys, people need to take sorry Austin, go no, ahead, i was just going to say you guys actually discussed this last night before you even hunted you were discussing the broadside shot versus the frontal shot yep. and which one was the more ethical shot to take yep absolutely i mean i mean this is a i mean everyone knows this is a giant animal you, and we looked at the skin tonight. The skin is one inch thick, so you got to penetrate that with yeah. a broadhead. And it's worth taking note of, like, we talk about that soft spot, you know. It's like people think a frontal shot on a whitetail, you typically don't do it. But if you can do it, it's very fatal. Right. But you got to think this animal has this soft spot, but that soft spot's like, what, the size of a freaking 
Main fridge? I mean, it's huge, yeah. It's the size of a mini. Oh, well, maybe not that big, yeah, but it's big, right? It's like, big. it's not this baseball or smaller size hole like it would be on a whitetail on a frontal shot. This is a massive animal. It's a football then, size. Are you falling asleep? Guys, think about our podcast again. God damn. You're shitting me, right? Eric killed a giraffe. I said no. We're talking about big ass giraffes. That's findable. Doug fell asleep Ooh. on a podcast. We're killing giraffes over Ooh. here, Doug. <laughs> Why is it spicy? <laughs> I, love, I love that Austin told him out again. You're falling asleep during my story. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. Um, fuck, man. Anyway, yeah, what I was mean, I talking what, about, what Doug? What else are you going to do? What was I talking draft? about? Giraffes. Huh? Yeah, what about giraffes specifically? <laughs> the shot placement. What was yeah, it? yeah, shot placement. Yeah, what about it, though? <laughs> the front's better. We have a lot. <laughs> Less, uh, more to the heart. <laughs> Classic to, 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 to the heart. All right. Shot to the heart. Okay. Eric, I'm sorry that Doug just fell asleep. No, no, I didn't want to point it out because we hey, had to bring it up. God forbid oh, you kill a once-in-a-lifetime animal here in Africa. That's what I just first said. Like, I was we there. have a guy out hey, that listen. kills multiple 200-inch deer and he falls asleep. And I was I just, there. I shoot the biggest I, animal ever. I honestly think the more intense it is, it just stresses him out and he has to yeah. fall asleep. Yeah. Narcolepsy is what they call that. He's got narcolepsy, so I'm doing pretty good. What's Afrikaans for narcolepsy? Uh, we don't have a word for that. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, it's bitch. What, what does he have? Well, how do you say hey. sleepy bitch hey. in Afrikaans? <laughs> sleepy bitch. No, 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 no. Sleepy bitch. Um. <laughs> you gotta think about yeah. it. Slop tiff. Yeah, slop in the tiff. Uh, slop in the tiff. Slop in the dick. It's not slapping the dick, it's slapping the tip. Slapping the tip. And we wouldn't even use that terminology for anyone. Well, Americans no. are dumb. Americans are stupid. You're welcome. <laughs> so, anyway. Anyway. The skin yeah. is an inch thick. It is an inch thick. And yeah. shots are better than broadside. Way better. Yeah. If you like haven't like fallen asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Good point, Doug. Thank you. Good point, Doug. Eric, Next question. carry on. I apologize for our friend here. Yeah. I mean, if I call him a friend, I might unfriend him on Facebook now. You're story. done. You're done. No we, do got, we do have to think about, though, like, like we, while, while we've been here, we've noticed that, you know, these African animals are obviously extraordinarily tough. Yeah. They got and lions. They, yeah. they, they got lions. They got leopards. They got all sorts of shit that are wanting to kill them. And when you took that frontal shot, it's like there's... Virtually no bone there. It's just it's it's skin and meat, but at the same it's like time, a pocket, it's a pocket of right, you know, right to the heart, like you said. But at the same time, like the giraffe bones are so thick. Like imagine if you would have hit a rib, yeah. you know, on yeah. a broadside shot, it yeah. it probably wouldn't have killed the giraffe. Bat. Yeah, it probably wouldn't have killed the giraffe, and it would have led you on a really really wild goose chase and, 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 and to be honest him. with you the way he came in you know he came in on it's kind of hard to explain you know break it down man this is the time mm-hmm. so there's a road in front of us and there's a road that shoots oh, right to our, explain how <laughs> I woke up our ph oh yeah so leela goes our ph was kind of snoozing if you check okay. ah. so and like doug like doug he's pulling a doug and 
Here it comes. We've been sitting in a blind within the last four days, so we got to know each other pretty well. So we like to fuck with, you, with each other a little bit. <laughs> and he was kind of head, head down, and she goes, draft! And he's like, <laughs> and she was like, just kidding. Oh, and sure. That was a final one. Cry wolf. Good, yep. great. Did she get fined? Yeah, she did. Yep, she yeah, got fined. Good, good, yeah. good. So he kind of puts his head down again. I go, draft! Three minutes later. Three minutes I, later. I called that mother. Leela, I will tell you this. That's like the ultimate rule that you don't do, yeah. but it's funny for it's this funny. instance. Oh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty good. And then I'm like, oh, shit, drafts. And he looks at me like, I'm like, serious, there's drafts coming. And he pops up. How, how, how far from when you played the prank to when you actually saw the drafts? Three, four minutes. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 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 oh, shit. Oh, even better. Never mind. I, you, I called that motherfucker in. You predicted it. Yeah, right? I did. Yeah. And we hadn't seen anything for a fucking hour. I called that so. motherfucker in. <laughs> <laughs> So they come in on our right side. There's, we have a road in front of us that goes by the pond, the, a road that comes to the right of us, and they're coming down the road to the right. And they don't come into the water. They, For the record, when you say road, it's not a road. It's a, it's like a, it's not pavement. Yeah, it's no, a dirt, it's, a dirt road. it's a dirt road. It's a two-track. Red right. dirt road, Blue Ryan roads. Road. What's up? It's a sand road. Sand road. Yeah. Anyways, they come down that, and then they disappear kind of behind us. So we're like, oh, well, at shit. The same, at the same time... Two big Elon bulls came in. Yep, so we have two. We had so, the giraffes coming. Yeah. And in front of us, we had two Elon bulls come in. It's just Jurassic Park in front of yeah, your blind. And it, oh, was, yeah, right. and it was, whatever comes in first, we're going to have to shoot because it was really big Elon bulls. Yeah, they were really Oh, really? Big. Yeah, so. We so, like, and they were in front of us. Giraffe were to our right out the small window, so we're, like, bouncing back and forth, like, who's coming in first? Who's coming first? And, like, we were hoping, so the giraffe walked right by us. They would just turn and come around the water. <laughs> Well, they kept going. Well, the Elon Bulls came in. They came in the water, but they never came. Yeah, they never came in. They just did, what, 60, 70 yards away? Yeah, they never came in close yeah. enough. So then, you know, they kind of ran off. And I went from a real high, seeing the draft in the Elon, down to a low. And, and lunch was coming. Yeah. Lunch was coming. You know, yeah. I think Elon <laughs> so, Stewart. And so when the giraffe came in, I messaged the guy the tracker picking us up or Stuart to tell him don't come pick us up because the giraffe just came in give us another hour or so mm-hmm. that we maybe get a shot on the giraffe and um, the giraffe left and the um, Elon left so then at that same moment I was typing to Stuart and said listen yeah, everything left um, you guys can come pick us up for lunch so I have to stick my phone out of the blind mm-hmm. to get signal exactly. while I'm hanging out here to the left I see the giraffe walking in and I just backed myself back inside. <laughs> and it's like, oh you shit. You never read my message then? No, I'm read it, but it's, I'm trying to send you, listen, y'all. Don't then, come. Like, don't like, come. Like from a high to a low, back to a high, because, you know, he was texting like, hey. What's the time happen? frame now between them so, leaving to this happening? So they came in at round about, so, right, one 22, 20 to 2, yeah. mm-hmm. and I sent a message at 2 o'clock to Stuart and said, listen, y'all, you can come pick us up. And... Then the giraffe tripled around from the left hand side around the pond to the right hand side uh, to the salt lick mm-hmm. and to the little um, pond where you drank water. Mm-hmm. And that was at 20 past two roundabout. Yeah. And then he turned from a broadside shot to a straight on shot looking at us. Because on our left side, you know, he came in and just stood there and looked at the pond for probably 20 minutes. 20 minutes and just stood there, you know. And if he goes left, He's out of the picture, you know. But if he comes right, he's going to walk right in front of us. And he just sat there and pondered and didn't know what to do looking around. And 
finally he turns right, and I mean, he walks right in front of us. Yeah. And I knew, like, from what Stuart told me, like, don't take that side shot if you don't have to. And I could have easily taken that side shot, but I'm like, I'm not going to do it. Smart. And then he walked, so we have a pond in front of us and a watering hole. So he walked over to the watering hole, and he took probably three or four drinks out of there, stood back up and stood there for a while. And he turned directly head on. Because I think he was going to maybe come over that salt lake or something. Yeah, he turned head on, looking straight at us, and then... Straight at us, and, and it was like... If he was quartering at us or away, anyway, I wasn't going to take a shot. Yeah. But, I mean, he presented presented the perfect shot, and he was straight on. I asked him, are you guys ready? Yep. And I drew back, and that's one of those shots I've never been so confident about. Mm-hmm. You know, I, How I, far was he? 19, 20 yards. Yeah, 19, 20 yards. And, um, Eric's heart rate was about 160 on his watch. 160. Damn. Damn. You're going to die. You're going to get arrested. I told these guys, I was like, like, you know when you get that, like, your heart rate's so high you can feel it in your neck and your head? Yeah. That mm-hmm. was going on. That was what yeah, was going so on. So before he pulled the shot, I'm busy recording and I just hear Eric's heart. You could hear it? I could hear it with my, I could hear his heart beating. It's like, I can't look to what's happening because he has to take a shot and if he shoots, I can't see the giraffe. So I heard his heart beating out his chest. Take that shot. That is what it's about right there, man. Like, no whitetail, no other animal has done this to me. I mean, that was the most excited I've been a lot of pressure. Yeah. A, lot a lot of, of pressure. pressure. A lot of pressure, too. A lot of pressure. I mean, my heart was beating out of my chest, and my hands were super sweaty. Recording. I think everyone... It's just a high-pressure situation all around. It is, everyone, it is. It's And that's what goes to show everyone understands the weight and seriousness of this. That goes back to our conversation earlier in the beginning. It's like, this isn't some willy-nilly bullshit. Right. This is like, real stuff. Right. And it's... I mean, I'm shooting this... We're thing. having fun now, right? Right. But this... I'm at the moment, yeah. amazing animal with a bow at 20 yards. Yeah. And I draw back and I settle that pin and I, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, like, settle, going through the whole movement. I'm like, okay, it's good. Breathe out. And I let it go. And I mean. Well, before you go any further, because I want to talk about this a little more. What did you tell me today that I talked about in the same Yeah, I told myself what you said. Don't fuck this up. And I breathed out. And I let it go. And I mean, I couldn't have, that was the most confident I've ever been in a shot in my life, I think. It was a perfect shot, good penetration. I mean, he took off, he turned around immediately and took off running. I'll have to talk about the video afterward about the foul going in. Yeah, and then, you know, we started celebrating, hooting and hollering and... You know, we get out to the blind. Uh, Ethan immediately gets on the on the walkie-talkie to get everyone's attention. Like right when we jump out, um, Jacob and Ashley pull up, and they're like, "Hey, what's going on?" This is big. <laughs> like they have no idea. Oh, you guys well, didn't know. No, we, we we're we're coming in to pick them up. Oh, that's one thing too. It's kind of fun. Like when you get picked up from your blind, you really don't know where you're going. And we we, th- we were going to lunch, and then we ended up at a new blind. We're like, oh, okay, we're picking this one else up for lunch, right? Yeah. And we get out, and we're driving up, and we see Eric out there. I was at the blind. And, like, and he's looking a little tense. 
<laughs> like, what the fuck just happened, you know? And he had a like, rifle was, in his hand. And he had a rifle in his hand, like, ready for a follow shot if he had to or whatever. And it's like, you should, he just shot a giraffe. And I, I said it, didn't think it was really that he actually, that he actually did it. He's like, I I'm freaking out right now, guys. I'm <laughs> freaking out. I'm like, he shot a fucking giraffe, dude. Yeah, like, like, I'm not shitting, like... The giraffe ran away, and they pulled up. I'm like, did you guys not see it? Because no. there's no way you could have. And he some... ran in the direction that they came in. Yeah, and I'm like, we haven't even got out to look for blood. We haven't even got out. To... Like, I just stepped out of the blind, and they pulled up. Oh, really? that fast. Yeah. It was that, fa- it was yeah. that quick. Like, he was I mean, old. if they would have came in. Yeah. 30 seconds earlier? No, probably five minutes earlier, they would have spooked that giraffe off. Yeah. Like, not wow. kidding. Like, it was, it was insane, and... It was tense. It was, it was a tense situation. Very, very tense. Um, so, pause here. This this is how I, Stuart and I, we're sitting here at uh, home base, I guess. And we hear, I don't know, what was it, arrow and a giraffe or whatever. And we're like, well, I don't know if it was an Afrikaans or what. But you're like, I think Eric. I know. We had, we had just finished putting out that pop-up and we were on right. our way back. Yeah, yeah that's right. That, oh, yeah, that's right. So, then we just head that way. I figured we'd be the first people there. Mm. And that's oh, yeah. We were there to pick him up for lunch, dude. We were starving. Ashley was Ashley was very upset. She's like, I'm we were very, very hungry right now. Oh. Like, we're going to go to lunch. <laughs> and we ended up, up there, and like, we shot a giraffe. Like, yeah, oh, fuck. I was about to okay. literally set up for a kudu hunt, and I just hear with an intercom, arrow on a giraffe, arrow on a giraffe. Here we so, go. Holy shit. He did yeah. it. Yeah, he did it. I did it. And uh, So let's talk about, like, Getting out of the blind, like then well, after they show up. Like getting out of the blind, I'm shaking. I, like, were you shaking more before or after? Oh, after for sure. Just because I made such, I mean, beautiful shot. You can let it loose now. It doesn't. Yeah. You don't gotta. Yeah. Like you don't gotta game face. When you're when you're full draw, that drone's going so freaking fast. And when you make that perfect shot, then it kind of head rushes you and like it just hits you that hard. And I jump out of that blind. You know, Ashley and Jacob show up, give everyone a hug and. We haven't even looked for blood at this point. Like, I'm not celebrating, but like people are congratulating me for just taking a shot at giraffes, mm-hmm. pretty much. And uh, you know, we have good blood right away. And then, uh, yeah, we track it for a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So we end up after the shot, both of them look at me. It's like asking me, "Listen, is that a good shot?" So <laughs> it was a good shot. Um, so we climb out, wait for everyone to come, give a. Uh, we give the giraffe of time. Casey's excited. Casey's excited. Casey the dog. Oh, oh. We're good. We can we can stop for a second. You're good, Charles. Okay, we'll do so. Thank you. Oh, oh. So Charles. So um we wait for everyone to come, so we just give the giraffe a bit of time to let the blood pump out and mm-hmm. adrenaline start to relax. Yeah, no different than white to hunt. You yeah, never so, go you, right away. so we just let him first get a bit of distance at the blood stops pumping and all that. And I knew after the shot he is good hit, and immediately when he, before he even jumped away, there was already blood on the floor. Mm-hmm. Which so, is crazy because it's a giraffe. Yeah, right. and it's a long was, way for blood to fall to be right away. <laughs> I knew yeah. with all the amount of blood, you wouldn't have gone far. Mm. So we started tracking blood, and we have two good trackers here, yeah. uh, named Ben and Michael. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Ben and Michael too. 
Um, so they don't even really they learn the track of the, the of the animal. So if they don't find the blood, they have the track of the spores and all that. So they just walk two two at a fast pace, and you'll just see him pointing his hand down and he's putting his hand down. So the whole time they had blood. And it, it, it's pretty. I want to say too, it's pretty amazing how these guys can track. Cause you're not at a running pace, but you're moving pretty fast, and they're seeing stuff where like does. you're. Like, I'm trying. To, I'm too. looking down, trying to see what they're seeing, but I'm moving so damn fast where I'm like, I'm gonna run into a tree or something. Yeah. <laughs> What's cool about watching them track is like they're they're standing straight up. So they're not like leaned over, like squinting. Like they see, they clearly see it. They know what they're looking for. And a lot of times, their hands are behind their back, yep. casually comfortable, yeah. and they're kind of like cupping their hands and as they, they walk. When they see more blood or something, they'll bring it out and point at it. And yep. just keep going. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times, it's not even blood. They're just tracking. Like they're just following tracks. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. impressive. It's incredible. It's, it's very a lot of times, they're, they're not even pointing. They're just whispering to each other. It's kind of like <laughs> I've, been, I've been on a blood trail with a whitetail hound before. And when these trackers are on it, you have I have more confidence in the trackers. I'm like, dude, these idiots know what they're doing. Oh, for sure. Oh, like, you know what I mean? Like a dog, it's easy to hate on a dog. Like, this dog, what the fuck's going on? Because they can't talk, right? But, like, <laughs> these guys just are going for it, and you just trust them. You're like, yeah, they, they know what they're doing. So that's probably a comforting feeling, right, when you're on the trail of this giraffe, right? Oh, yeah, and I mean, and I brought this up to the rest of the guys. Like, I mean, I felt like we were on good blood, but it's also, like, I've been tracking whitetails my whole life. Like, yeah, I don't know what yeah. good blood is for a giraffe. It's a know? big animal. It's a giant animal. It's a lot of blood. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I was pretty confident when we arrived Then everyone's drinking beer. I thought, oh, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. It's dead already. We, we got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so well, once you see blood like that on impact, it's like, that was a fucking good hit. No matter what animal it is, whether it's a whitetail or a fucking giraffe, it's like, yeah. you see blood on impact. From where it's standing, there's blood right there on the ground. <laughs> You're looking good. And yeah. it's just an entrance hole. Yeah. Just yeah. an entrance yeah. hole. No, it's no all, like the arrow stuck in him. And, it's a good point, Austin. Yeah, it's real impressive. You know, it stuck in him, and he, he carried it the whole way. I mean, so talk about like you're on this track, and you're. I mean, of course, you got guys with guns just in case. You got your bow. The trackers are going. Like, go through the process. Like, yeah. So we tracked him for. We tracked him probably for two kilometers, kilometer and a half, and then we called in the trucks. So. At the stage of while we're walking, we found him standing at two, three spots where you had a, pl- a big puddle of blood, where you su- saw you standing and a okay. lot of blood was coming out, looking what's happening. Mm-hmm. And we got it at a road where we started seeing his right foot started to, um, how can I drag. say, drag on the on the ground. So you would see him walking, walking, and you'll see a drag. So you see there is something wrong. He's getting a bit dizzy, so that. Mm-hmm. And that's how good these trackers are because I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you, you were getting dizzy as well. I was getting dizzy. Yeah. My blood pressure was through the, or my heart rate was through the roof. You were dragging a leg too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at this point, this is where you guys track for a little bit. And that's where we called you guys to go with, in front of us with the truck because you kept on going to just stop him, maybe get him, get closer to him before we get closer to him to have a follow-up shot or just to find him easier yeah right and at that stage probably we kept on tracking 400 meters and five minutes later they called in the radio said he's dead in the road yeah on the way back to camp and that's when i, I so eric you were with me and Stuart while we, yep, we, we, we were kind of looking we, for we kind of went around to try yep. and cut him off and um 
you know, we're looking in the in the bush on each side and see if we can see anything. And Stuart's looking in the road, see if he can cross the road anywhere. Um, Covering all the bases just in case. It's a big deal. Yeah, and then all of a sudden Stuart got a call over the radio and, like, we don't understand what they're saying. <laughs> you know, and he's talking back and forth, back and forth. What do you mean? You've been here for four days. You should understand. I like should understand, <laughs> yeah. What language do you think? So... Afrikaans right now, I guess. And when yeah, I... Yeah. When Stuart said... They found him dead in the road. I went from the lowest of lows because at this point we tracked yeah, so far. I didn't know, know what's gonna happen. I don't know how far they travel. I don't know the situation. And when they said he found him dead in the road, I immediately my heart rate went right back up to one sixty-two, <laughs> and I was shaking again like I just shot him. Ten to midnight. Oh, it mm. was freaking insane. Talk about. You know, because you were in the truck with me and Stuart, and we we're on our way up yep. to go and, meet and, up with the guys. And all the guys, I mean, everyone here in camp got there before us. It was actually perfect because literally everybody was there waiting for you. It was. Yeah. <laughs> like your big reveal. It worked out. It worked out good. Talk to boy. What I want to know about is big boy. when we pull up and you get out and you see it laying there, like, talk about, like, that kind of like emotion, or like well, when we pulled, like when we were pulling up, you could see all the truck stops, and I could kind of see the giraffe. And you know, when we pull up, the the front trucks in the way, you know. So I immediately like, I think I jumped out before the truck even stopped. I think you did. Yeah, you, so you didn't grab your bow. You were just out. I'm like, hey, you want to grab your? Never mind. No, no. <laughs> Keep and, going. And I walked up on it, and like, I immediately started crying. I had nothing to say. I, I mean, I was just speechless. And I had to, I literally had to sit there and take a moment mm-hmm. that I just took a draft, you know, like, yeah, I cried. Mm-hmm. Moment of respect. Moment of respect between me and this animal. And then, you know, at, when I was running up, I gave my wife a hug. I went up, had my moment and then it clicked that I wouldn't want to spend this time with anyone else with all my boys here. Yeah, you know their wives, the PHs, Stewart. I mean, everyone. Yeah, we had the whole crew there. Right. The whole crew. Awesome. That's pretty incredible. Awesome. Pretty special. But it was. It's. It's a very special moment, you know. Where. Well, you don't have that back home. Like no, you don't have that. Back everyone's home. there. Everyone's there. And like, very rare. Almost you know, never. Like all actually, those emotions never. hit you. Yes. That, actually, you and the animal. All those emotions yeah. hit you that this is an old bull. Beautiful. He's singled out. And all this meat's going to the community. Like, mm-hmm. we're donating all this. Like, all those emotions are hitting you at once. And you just, that's why I was just speechless. I didn't know what to say. I couldn't say anything. I just, I almost couldn't talk. Well, the mass and just the footprint of that animal in general, it's like, it's that, fucking insane. that also stirs in a lot of emotion. Like, even for me, it's like, you get out and you see this thing and you're like, it's a dinosaur. It's an alien. It's an alien. It's an alien dinosaur. It is. It is. I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal, man. Yeah. I, I can't even explain, you know, the emotional roller coaster today, and then how it all ended up is just perfect. I mean, I can't thank Stuart and Ethan and everyone at this camp enough, but pretty incredible. We're happy truly for you, blessed. Buddy. Truly blessed for today. Hey, thanks for making a great shot. Yeah, heart shot. Actually, I, I think that was the most pleasing about it all. When Ethan called me on the radio, he says it was a good shot, and he's bleeding a lot. I went. Thank you, God. <laughs> I just knew. I never took so much time on a shot in my life. Like I just. <laughs> and he got, sat got there and I'm like, and he's fired on the road. It was, was, yeah, was well, yeah. I mean, right on the road. On the road. And that was just awesome. But 
You know, when I drove up and I saw you guys all drinking beer and celebrating and I saw that pile of blood and I thought, it was like... <sighs> Some weight lifted off you. Oh, it was like, yeah, oh, Jesus is good. Because well, Stewart won't say real quick, Eric, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, no, but good. I, I got to put... Some credit to everybody, all the PHs, but Stuart, you got like a lot of weight on your shoulders when an animal like this gets shot too, as well as the PHs, you know, like you guys all take this very seriously, but, um, you know, Stuart, you're, you're the, the big dog on campus right now for this camp, you know, so you, you carry a, a, a lot heavier responsibility to a point of making sure things are on the up and up, you know, and so I just have to give you some credit there. It's probably pretty stressful. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, it's. But you know what, when you've got these young buggers that are all good at what they do, it certainly helps a lot, you know. Yeah. It, it, it takes a lot of relief off you. For sure. When when you've got these guys that are trustworthy and they're good at what they do and um, got they great know what they do. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. And that's, I mean, 100%, like we were talking the night before, like, do make sure it's a frontal shot. You know, like, do all these steps to make sure it's a good shot. And, you know, if it, if he wouldn't have been. Straight on to me, I would not have taken the shot. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. If it was a broadside right. shot, I wouldn't have taken the shot. And credit for you for, yeah. for that. Quarter two, quarter away. Yeah, I don't. I'm going to take the shot. Now, on top of that, too, it's like, you know, when we got to camp and you were talking about wanting to shoot a giraffe and stuff, and Stuart asked you, and I was like, what's your arrow weight? And you're like, oh, you know, it's like, you know, around 600 or so. And he's like, ah, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's like low 600s, maybe high 500s. He's like, it's not going to work. You need it. You need around 700, 700 grains. And then, yeah, we got Austin. Thank God Austin is here with his, Mr. his heavy, thank his you heavy Austin, arrows. He gave me three arrows. He goes, here, go kill yep. a giraffe. And Did you give him a giraffe arrow? No, I, I, I tried to, you but did. he's like, you got to keep it. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. We actually added added a whole lot of rubber bands to your bow as well, just to give it more pound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bunch of zip ties on it. Yeah, yep. zip ties, rubber bands. Some sinkers. You, you probably, <laughs> sinkers. You probably know it just was a bit heavier. Yeah. 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 some lead to throw on the bow. Yeah. Overall, I'm so blessed to be... Just to even be in Africa is freaking amazing, but you know the, the the whole giraffe thing kind of started out as a joke. But I, I mean, in the back of my head, I really wanted to shoot a giraffe, and when we got here, we figured out it was very feasible. Yeah, and very. Well, well, that being said, anyone that's listening to this and hearing Eric's awesome story, we we did, so we're not video people, we've talked about that all the time, we did film as much of this as possible, Um, and we do have big plans, I don't know, it'll probably be well after this episode launches, but we have, Eric and I just got to sit down and chop the video how he wants, but we're going to throw it together so at least you guys can see this and see some of the realities of like what this is, and you know, I want Eric there to basically tell me how to edit it. I mean, I have all the footage you need. (laughs) Right. Yeah, see, this yeah. thing was five feet from the blind. Yeah. So at least know, like, you guys will get to see some of this video and some of this passion and the emotion. And, um, yeah, absolutely. You know, we'll see. We'll see what the footage looks like. We don't know because we, we don't have computers where we're at. But, like, we might be able to show some of the processes. And I took a little bit of video and some of the guys skimmed it out today. And, like, uh, we'll show what we can. And, um, of course, we'll let everybody know when that's up and available. We're slow with mm-hmm. our videos because – we like podcast more. But. It, take, it takes time. It takes time, yeah. It takes time. We're busy. So anyway, like that, saying like, a lot of people are going to be able to see a lot of these photos and pictures and stuff like that. <coughs> Your right. once-in-a-lifetime experience. Because, yeah, I'm sure you got the hankering to shoot another giraffe. 
Right. Here you see where this one fits first. Right. Yeah. Eric's just the giraffe man. The giraffe guy. I was very sad that the arrow didn't pass through, so I could run it through my computer before. Yeah. Computing. That's crazy. I mean, like the arrow stuck in him, he never, it never pushed the arrow out. Well, you got to think too. It's like, what's what's it going to rub on and hit and get knocked off? It's like it's so fucking tall. Yeah. I don't want to get graphic, so I'll be kind of vague with this, but I want to be show the ethics of the shot. There's, it's a massive animal. There's a lot of blood in there, and the arrow, it was waterworks out of where the shot placement was, basically showing it was a hard shot and a fast ethical kill yeah. um, for anybody that wants to hate. It was kind of like, wow, can you believe that? Like we all kind of, I remember we were looking at it like that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's the effectiveness of a bow and arrow is people who know know, and people who don't know need to know because it's they're deadly. I'd rather get shot with a gun sometimes, I think. <laughs> right. and I think I'll take neither. I'll take neither, yeah. But, I want to give a shout-out to the PA agents, too, because, you know, as excited as I was when this draft came in, you know, Ethan was just excited. My wife also, but, like, Ethan kept telling me, we're going to get you a draft, we're going to get you a draft. I'm like, he was so confident in it. And then today I asked him, like, there's no draft coming. I'm like, kind of one of those random thoughts, you know, throughout the day. I'm like, why do you want me to shoot a draft? So bad. He goes, well, I've, I've been able to harvest a lot of drafts for clients, but never one with a bow. Mm. So it was a first for me, and it was a first for my PH also. So Pretty cool. Pretty also, accurate. I will say, as Eric's wife, there is some, <laughs> some sort of romance going on between... Oh, no. <laughs> so what? What you're seeing? Are you is, trying to steal him? So, so, so what? Ha- what's whoa, whoa, happening? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Apparently, he has a girlfriend, but I don't know. Well, what's happening when you're having a nap day? You know, when you. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, well, somebody, so, man. When you, when you spend four days in a blind. Well, so when you don't know, Eric, you become really good friends. That explains. My they name. have. They have similar <laughs> personalities. So. But I'll tell you what it is. Yeah, it's well. that's what the that exactly is what the Brotherhood of Hunters is. Yeah. Oh, it is for sure. Like you take someone with similar passions from different continents, yeah. and that's what it is. And Lila, this is where I start questioning you on things here. I've got to quiz you a little bit because <laughs> um, Eric's been a whitetail hunter. Of course, he's uh, you know we, we all know Eric's motto: "Fuck turkeys." Um, so I know, of course, you're supportive of Eric's whitetail hunting, but like coming here and seeing some of this, you have to have a you have to have a different perspective on hunting in general, right? Like, yeah, it's you you're there for the harvest of kills of animals, harvest of animals, however you want to word it. Word it. I got to think your perspective is a little different than it was before, even if you thought certain things, right? Like, it's got to be night and day. Well, and I will say, coming here, I had no idea what they did with the meat and what they did with everything else. And when I was told that they give the meat to the communities and the orphanages, and obviously they're technically protecting the animals, um... I honestly had no idea about any of that, and so it makes it a lot better for somebody who is not super educated. I wasn't for a long time. You know, I didn't grow up with hunting. I didn't have yeah. anybody who hunted in my family. Um, and Eric and I started dating, and, you know, he was a hunter, and I never had anything against it or anything. I was just like, oh, go hunt. If you don't know, you don't know. You don't know. Nope. Yep. What you don't know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now that I know, it's just... Honestly, the, my perspective of it is if you're a meat eater, if you're eating beef, you're eating chicken, you're eating all that stuff, you're getting it from somewhere. Right. And, exactly. you know, it's 
we're in a different continent where they need this kind of stuff, and where are they going to get it from? Right. And so it's better than canned corn. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you know we're coming in, and they're hunting these things, and it's going to, you know, a good place. And so that's kind of my perspective on it. So. Yeah. That's cool. Here, I just ask it because it's for anybody. It's just like, oh, this is crazy. But it is for someone, crazy. and I know you, you're not. You obviously supported him in hunting, but seeing it firsthand, this is an opportunity that. Yeah, because I've never sat with him before or anything either. Yeah, so this is first time sitting with him. She's been on a couple, on a couple of like blood trails and everything, but nothing. Never yeah. seen an animal get shot or take an arrow and the recovery and the front. Yeah, well, yes. Eric, when you start around on a giraffe, how are you going to bring your wife along? <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's just going to tell you to well, do your thing. She's going to come back here to do the big things again. So She's yeah. going to tell me to go do my thing, and I just know Doug's going to eat this chip. So. <laughs> are we having a giraffe off right now? Yeah, no, we're not. Chip no, we're not. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I told Eric that I have wanted to like shoot a bow and do oh. some hunting. Yes. Oh. Yes. And he's had. I've never heard about this. Yes, and he's had an extra bow. And I said, "Can you get it weighted for me, where I can pull it back?" And he said, "No." So I will just throw that out there. Can't go down. Okay, that's not. That's not what he said. But I will say that is something that I have been interested in. So, but I truly think he thinks I'm going to be a better shot than him. So. Women, oh, women, 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 women usually are. Women usually are. Yep, they are. Women, I would say, almost always are. Yeah. Sam, except for me, I'm blessed. Sam's kind of went really. Yeah, when he's not sleeping. Yeah, when you care about our production. I'm pretty sure we're on sleep. I'm still better. Sam, like, was a great shot. You know, like Sam used to shoot her bow a ton, and then. Obviously, pregnancy has gotten in the way of that. And then I try to push her to hunt a lot, and she's drawn back on some deer. And I think I'm too anxious to watch her kill something. I'm like, shoot, yeah, that's a good one. She's like, that's a yearling. I'm like, no, it's not. And it, and it is. <laughs> like, she knows, you know, she knows more. I'm just like, no, you got to get your no. first one under your belt. Like, this is part of the process. But and she's like, I think I just like archery more. Like, archery is just more fun. I'm like, all right, that's fair. Right. You know, so you might find yourself in the same boat as that, but maybe not. You know, um, you never know until you get to get there, but uh, women almost all, always are better shots. Oh, fuck. 100%. Thanks. And you know why? No ego. They listen to the guide. Or that. Yeah, or, yeah, the, yeah. or the instructor. They don't listen to their husbands, but they listen to the instructor. Yeah. I was going to go no ego. Yeah, well, it's a meal potato. Yeah, it's like, yeah. shut up, Stuart. We're not talking about that. <laughs> no, they listen to you. Do that squeeze let it break with your back, whatever, you know? Yeah. And they do it. You go, holy shit, somebody listens to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it is interesting. We're, now we're talking about girls versus guys. Like, you go up to a guy and want to teach well, them how, how to shoot something. Jacob, like, women are used to being told what to do, so they listen. <laughs> 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 I wish I had yeah. my button. Bam, 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 bam. No comments from yeah. the peanut gallery over there. <laughs> <laughs> but we all know it's true. That's why nobody's saying yeah. anything, right? Yeah. It's like very solid. Everyone's holding their tongues over there. Yeah, good points, right, guys? Yeah, yeah, Back me up, Jacob. That's good. That's very good. Don't get Sorry, Doug, we, Doug, we don't need any comments from you. <laughs> yeah, Doug. Not real, now, Doug. <laughs> Doug, go back to sleep. For real, though, like, you, you, you handle, you handle a guy, like, any type of 
weapon. You're like, I know how to use this, like, instinctually. Yeah, I, know yeah. what, I know what I'm doing. Oh, Fuck oh, you. Man. I know what I'm doing. Ego. And they, they grab that, like, where you're trying to teach them how to shoot, like, handguns and stuff like that. They grab the thing and they put it sideways, like, gah, 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 gah. I can shoot. Chicago I can shoot, no problem. Like, you suck. You tell, you, you, gra- you <laughs> like grab orange, like, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, teach me how to pull the trigger kind of thing. It's like, then you go through step by step by step, and the next thing you know, they're fucking out shooting a lot of dudes yep. very quickly because. Yeah, they don't just grab and say, I know what I'm doing. Here. There was one place you realize that really quick. Um, concealed carry classes when yeah. everyone's got to shoot and the ladies yep. always outshoot the guys. Because mm-hmm. they listen. They listen and they're just, I think there's not like that. Ego. That sub, even even though you might say like, oh, I don't care how I shoot. There's, I think with a man, usually it's in great, like there's a subconscious ego of some kind. Yeah. Even if they're a fucking a pussy. But also men need <laughs> ego because if not, then... A lot of shit wouldn't get done. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, anyway, I don't know you where the fuck we're going with this. You would no pussy. You would no pussy. We'd all be like, Doug, pussyless. <laughs> Whoa! Like, sleepy, pussyless Doug. I'm getting up. <laughs> and I'm sleeping on it. Yeah, I get great rest and pussy. <laughs> I get so much rest from all the pussy. Wait, time out. <laughs> How many times have you fallen asleep in the blind this week? Not that much. I got one on video. Where's your guy that is here? No, I slept one time in the blind, and out and I was sitting with you, and all them Cape Buffalo came in. I I just straight up napped. Every time they come, every time Cape Buffalo come in, I just take a nap. I maybe took a three minute nap. Stewart's got about three five, three to five seconds a piece nodding off. I've actually been pretty stone cold with my naps. I took a solid nap yesterday. But I'll tell you tomorrow, I might nap. Today yeah. you had a. Yeah, you had, you had like a 10 minute nap. 10 minute nap. You yeah. snored like a motherfucker yesterday. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> well, it's fine. Any minds about me snoring? We have a video of it to prove it. I snored once and then I woke up twice. Actually, I probably did sleep. I slept a couple minutes, but I don't know if you caught me or not. I was kind of like, you might have been napping. I'm like, Nope. <laughs> nope. You know, They're both napping at the same time. Yeah. yeah the, the, the only time I remember napping is when, as, as I fell forward, I almost fell out of my chair. It, it was, oh, it was maybe the like floor. a 15-second stint. I see Stuart go like this. Head bob? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. we've all been there. Austin, have you slept? I have. I took about an hour-long nap this morning. An hour? Really? That was the short one compared to Leah on my left at about three hours. Leah, get in here. My PH on my right. That's he's not fair. He's sick. Wait, he's wait, sick. Wait. What else is not telling you, though, is he did take a nap today, but he curled up like a little baby on the bench, like, like fetal position. Hey, when I'm right. You're right. Mommy. The Lord needs to sleep. Yeah. I did my rest. Three days. I was on lunch this morning, for sure. Joe was snoring just as bad. It's funny, too, when I, when, uh, we're all getting exposed here. He wouldn't be sleeping, but he kind of have his head down. I'm like, oh, something's coming in. He goes, Impala. I'll tell you right now the entire time we've been here I have not seen my PH Chris nap not a single no. time he's always been fucking camera on the trip no, no, that's, yeah. that's why he's not fine because he fucking introduced himself he's been pretty quiet I think we're just going to find the hell out of here. Find Chris right now. Find a reason. I want to find one tomorrow. No, do it right now. There has to be one thing. You're too damn nice. Drink a shot. That's fine. I can do that. Find him. Have you spotted someone before Chris? 
No. No. Well, okay, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I haven't seen it after he tells me it's yeah. out there. I'm like, so, where? The hierarchy of napping, it's Ashley's sleeping the majority of the time. <laughs> I'll I'll doze here and there and maybe even it's take hard. a couple minute nap here and there. But Chris, I, every time I look at him, he's never fucking napping. He might put his head back with his eyes open. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's I don't know. I don't know what it is. Hey, I don't know if he's sleeping with his eyes open or what. It doesn't matter though. Because, like, then all of a sudden, like these animals out of nowhere just a fucking just appear, and he's like, "There's an animal. There's a kudu. There's an impala. There's this." I'm like, "Fuck, man. Like Chris, shit." I have a pretty good game Jacob on. Yeah. For his first animal, his impala. Yeah. Chris woke him up for that. Wow. I dozed for like I dozed for like a minute or two. I think. So I'm Chris. I'm perfect. He hasn't said a word this whole podcast because he's so perfect that he's waiting for the right yes. opportunity. That's because I'm nipping now. I'm catching up. His eyes open. Yeah. Can you teach me your Well, I say nobody's perfect. Well, hell, Chris must be nobody. Yep. Damn. My middle name. He's good, though. That's awesome. He's getting done. Yep. Oh. Well. Hold on, oh. there's one more fine coming. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Chris, you're getting fine. You're getting fine for something. Just for being Chris. Chris, <laughs> you're not perfect. Chris, Fuck have you. you got a single fine since we've been here? No. no. Oh, oh, shit. You know why we We're not getting any fines for being too perfect. You're the best PA. You're too perfect. I'll take this. All right, now go to sleep tomorrow. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. no. we no, we no oh, longer sleep. want Mr. Perfect. We have unsettled business. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why you shall not sleep every night? We shall not sleep until he's dead. Because we see my shit in the barn during the day. We do. It's it's kind of terrible. The bromance. And some shit in there. Well, I have stomach issues. Are you guys just in there farting all day or what? Well, not you guys, just me. The fact well, that you have to take a dump at the same line twice. Like everyone's stomach was just rumbling today. Like it was these two at first. And, and like, he was talking I'm like, shit. I'm talking shit. I'm like, you guys Everyone, dude, my stomach rumbles all day, and I'm like, yeah. something's wrong with me. I'm, 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 I'm waiting for him to fire it off, and I'm going, geez, with that minor, there's like a buildup or something, man. Yeah. Something's going to explode. I think one night we were having. Like my stomach oh, was going, and, and then yours was going. I'm just like, it's funny when it's quiet. You just hear like, yeah, oh, shit, shit it's our digestive quiet. system. <laughs> it's so quiet. You realize that you realize how bad a shape your body's in because it's just like, oh. I think what's happening is we're eating so good on this trip that we usually eat like dog shit. You're right. Yeah. So it's just trying to compute what the hell's going on in our stomach. My stomach's just cussing at me the whole time. I'm like, I'll tell you right now, my stomach was fucking gurgling real bad the other day like really bad and i finally dove into that jerky stuff that you send us in the snack pack dried sausage i fucking ate like three sticks of them like then my stomach stopped gurgling like that's the ticket now get you right eat some of those fucking hey, beef stick things I, I, think, I think that's the opposite of that yeah, yeah, killed I was because it's it because it's like <laughs> what we had, we had too much snack pack today. yeah oh shit that's impressive damn, damn that is impressive hey before we go we're getting about that time can you guys say uh, loudly so the recording's good? You're listening to working class bow hunter and Afrikaans. Ons luister. Nee, jelle, 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 jel
Jelle Leister. We hebben de first discussie, zo wel te zeggen. The main problem here is 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 synchronizing the three of us mallets to say this perfectly. So I think I think we're gonna we're gonna give it a bash and right. Yeah. Jelle luister naar werkende klas. Ik heb het gezegd. Ik heb het School. Jelle luister naar werkende klas boogjachter. There it is. One person scan is fine. That was awesome. Let's say go shoot your bow. Yeah, go shoot your bow is how I end every podcast typically. Gaan skiet jou boog. Say it one more time. Gaan skiet jou boog. It's not that much different, honestly. Gaan skiet jou boog. Gaan skiet jou boog. Now say it with some meaning. Gaan skiet jou boog. Plak some moer. Love of Horry. You said bitch. Before we go, I really do wish everybody could see one of their best friends walk up on the animal they shot, because it was... could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.